Hey, what's up, everybody? Before uh, we jump into the episode, I want to let everybody know that uh, we recorded last night. And every week when we record, I drive an hour and a half to get there. What happened when I got there is I realized that I was missing a cable that I needed to plug into the mixer. So I would have had to drive an hour and a half home and then drive an hour and a half back in order to do it with the cable that we needed. And that was not going to happen. So we just recorded off of the speakers on the computer. Um, we thought to ourselves, do we want to give them an episode this week or just wait until next week? But we recorded something. So for the people that enjoy the show, I'm sure you'll listen to it and be fine with it. If this is your first time listening and you're like, oh my God, the audio in this episode sucks, wah, 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 first world problems, just get on iTunes, give us the one-star review and fuck off. But for everyone else, I hope you can get past the audio issues and try to enjoy the episode. All right, here we go. Set them straight, boys! Hey, look at this! We've got one! Yes! We're chosen! Yes! Yes! Yeah, yeah! We've been chosen together! Hey, Brenda, you and me. I'm so happy that God's put our packages together. It's because we belong together. It's like we were made for each other. Get ready, boys! Oh, feels amazing! Oh, yes! I'm the first to enter eternity! Oh, potato! Way to go, buddy! The pipes, the pipes are caught! Oh, Jesus! Fuck! Oh, gummy skin! She's peeling me what? fucking stuff! Fuck! Episode 151. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded, except for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're the Leftovers. No, I forgot yeah. my line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, used to, I'm used to the third person. <laughs> hey, at least we don't have somebody else giving us lines. Yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? Stop! Hammer time. <laughs> I'm sure that sounds good too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, this week uh, I forgot to bring a cable for the mixer, so we're recording right off the computer <laughs> with, uh, with, with, with the very high-tech microphone, the built-in microphone on my Hewlett-Packard. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, let us know. Maybe if this sounds better, we'll keep doing it this way. Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, we're, we're doing, this is so weird, I'm just talking into the air. <laughs> it is weird, it is weird. Um, yeah, we're doing this episode because, uh, I thought to myself, you know what, we already don't have 
I don't know quantity, so it's no. I can sacrifice the quality. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could have came back tomorrow. We could have recorded on Sunday and done this with the proper mixer, but I don't want to make the drive again. So we're here. We're gonna do it. And this is going to be one episode where you have to deal with the audio. So you can hear us. It just doesn't sound great. Yeah, this is going to be a special episode, one for the history books, I think. Yay! Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Do we, do we have a Wikipedia page yet? Is that a thing? No. Is there a Pop Culture Leftovers Wikipedia? Brooke has always thought about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be cool. So some, someone get out there. And yeah, somebody go back and listen to all 150 episodes so you can start that up. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Where's that one young motherfucker who gets all salty about how like how long people been listening? Oh, Brandon McLean? Yeah. 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 Prove your worth, motherfucker. Tell us what we've done the last 150 episodes. It doesn't count if you didn't start. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's out of the running. That's very Johnny-come-lately, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I guess you should have been born a few years earlier. We act like he was just born. <laughs> He's four years old, and he's like, well, yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> like, like he just he's a young pup. He just, he just grasps the the English language within the last couple of years. What are you talking about, Frank? And he, he just came that. to the show late. That's true. Jeez, you should have been born sooner. It makes no sense. I know we have all ages listening to this podcast right now. Guys. It was a shitty joke, I admit. You've been around for a while and you're not making any sense. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to change anytime soon. All right, guys, I got a question for you. You can hear the car outside. <laughs> is it what make and model car is that? It looks like a Tahoe. Yeah, it's a Chevy Tahoe. We got another vehicle pulling up right next to it. What the fuck is this a parking lot now? This is great. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. People wonder why I want to smoke pot in my yard naked on Sunday. Shit, stay away! Allegedly. Oh, fuck allegedly. <laughs> Got a question for you guys. Let's hear it. All right, so, we, you know, uh, I watch The Flash. You guys don't watch The Flash. No. Yeah, we've had that discussion. <laughs> He's heard a lot of bad things about it. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's ridiculous is what it is. Okay, but you guys are familiar with, like, Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth 3. Oh, yeah, I'm a big Crisis fan. There you go. All right, so you've got different uh, you got different uh, universes, different parallel universes uh, other than our universe. Uh, so I want you to think about this. In, in maybe, like, Earth 2 or Earth 3, do you think that Dom DeLuise would have been sub DeLuise? Because it's always the opposite in one of these worlds. You've got, you know what I mean? Yeah. Frank smokes pot with his clothes on. And <laughs> <laughs> right. What fun is that, though? Or two, Frank. He loves it. Oh, all right. Dom DeLuise, Sub DeLuise. Sub DeLuise. I think so. I think so. I'm, I'm buying it. Yeah. I'm buying it. I'm with it. I'll do it. All right. Okay, that's all I had. <laughs> in Earth 2 is Sub DeLuise funny. No, no. <laughs> he's like a serious method actor. <laughs> serious method actor. Yeah. He's the equivalent of Peter DeLuise, his untalented son. And then in Earth 2, instead of people like praising Heath Ledger's Joker, they praise his version of the Penguin or some shit. Heath Ledger's Penguin? No. Sub DeLuise. Oh, okay, okay. I'm with that. <laughs> All right, we did get a we we didn't get any new iTunes reviews, but we did get a revised iTunes review. 
And uh, it's from Jason Cage. I actually know who this is. I'm going to re- reveal that here in a moment. But it's after, it's a five-star. After listening for a few weeks, I had to come back and update my review for these guys. It's not that bad. Keep up the good work. Wow. Did, did we go up in stars? No, we didn't go up in stars. This is Steve from Scenic Cast. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw this out there from Steve. Okay. I, I, his original review. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. Okay. Okay. I got on Scenic Cast iTunes page and I give him a glowing review and talk about, you know, yeah, these guys are great. They're knowledgeable. They're fun. Listen to them. Steve's first review of our podcast was all of two words. It's good. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Steve. I see that review. I'm hitting subscribe. What was up with this Mortal Kombat like name for iTunes? What was he? Jason Cage. Jason Cage. I don't know. It's uh. It's Earth Two Johnny Cage. Might be. <laughs> I don't know. Luke Cage. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Too. We're gonna be talking about the Luke Cage trailer. We're gonna be talking about Sausage Party, and we're gonna be talking about the Star Wars. Uh, Rogue One trailer this week. Uh, that was our iTunes reviews. I didn't even play the bumper. It doesn't even sound good on this computer, so I don't give a shit. No, we don't need it. I want to talk about... Uh, oh, Thomas Comiskey. He's a newer listener, I'm, I'm, I'm supposing. I don't know how long he's been with us. But he donated, he donated $25 to PayPal for us. Oh, wow. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, everybody else, you can donate to Patreon. If you want to go to our Patreon and just do a search for Pop Culture Leftovers, and we've got some cool rewards out there for you. Uh, sponsor this week is Things from Another World, TFAW.com. Uh, go there off of our website. You got to go through popcultureleftovers.com, click the link. Anything you purchase from there, whether you're getting comic books, trade paperbacks, figures, statues, uh, it gives us a little kickback, so that's awesome. Deep discounts on those trade paperbacks, too. Yeah. 30 to 60% off a lot of the trade paperbacks. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely worth going to. Uh, I know there's other subscription services out there, but TFAW is fantastic. And also, sign up for their newsletter, because when you sign up for the newsletter, they give you the deal of the day. And uh, the deal of the day, uh, I think today was like a Deadpool statue, so... Definitely check it out. You can save a lot of money on that shit. Uh, that's TFAW.com. Nice. All right. I did get a package uh, from uh, John from Igataku's Pub Stumper Podcast. Let me spell that. E-I-G-O-T-A-K-U. Pub Stumper Podcast, which is only available on SoundCloud. Uh, I know. I've tried to listen to it before, but uh, SoundCloud is just so difficult on my phone. Exactly. Same thing for me. I like it. I listen to it at home when I can because Dan West, our, our buddy Dan West, is actually on there from time to time. Uh, I think it's pretty amazing. It's like you got Howard Stern. He sounds. He signs like an exclusive deal with XM Radio. Yeah. Fucking John, he just signed an exclusive deal with SoundCloud. He's like, fuck all the rest. Fuck iTunes. Yeah, SoundCloud, they got hooked up with that deal. Yeah, they did. <laughs> What's the whole iTunes is like, <laughs> uh, Damn it. Um, so, but he, uh, very awesome. He sent me a package and I'm going to open it now. I have no clue what's in the package. So, awesome. opening it now. Frank already cut it for me. Uh, well, God, I can already see something in here. It is he. Uh, he lives in Japan, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. So he sent this from Japan, and on the box, what did he write? 
He's funny. He went a little bit, uh, uh, what's that, uh, full metal jacket on this. Here's a box of stuff. There are many like it, but this one is yours. <laughs> so full metal box here. Nice. He sent us a happy first anniversary Pokemon Center Mega Tokyo. Are these... Uh, are these those things like the like a little mat for your food, like a little food mat? Is that what these are? Or are they mat like maybe, static, or maybe they're just meant things. to be up to like lights and like on windows or whatever? I'm not sure. I don't know. But these are cool. They are cool. Oh, I see. Jake Jake is drooling over these right now because it's like got them. Pikachu on it. Got Pikachu playing in the oh, a little Pika snowman. The snow Pika snowman and uh, little two Pikachus sleeping together. Like a female Pikachu there. Yeah, they're getting yeah. it on. Getting it on. <laughs> <laughs> Very sexual. Netflix and chill with the Pikachus. What do we got? Oh, Pikachu. What do we got here? What the fuck is this Kit Kat? Oh, Kit Kat yeah. strawberry cheesecake. What? Yeah, they have all kinds of crazy. Can you shit? Oh, how many preservatives are in this thing? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, that's awesome. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, it's a Kit Kat. It's made by Nestle. It's got the Kit Kat logo on it. And it's, oh, it's made from, they've got Kit Kats on the front here. It's made from white chocolate Kit Kats, which they do have here in the States sometimes. No, I'm th- do they not have those? I'm yeah, th- they do. They okay, because I'm thinking of the white chocolate Reese's Pieces uh, peanut butter cups. They have white chocolate Kit Kats, too. All right, let's That's see cool. here. We've got uh, a Nintendo Amiibo. Who is this? I can't read Japanese. I have no clue who this Ike? is. I don't know who this is. Ike Turner. It's an, <laughs> it's yeah. a, no, it is. It's an Ike Turner Amiibo. Nice. This is a companion team at all. Shit out of all those <laughs> other Amiibos. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all going to come back and, and beg for him to love him again. <laughs> Do not use it. Not compatible with the Princess Peach Amiibo. <laughs> What else we got here? I think he's a Fire Emblem character. We've got a uh, Rubik's Cube. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that is cool. It's been a while since I've seen one. Very cool. It's already solved. Yeah, that's that's no fun. It's version 2.0, though. What's different about it? No, this ain't your daddy's Rubik's Cube, motherfucker. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Does it have a seventh side? I have no clue. (laughs) I have no clue. What do we got here? Let me learn Japanese real quick so I can read this. (laughs) We got a bunch of Zelda stickers, it looks like. You want to go through those and look at those? Yeah, let me check them out. What what do we got? Oh, you got one of the... There's this podcast... Star Wars DVD TV games. Trivial's Pursuit. I know what we're going to be playing one of these night, gentlemen. Oh, that's that's cool. Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Couldn't afford the Blu-ray, John? (laughs) (laughs) No no high-def questions. (laughs) Oh, wow. This is... What box would not be complete without keychains, gentlemen? Yes. Super Mario Bros. 3. 30th anniversary. No, Super Mario's 30th anniversary keychain here. Oh, that's badass. And then we've got a uh, Mar- uh, not Marvel, uh, Mario. A Mario keychain. And he's got movable limbs. Oh, let me see that. I'm going to be making this guy jack off all night. <laughs> it's that's a me. Table, <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> I'm going to jack off. <laughs> Get over here, Luigi. Take on my mushroom. All right, what do we got here? We got a, uh, a heavy-duty fucking heat. Holy crap. The Last Starfighter, Whoa. number one oh, from shit. Marvel. This is like, and they did, it didn't get in bed, John. This looks in great condition. This is fantastic. It's still in the plastic wrapper. 
Oh my gosh. Is that like an adaptation of the movie or did they actually The official it? comics adaptation oh. of the spectacular new film. It looks like all three issues might be in there. Yeah, and it looks like uh, the alien dude looks like Thing. It's Looks a little anorexic thing. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I got another Zelda postcard. Uh, the good old days when comics were 75 cents. Wow. Uh, oh, what do we got? Oh, BB-8? We got three of these, four of these. Oh, nice. Jake gets one. Oh, wow, cool. Jake gets one. It's got Japanese writing in there. I get one. Jay's going to get one. Oprah gets one. <laughs> Look under your chair. Look under your chair. Thank you, John. These are awesome. What is this? Transparent plastic sheet by Handicrafts. You cut out these little... I have no... You draw on this? What? I have no idea. What the F? Yeah, that's uh, kind of crazy. Some Marvel Civil War stuff. I can't read the instructions because they're all in Japanese. Fairy tale? Is that fairy tale? Uh, yes. There yes, it is. For you, man. Nice. Wow. Thank you, John. Very cool. These BB-8 things say movie next on them. There's got to be something to them, like some kind of code or something. But since I can't read Japanese, I don't know what the fuck to do with it. But What have you done with your life, Frank? You can't read Japanese? I know, right? Yeah, get on that, Frank. Get on it. You'd think I'd at least know some, like, profanity or something. need to get that Rosetta Stone shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I I think this Ike Turner Amiibo is trying to cuss some shit over here, actually. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I thought the Rubik's Cube was a a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Jerryson 2 is going to be Chris Brown in reality. I did want to make another announcement before we jump into uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop and all that stuff. Um... I recorded a new podcast, uh, our Patreon podcast. Uh, we finally settled on a name. Uh, it is not the Leftover Army podcast. It is called Second Rate Superfans. We're available on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Uh, it's me, uh, Chris Hohola, Joe Martin, and Jason Curington. So, uh Give it a listen. I'm not going to beg you to listen. Just give it a listen. It's pretty. We had fun. It was the first episode. I had a lot of fun. These guys are addicted to podcasting now, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the very next day, they're like, "When are we going to do it again?" It's a, it's a rush. It is. A, yeah. Like, like it's old hat for us. Yes. Yeah. But like when we first did it, dude, it was just like, "Oh my god, oh, wow. <laughs> those eight hours just flew by." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, our first episode was only an hour and a half. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there it, was a lot of there was a lot of break time. It took eight hours to edit, yeah. but it was about an hour and a half. So. I love how we're referred to as Voldemort on the uh, new podcast. I never mentioned the name of. PCL yeah. on the... I never did. I thought that was funny. Yeah. I was like, sweet, yeah. we're Voldemort. The podcast that shall not be named. I'll eventually I'll, I'll eventually drop it, but nah, I was just like... I just forgot. Yeah. You know, it started off as a joke, so... That's funny, though. Yeah. All right. I hate not recording into fucking microphones. This is it's, fucking weird. It's very awkward. I never... I, half the time, I feel like we're not recording. Yeah. And I kind of keep forgetting I need to raise my voice a little bit more yeah, to yeah. get it picked up. No headphones though, so at least it's a little bit easier on the ears. Yeah, yeah just it's gonna it's like it's gonna sound like shit when people are actually right. listening to this in headphones. At least we admit it's, it. Though. It's fine for us though. <laughs> I can hear you guys great. <laughs> uh, you guys ready to move on to good pop, bad pop? Let's do it. Good pop. 
Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to the show, we want you to be familiar, familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the <laughs> pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. i tell you right now, I Tupperware my fucking neighbor's weed whacking skills. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on, I'm going to pause. <laughs> all right, we're back. I think the weed whacking has stopped for the moment. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, it's, it's not always like this. No, we swear it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't care. Deal with it. Uh, this week for Good Pop, Bad Pop, I did want to talk about, uh, I wanted to talk about BoJack Horseman. Yeah. But Jay's not here. Gonna wait for Jay. Should I? Yeah, he's a big fan. Hopefully he's watched it by next week. Or yeah. Talk or not. All right, all right. Okay, I'll wait for next week. Do you guys want to jump into uh, Sausage Party then? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. All right, let's talk about Sausage Party. Sausage Party uh, is a sausage strives to discover the truth about his existence. I think that is the first time any movie has ever had that synopsis, <laughs> unless it's been a porno. <laughs> it's directed by Greg Tiernan, Conrad Vernon. It's written by Kyle Hunter. Ariel Shafir, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Jonah Hill. They all took part in the screenplay and the story. Uh, the cast is really too big, so I'm not going to name them all, but we've got Seth Rogen, Michael Cera, Salma Hayek, Jonah Hill, Paul Rudd, Danny McBride, Nick Kroll, Edward Norton, James Franco, Craig Robinson, Kristen Wiig, and Bill Hader. So let's go ahead and rate this thing. Uh, let's get the one that we all know out of the way. Let's get the Frank Tupperware out of the way. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually going to high-taste the whole movie. Uh, the last 15, 20 minutes is fucking killer Tupperware. It's not that I didn't like anything about it, but I think a lot of it, a lot of this type of movie can be driven by the audience that you're in with. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I tend to be a little raucous when I laugh. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, I'm interested to kind of hear Jake's take on this, too, because unbeknownst to us, we ended up in the same theater at the same time. But I think we're on opposite sides. And every time I started to laugh, there was a group of people that started to look at me kind of funny. Mm -hmm. So I felt a little self-conscious through a lot of it. And then at the end, I just didn't fucking care anymore. It was just too funny not to cackle at but uh, I should have looked really now. Good. You should have looked at him and been like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no, what, we're not, what kind of movie? Do you it's a fucking that? comedy. We're, we're not in Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Fucking <laughs> assholes. It was good. I mean, was it watching the fucking crying game? You dumb bitch. <laughs> this ain't the fucking piano. I'm in fucking sausage party. I'm gonna laugh, you stupid cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good. It wasn't that there was anything bad about it, keeping the whole movie from being a Tupperware. Yeah. I guess just like. Uh, there wasn't any bad parts, but I, I would have thought that I would have been laughing more like I did yeah. at the end yeah. throughout the whole thing. I wasn't so. calling you a stupid cunt. I'm talking about the other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I figured. All right. I figured. I, no, because, like, like, right, no. like, all color left your face no, as soon no. as I said that. No, like, I got I was laughing. Did Brian just call me a cunt? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, like, not even 10 minutes ago, you called me an idiot. I'm <laughs> Had it been ten minutes? Jake, Something like that. Yes. Jake, talk to me about Sausage Party. Sausage Party. I was incredibly disappointed by Sausage Party, I have to say. Um, 
I agree with Frank that the last 15, 20 minutes were the best part. And if it weren't for the last 15, 20 minutes of this movie, I would outright toss this movie. Um, as it is, it's a low taste it. Um, I found myself, for the most part, never laughing. Oh, wow. Um, I thought the, some of the Seth Roganism seemed really forced in this movie, especially like the excuse for the food to be smoking pot. I was over the novelty of them just saying shit and fuck as the joke for the first half of the movie. And up until the point where Michael Sarah's character disposes of the human... I was just completely bored out of my mind with this fucking movie. I was, I, and the trailers looked fantastic to me, but I was just, I did not like this movie. I'm surprised it's getting such a critical reception that it's getting. Um, I also found it to be quite heavy-handed with the messages that it was trying to convey, and I found that a little alarming. Like it was just kind of preachy and annoying to me in that sense. So yeah, I. This was so close to a toss-it, but I got to admit, I was laughing pretty hard at the last 15 minutes with the food, sex, orgy stuff, <laughs> and just the mass murder stuff. It, it really, it almost won me back at the end. It did win it back from being a toss-it. So, very low-tasted for me. I, Jake, you've pretty much said everything I I wanted to say. <laughs> wow. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly on everything that you've said. It felt like all, it was just like shock value with all the... They, they, they rode this joke of cartoon characters saying the F word and shit and all that stuff. Yeah. They yeah. rode that joke the entire time. I did laugh at the kitchen scene where they're all getting fucked up mm -hmm. in the kitchen and the potato gets peeled. I've seen it in the trailers. It was yeah. still funny. Uh, I laughed at that. But... And at the end, of course, the orgy scene is oh. one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> I was cracking up during that. But it's not enough for me to even low taste it. I'm still going to toss this movie. Oh, no. Wow. Um, and I am. I'm, I know we're on the minority. I know most people saw this and loved it, thought it was hilarious. I, for one, just feel like when it comes to cartoons and raunchy jokes, I feel like uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone do it better. Yeah. I, I, I really do. And I feel like they do it better on Comedy Central. Every time I watch them, I really so. felt like this would have done better as opposed, like at home, as opposed to in the theater. Like I guess I wouldn't have felt so self conscious for me. I don't. I, I feel like I, I was in a theater with maybe thirty people, and there wasn't a lot of people laughing. So I we, we didn't have a lot of people laughing. I feel like if I was in a packed theater with a bunch of like uh, teenagers. And uh, maybe people in their 20s yeah. laughing, uh -huh. maybe I would have had a better time. Right. But I feel like uh, I, was in a people, I was in a theater with 30 people, and there wasn't too much laughter, so I never really got into that whole yeah, mood. Yeah, me neither. I went by myself, yeah. so yeah. I didn't have anybody to share it with. So I, 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 it didn't blow me away. Um, I, I'm trying to think. I thought Michael Sierra was pretty good as Barry. Yeah, he was I, my favorite character. Yeah, mine as well. Uh, other than that... Uh, I didn't. Danny McBride didn't blow me away as uh, was it spicy mustard or hot mustard or whatever. Yeah, he wasn't it was. even in it too long. Yeah, honey mustard. Honey mustard. Honey yeah. mustard. Edward Norton was pretty good. Yeah, as, as yes. the bagel. He I, was I, my favorite. I, I didn't realize it was Ed Norton first. Yeah, I, I enjoyed him. Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I still got to toss this movie. I, I do not blame you one bit. I, like I said, it, it gave me those big belly laughs at the end, so I, I guess I cut it a little bit of a break. Yeah. Even at a low taste it, though, this is a movie that I will never watch again. Same here. So I don't recommend going to the theater. To well, who's going to watch it on TV? 
Yeah, I guess you're right. They're going to cut everything out. All right. You'd yeah, have I mean, I guess you can redbox it, though. Sure, or, ne- no, or stream it on Netflix yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're interested, I guess it's worth doing that. But save yourself the 7 to 12 bucks and seeing this in the theater. Yeah. Ugh. And, I mean, nothing visually going on here. Like, really, compared to, like, a Pixar movie or even a DreamWorks movie, the animation is very subpar. Yeah. Like, you can't even really fall into that when the laughs aren't coming. Yeah. Um, there was some times where I didn't know what the product even was. Like, when the toilet paper made the joke, I didn't even know it was toilet paper. Oh, I knew, oh, really? I knew I it was that. toilet paper. Yeah, I was like, what was that? Uh, it took me a minute to... <laughs> Jake, did, we learned that Jake doesn't use toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like... He has a bidet at home. It was all like bent. Like, I, I, it was just like the way the way it had to talk was like it was like half like scrunched over so it could like talk so I had no idea what the fuck it was. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just use my left hand. <laughs> but yeah, this wow. I, and we are by no means prudes. No, I no. mean people have listened to this podcast yeah. and know that that's not the case. That's true. But the, like, like you said, the novelty of them just saying fucking shit. About I didn't feel like it was smart comedy. No, not at all. Not at all. The worst thing that Seth Rogen has ever wrote. And you're right about the preachy stuff. It's like the whole time I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I, I get what you're getting across. I, I get it. Yeah. It like, just wasn't funny. That probably went over my head. I really, I didn't get that. What were they trying to say? Oh, when he's talking about how you have to explain to others in a nicer way. You can't just yell at people and tell them they're idiots and expect them to be oh. swayed to your viewpoint. Gotcha. And there was okay. also a lot of lot to say about whether or not God exists or not. And there Yeah. Was, oh. oh, yeah. I guess I was just thinking of it too much in the context of the movie instead of like more of an overall tone. I, I don't see how you could have missed it. I thought it was like smash you over the head with a frying pan a few times. Yeah. Especially when Seth Rogen's main character was delivering his speech over the fucking microphone to all the other foods. Yeah. I was just like groan, <laughs> groan. And yeah, wow. So I, I was surprised even that I was belly laughing in the last fifteen minutes because I was just for sure writing this thing off. But I think that shit. I think it was like I don't know. For me, it was just like I I was impressed that they went there. Yeah, you know, because like I, I expected to see a sex scene. Like I expected them to go like Team America marionettes, like two of them fucking doing something crazy. But I did not expect a full on food fight orgy. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? That was crazy. It was ridiculous, and I did. Love the Barry dropping the head scene. Yeah, when he had revealed that he. Oh, and he's just <laughs> he's just smacking the face and yeah, shit, yeah. making it talk. And he, he, he yada 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 is what happens by moving the guy's mouth the whole time. Yeah, that was really funny. And I was like, wow, this is dark and actually kind of funny. Yeah, and I thought that was well, probably not counting the orgy, the best scene in the movie. <laughs> the uh, the douche taking control of the guy by shoving itself up the guy's ass not and funny. on his balls. Really? Not funny. I wow, I thought that was great. I thought that was awesome. I was laughing. And I know I'm nitpicky, but like some of the science was annoying to me. It's like the food can get high, but when the douche is like putting all that booze in it, it's not getting drunk yeah, at all. Yeah, I guess I see that. <laughs> so it's like, you can't have it both ways, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Either the alcohol and the pot affects the food. Or none of it does. Wow, Jake is Jake is Jake has put more thought in the sausage party than the writers did. <laughs> Can't have it both ways. I did kind of enjoy the part where it did show like the hot dog. He was holding the hot yeah. dog, and it looked like he was jacking himself. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, but other than that, I don't know. This movie just didn't do it for me, man. I expected so much more. Huh? I was blown away that the critics gave it such a high score. 
Yeah, wow. I didn't even look to see what kind of scores it was getting. I think it's in the 80s on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Right? It is 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Yeah. So, wow. Critic score, 82%. Really? Wow, yeah. that's surprising. Normally critics hate this kind of film. Yeah. I'm sure the Christian ones did. <laughs> even though it was right up their alley. I heard <laughs> I heard that the uh the the um the like the ratings board. Yeah. They had no idea how, what to rate this. Oh, jeez. They, they'd never seen anything like it, so <laughs> they gave it the R rating, but a lot of people were thinking it could be like NC-17, oh, they maybe no. push some boundaries, but... We haven't seen the old NC-17 <clears throat> for quite a long time. Wow. Yeah. That would have been funny. Orgasmo did it. Was it NC-17? Yes. Wow. Yes. Orgasmo wow. did it. back in the day, too. Wasn't that like mid-1990s? That was 98. Yeah. Wow. I feel old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you guys got this week for Good Pop, Bad Pop? I was going to talk briefly about the uh, Batman Telltale game. Okay. I was just going to bring up Bad Pop, our audio this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's lots of popping in yeah. our audio this week. <laughs> popping and... Oh, and Hold on. I'm, I'm stopping it right here. I'm fresh. All right, hey, we're back. We're recording down in the uh, basement because the garage was not working out. I I don't know why we ever thought that might be a bad idea uh, out there with your neighbors on Saturday mowing the lawn and weed whacking and all that shit. It's like they actually care what the outside of their houses look like. Exactly. Fuck that. Well, you said you do some maintenance naked. No, I, I well, <laughs> I do some stuff with the weeds in my yard. Nick. No, I thought you were talking about manscaping there for a second. <laughs> oh no, don't do that! No fucking mind. Jesus Christ! You what? don't do manscaping? Why? <laughs> he looked down. Who the fuck do I got to impress? He You're down. married. You have a wife. Yeah. She doesn't want to floss with your pubes. You don't want to look like 1970s down there. It's disgusting. I guess I wasn't thinking like shaving that area stuff or trimming that area's manscaping. I was thinking like chest hair, pit hair, shit like that. No, I'm talking about the the down under. I, I take care of what I gotta take care of. He's not talking about being an ice skater. No, here. I don't. Well, I know. Well, like, like, uh... Come back next week. Frank's got no fucking eyebrows. <laughs> no, the, the, uh, my cousin, he fucking shaves his chest and pits and all that shit, too. All right. <laughs> thanks, thanks for throwing that out there for us. <laughs> Everybody's enjoyed that look at my pants. No, I hope. No, I hope. We, I hope we get more cousin updates throughout this entire episode. <laughs> yeah, starting to grow it out a little bit. What else does he do? <laughs> Fuck, I have no idea. I don't want to know. All right, hey, what do you guys got for me this week as far as good pop, bad pop? I was... not, not, nothing about your cousin. <laughs> well, my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk briefly about the uh, Batman Telltale game that was released on PlayStation this week. I believe it's on Xbox. I believe it's on smartphone devices like iOS and Android and whatnot. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Telltale games, but they're basically a slash between a choose-your-own-adventure book and like the old Dragon Slayer game where you're prompted to do commands at certain times in the game. Um, It's an episodic game. There's five chapters. One chapter will be released every, I believe, five to six weeks after the first chapter. Um, Five bucks a chapter. If you buy all five at once, you get the uh, Fables Telltale game for free as a bonus, which I I already own, so there's no incentive for me to not just spend the five bucks at a time. Um, I'm going to give this a high taste it. I I really like it. I'm a big fan of all these 
Telltale games. They're just light fun. Um, I really like how it's a very mature take on Batman, too. Um, they say shit, just like the sausages in the, in the Sausage Party game. Oh, I'm sold. Um, there's there's blood from gunshots and everything, and it's, it's a very mature-themed Batman game. Um, it's a really neat story, too. It basically assumes that Batman has never met Can up. Can we go back to Sausage Party here real quick? Yeah. The females, one was Buns. Yeah. And the other one was a taco. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were no other females throughout the whole thing, right? I don't just know. More buns? Yeah, more buns. Yeah. Everything yeah, else, else is male. male. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I did think it was funny that the, the douche was a dude bro. Yeah, he was very dude broy. Yeah, like a regular douche. But that—I mean, just like every other joke in that movie—that wore thin pretty quickly. Oh yeah, it was like in and out. <laughs> so anyway, it's a—it's a very interesting take on a Batman tale. He's never encountered any of his like staple origin people before. Like he's never met Catwoman. He's never met Two Face. Isn't Two Face yet? He's never met the Penguin. So you're introduced to all these characters for the first time while you play this game with Batman. Which is a really like unique take on the story, you know. It's That's like cool. starting over with uh, Batman Year One a little bit. So yeah, this is a high taste it for me. It's a uh, for five bucks you get a good hour and a half, two hours of gameplay out of it. So not a bad deal. I mean, especially these days when you spend sixty bucks and you can beat a game in ten hours. You know, five bucks for a couple hours is is a pretty good deal, and it's. Fun to play. If those were prostitute rates. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. And it's fun to play over again too because you can you can play it multiple times and make different choices on what you're going to say. That's and, one of the things I've always liked about those Telltale games. Yeah. Is whereas other like AAA titles that cost sixty bucks, usually when they have like alternate endings or anything, your decisions don't really change the story that much. But in these, they do. It has great impact. And you can make Batman a real dick, which you know if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know I'm a big fan of. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really fun. And they also introduced a new concept called group play, where other people can watch you play and log in with their cell phones, and everyone can decide what Batman's going to say or do. Oh, that's cool. And then it's kind of a majority rules. That's awesome. So it's like it's the first Telltale game that's not just a single player experience, with, which I think is a really unique idea. It is. That's a really cool spin. So yeah, high tasted. Are you going to try this out at all, Brian? No, no, <clears throat> no. I've never done any of them. I don't see a reason to start. Yeah, it's pretty neat. They're all really story driven. Usually, the stories are really good. I played uh, both seasons of the Walking Dead version. Yeah, and I played through. I think the first four episodes of the Game of Thrones one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and those were good too. Uh, usually the narrative is really good, the voice acting is really good, and pretty entertaining. No, I'm not saying that it's not fun. They sound fun. It sounds like it'd be, like, right up my alley. I'm just saying, I'm just, like, forewarning you, probably not going to do it. As much as I probably would enjoy it, not going to do it. Gotcha. I hear you. Does that make any sense yeah, at all? Gotcha. Because I probably, <laughs> gotcha. I probably would like it. It's just like, it's, I'm not like, oh, I've got to try one of these. Like, nobody said anything where I have to you know what I mean? Yeah, I, sure. I hear you. It'd probably yeah. be something where if, like, you, you happen to hang out with somebody and they were yes. playing it, then you might get into yes. it if you actually saw it. Yeah. 
Um, they just got the license to do an undisclosed Marvel game. No one knows what character or theme they're going to do, but that's supposed to come out. I can bet you the villain's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's based off the comic universe and not the cinematic universe. Okay. So, so maybe it will be huh. decent. Okay. <laughs> just saying. But that's going to come out either later this year or early 2017. They haven't disclosed an exact date yet. Age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hope, I'm hoping... My fingers are crossed that it's a Spider-Man game. If you were to access it via cell phone, what you're talking about, you know, to vote and mm-hmm. that, uh, do you actually have to own a copy of the game to do that? No. You... um. You log. You go into a website. You enter a password that's provided on the screen, and then you're you're entered into the game. Oh, so you could okay. even like stream it on like Twitch, and then have like a hundred people voting at once oh, if you wanted wow. to do it like that. That'd be cool if you wanted to just see the story and not actually have to plunk down the money for it. Yeah, that'd be a cool way to do it. Well, or you can just go on PlayStation Four and you can watch a video of people playing games. True. So, yeah. I mean that that option's available for every game. You can yeah. watch every game and not plunk the money down for it these right. days. So. But you can still feel like you have some kind of an impact on it. Yeah, exactly. So pretty neat. High tasted for me. Cool. All right, Frank. What do you got? Okay, uh, picked up No Man's Sky this week, and I know it was a game that you were looking forward to for a while, at least as far as like initial work sure. that went. It's it's pretty divisive. Uh, I'm going to get the rating out of the way. I've got to toss it. Um, it's not for everybody. Um, if you're big into like Minecraft and stuff like that, this may be for you. But even a lot of the Minecrafters aren't going to like it because y- you find elements, you put them together to like do shit to your exosuit and your little multi-tool gun and your ship and stuff. But... You don't really have that much impact upon the world. Word had it early on that you were supposed to be able to build shelters and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't have the ability to do that, at least as of this time. People who are all for the game are saying that, oh, well, they'll add it later in an update. But it's not there now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, I, I, I wanted to put a lot more time into it before I gave it a review. But I just, I really can't. I gave it three and a half hours. And... If a game hasn't shown me enough to continue playing it after three and a half hours, I mean, I I don't want to have to get to the twenty twenty five hour mark. Should they I'm call like, this? Oh. Should they call the game No Man's Shelter? Fuck, <laughs> I don't even know, man. It it's really bland. Like there there's hardly any story at all. There's a little bit of one. I want to see like your one star review on this. No shelters. <laughs> Fuck this well, game. The reason why that sucks is like every environment you go to yeah. is inhabitable inhabitable for humans for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like either it's really cold and you gotta you gotta find some kind of isotope or whatever to constantly bolster up that part of your armor so you don't die mm-hmm. or it's toxic. It's like every place fucking hates you. Um, as far as any of the aliens I've seen bland, no real true interaction, like at a snail's fucking pace, I'm learning their language one at a time. That way when they talk, oh, there's a word that I learned. I learned the word for geck. What the fuck is a geck? It's a lizard-looking creature. Mm-hmm. They added a combat element to it that sucks. There's these flying drone things that sometimes will attack you and sometimes they won't. I can't even explain to you why. Hmm. Um, Did you pay $60 for this? Well, I, I did not. I ended up paying 28 because I had some credit at GameStop and okay. also traded in a game. And they had a deal where if you traded a game in, they'd give you 20% more for your trade if you were getting No Man's Sky. 
Um, Did you got this on hard copy? Yeah. Can I try it before you sell it back? Yeah, no problem. Nice. Uh, I'd like to do it within the next week or so before they get flooded with copies. Okay, amazing. Uh, but I mean, you'll 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 see real quick. I mean, the controls are clunky. Like your interface and your menus and shit, and like one of the things of the game is that you have limited storage space, and it's so fucking limited that it's you can't figure out what anything does because you go to pick something else up and you can't because your inventory's full. Um, the tutorials are real thin, and I mean, some people are going to say, "Oh, well, back in the day we didn't have <laughs> tutorials for games," but with a game as complex as this, you need one. Um, I got as far as building a uh, faster-than-light drive and was able to switch systems. Even that's clunky. Like, I don't I don't understand what the point is. A lot of people are liking it. I mean, they're into, like, just exploring stuff or, like, looking at new things. But, I mean, even from a technical standpoint, mm-hmm. the game is kind of a failure. Can you talk about the objective? Because, actually, Joe on uh, Second Rate Superfans, when we recorded, talked about this game. And he said the goal is to get to the center of the universe. Yeah, and I haven't heard what's there. Tootsie Roll Pop. <laughs> oh, there you go. When you get to the center. Duh. Right. How many, how many licks does it take? Uh yeah, I, I, when you go to the menu to where you're looking at the different star systems mm-hmm. and stuff, it maps out like a line, a path for you to get there, and you can see it way off in the distance. But I mean, this is in order to get there, you're gonna have to dump like anywhere from forty to hundred hours in this game. Yeah. Now the people that are loving this, they're landing on each and every planet and like walking or flying throughout the whole thing, like finding every little thing. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with it. One of the um, selling points of this game, from what I've read, is that you discover planets and you discover star systems, and then you're allowed to name them for everyone to see. Are are you tossing this because the game doesn't allow allow you to use profanity (laughs) when you're naming the planets? (laughs) Well, if a game is hard for me to get into, like a lot of times if I go to replay an old game, I'll... Like, name characters, oddball shit, like Mike Hawk or D's Nuts or something, just to try to half-ass entertain myself early on. I've seen you play Final Fantasy IV, one of your favorite games, and do the same shit. So well, right, but even, even some of those have that price. And, and he gave Sausage Party a high taste. Yeah, but, Come on. Well, like, the thing is, is, like, they have a profanity filter. And it catches some stuff, but other stuff it didn't. Like it it's just—it's me... challenging you to to up your game, Frank, <laughs> to, to be more creative, dude. Because no, be you've been you've been you've been sliding by on D's nuts and Mike <laughs> Hawk for too long. <laughs> you need, sliding by on Mike Hawk. Yeah, you need you're sliding by. You need to up your fucking game. Uh, I'm not the only one that is is kind of down on this. There's a lot. I tried to stay away from like early previews and things like that because there's a lot of things there. It, that is not in this that the studio had promised. Mm-hmm. I mean, to some extent, you do have to give the studio Hello Games credit because it's only like a 14-man team that made this game. And while the scope of it is impressive, like from a technical standpoint, I haven't had it happen, but I've heard people talk about the game crashing. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it crash, but I myself have seen frame rates lower than 30 frames a second, which makes the game feel choppy. And when you're in your ship in particular and you're flying around, you can see the landscape draw in from the distance, Mm -hmm. which that's a nasty side effect of the algorithm that they use to create all the random worlds and stuff. But it's it's not that visually striking to me. I've seen prettier games. Every planet I've landed on had this nasty yellowish hue. Mm. Now, if I want to dump 
20 hours or so into it, I might see something different. But You might see a nasty purplish hue. <laughs> I could, but I haven't. Not I think you should hit. stick with it just for that. Shit. What I, are the video game sites saying? Are they giving this high praise? Not really. I no. mean, I'll, like, as an example, after I already kind of stopped the other day, uh, I, I took a look at IGN. They found most of the same issues that I did. They're giving it a higher rating than I am, though. He's just echoing IGN. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, for them, it's a six out of ten. Okay, that's. I, I don't think it's that good. I mean, I just. I don't. Whatever, see IGN. Any, I don't see five. Hey, yes. Some of so I usually Busted. don't look. No, 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 I usually don't look. But part of the reason why I was looking this time is I'm trying to like. Am I missing the point? Am I missing yeah. like the driving force and stuff? And I just I can't find. The reason to keep playing. I feel like I'm boring. listening to an IGN podcast. <laughs> uh, that's boring to me, man. A lot of hype behind this game, so it's a little yeah, bit disheartening to hear, to yeah. hear so many people. Because you're not the only person I've heard complain about this. I've heard IGN complain about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dan, Dan. Dan went. Dan, Dan got bored of it really early. Uh, I want to hear me open my soda here. Yeah, crack one open. But, I mean, there are people that like it. I mean, they sit there and they're into the exploration, like, survivalist shit. Okay. And I never really got into Minecraft. I mean, I played it for a little bit and then quit because, I mean, mm. there's only so much you can do. It's like, I, I need a narrative. I need a story or at least the gameplay needs to be fun. And there's neither of those things going on here. It's not fun to play for me. I'm more of an action-oriented type person. That's mm-hmm. definitely not that type of a game. And I, if there was something that I could do to have some kind of an impact on the world, other than naming things, you know, nasty. Uh, like if I could build. <laughs> Let's hear some examples of, of planet names from Frank. Uh, I named one planet Ass Cancer. And then I found the profanity filter would not <laughs> accept my naming of a solar system, the Cunningulus Cafe. So. It'll accept ass cancer, but it I tossed this. <laughs> well, and you know, that's the thing is, it was an open world, and I thought that I would go in. I'm like, okay. I mean, I even was like, I'm going to make this like the b- biggest fucking intergalactic fuck up ever. Like, I was going to be like the terror of the galaxy. I was going to steal people's shit. I was going to like name everything awful and just be a general like intergalactic douche. But I can't do that. I, I don't have any kind of impact on the world where I can do it. A so, real No Man's Sky Superman, super villain. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there are people who are going to be into this. They're going to like spending hours at a time just looking at shit. But, I mean, here's the other Do you thing, think right? those people are stupid? No. Like, <laughs> no. We go, go from one planet in one system to another planet in another. And all the so, hold on. You fauna wa- and everything all looks right. the same. That's dumb. So, like, okay, you walk in. Okay, you've played it. You walk into a room and somebody's playing it, and you sit there for five minutes. You're not wondering to yourself, how the fuck are you still playing this? <laughs> I did watch some Twitch video of it at first, yeah. and I, w- I was like, eh. I mean, the people playing it were excited. Yeah. Yeah, and what they were doing. I just figured I didn't have the context. Well, these people the are on Twitch video. They're probably they have to sound excited, right? Some of these people, yeah. I mean, they they're sponsored copies of the game early. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually have people that subscribe to them and pay. Them Doesn't money it feel like okay? And I, uh, hold on. It sounds like you should have watched this before you bought it. I watched a little bit of it. I just thought I was missing the point. But like you hear so much hype, it's like okay, I'd check it out for twenty eight bucks. 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have spent the sixty to give it a shot. But given the fact that it came out, and I actually had to look a little bit to get a hard copy of it, I didn't pre-order it. Mm. Uh, I got I picked it up on Wednesday, and I called two different Game Stops. The the one that was close here actually had somebody that just canceled their pre-order. So I busted my ass over, picked it up, and one of my other cousins couldn't find one in 50 miles. Bringing up his cousins again. Fuck. <laughs> so I, I, it was kind of like the last... He was too busy manscaping. <laughs> <laughs> Shaving his pits. Shit. It, it's like, the, it, it, to me, it felt like there was an artificial demand No created. man's pubes. You, could, you couldn't find a physical copy of it. So it's like, I think that they might have either shorted people extra copies to create an artificial demand like oh my gosh i can't find it it must yeah, be since, since when these days does a video game sell out to where right. you can't find a copy the only other thing i can think of is that there's been a lot of games that have a lot of hype behind them and then yeah. fall flat and i'm sure companies like gamestop and that end up with a lot of extra copies that they can't sell so i think it, it, if there isn't a issue where they're creating an artificial demand then certainly where places like GameStop are only stocking the pre-orders to mm. see how it sells. Doesn't that artificial demand kind of stop when the game isn't as amazing as it should be? Doesn't the hype die down? I mean, like, Super Mario Brothers 3 comes out. That game was impossible to find. Agreed. And But people were still clamoring for it because the game was amazing. Right. You know what I mean? It's like... I remember I was, like, the first one to get Super Mario Brothers 3 in my school. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, my, so like, that, okay, my mom, she's a whole other can of worms I'm not going to bring up on this show. But <laughs> I will tell you the one thing that my mom did do for me was she would hunt down what I wanted for Christmas. That's one thing that my mother did right. Everything else was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but everything, that that's one thing she did right. And uh, that Super Mario Brothers 3 was like that game. Yeah, you probably met friends you never knew you had when you were one of the first kids that had Super Mario Brothers 3. Yes, <laughs> yes. I remember I was the first one to bring in like the booklet yep, yep, to yep. school. I used to do that and too. And show everybody, yeah. <laughs> proof, I got it. <laughs> That's hilarious. And right now, we're still at less than a week from launch. It just mm-hmm. came out Tuesday. Yeah. So, I mean, if that artificial demand is there, then it's just because it just came out and people can't find it. Right. I'm sure after like two weeks, that'll die down. Die down. Yeah, I looked yeah. for this at Walmart just to see if they had it so I could see what like the box art looked like. They were sold out. Yeah. so I, I don't doubt it. I mean, there was so much hype surrounding this game. And uh, th- there's a guy that I talked to. He does a, a podcast. Uh, I think it's Fireside Chat or Campfire Project. Is that an IGN podcast? No. No, no, no. Uh, I talked to him about it. This is name dropping over here. <laughs> well, we had a discussion. He said that... Uh, he Good thought, friend? No, I've known him for a while. Oh, okay. Uh, and he thought... That there was no way that this could live up to the amount of hype that they had built up yeah, around it. Yeah, I didn't really have that many expectations going in. I happen to be of the type that hate it. There are people that love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I would definitely suggest that people rent it first and get their hands on the controller to give it a give it a run. Right. Fuck or, you, rent games these days. I guess Redbox. Can you well, ga- is it GameFly? Do they do that? GameFly does that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's still family videos, at least around here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's like nas- nationwide no, or not. No, it's not. You go down to Florida, there are no rental places anymore. Sure. But yeah, GameFly, you can do that. You said sure. I'm surprised you didn't say gotcha. I consciously avoided it. That's awesome, dude. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Making headway, uh, but definitely got you. <laughs> definitely, definitely watch like more than ten minutes on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's anything that I learned from actually playing it, from what I watched, anything that you watch, that is the game. 
And from everything that I've heard, it doesn't get better from what I've already played. Mm-hmm. Playing 20 hours isn't going to make a difference. It's still the same game that it is at three and a half. Yeah. Um, That's what IGN said. Fuck! No. <laughs> so you're over it already? Yeah. So I, I can I, try this shit tonight? Yeah, you can take that shit home with you. I don't Sweet, care, I'm man. anxious. Because... I mean, I, I got other games to play, but I mean, I need I need a constructed world. I Is this PS4 exclusive? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, yeah. they do have a PC copy coming out, but okay. they have problems with it and it hasn't been released yet. Okay. I don't know if that one's going to suffer from the same technical glitches that the PS4 has suffered. I know that this is one of the games that they were wanting to make use of the PlayStation VR that's coming out in October. That makes sense. But if it's got this many graphical issues just playing on the standard PS4 as it is now... Uh, there's such a thing as virtual reality sickness, where if it, the game's not flying at least at 90 frames a second, you yeah. can get nauseous and shit. And I don't think, based on what I've seen, that this game's going to be able to get anywhere near that mark. Do you give two fucks about PlayStation VR? No, I, I, I haven't pre-ordered it. I With my wandering eye, I'd be lucky if I could fucking see it, so... I uh, I definitely have to try that out before I got into it, but I have like zero excitement for it myself. Yeah, until I can like literally stand in the fucking Resident Evil mansion mansion and shoot zombies with the shotgun, I just don't care about VR. See, the thing like, until is, it's like full blown good, there, I don't want to wear a fucking thing on my head. And the thing is, is that I don't think our PlayStation Fours that we currently have is yeah. what's going to be what is going to be the primary thing to run that. There's still not anything officially announced yet, but there's rumors, and solidly enough, that they're going to be coming out with another version of the PlayStation 4 next year Mm -hmm. that's going to be more powerful, that is going to be able to run this shit for the VR at a speed to where it's decent. You could still use the VR with our PlayStation 4s, but the the visual quality in that's not going to be the same. And one of the things that they've said with that is if a game developer is going to make a game for the fancier PlayStation 4... It also has to be able to run on the one that we also have. So that's going to kind of suck because we're going to have a lesser version of a game than what they will. Mm. And really that's going to divide the market up, especially when it comes to those virtual reality games. Because people like us that don't want to keep dumping money after money after money, especially when you're talking four or $500 a pop into that shit, I mean, that gets way too expensive. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I assume the new PS4 will be Ultra HD, and that'll force people to want to buy it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be pushing 4K. They've already got a new Xbox that came out that does 4K video mm-hmm. for, like, Netflix streaming, and officially announced Xbox has their own version of the Xbox One that's going to be uh, more powerful. It's coming out next year. They already talked about that at E3. So the, the console market's kind of getting shitty right now because... Now they're going to have this one platform. It's kind of like the DS, where you can play the game on the, the one that you have, but you can get the fancier one. The difference there is is that with the DS, the same game is the same game. This, you're going to have two different quality versions of it, and that's going to suck ass. All right. Enough video game talk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> moving, moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Last night, I went to the theaters uh, after uh, watching a Sausage Party. Uh, I needed a palate cleanser. I needed yeah. I needed to really laugh, <laughs> and so I was, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go check out this movie, Bad Moms. I'm excited to hear what you say about that's this. in theaters. 
Uh, and it's probably not going to be in theaters that much longer. Uh, but I went to see Bad Moms. Uh, it is about three overworked and underappreciated moms are pushed beyond their limits. They ditch their conventional responsibilities for a jolt of long overdue freedom, fun, and comedic self-indulgence. Uh, it's directed by John Lucas, uh, who also wrote this uh, along with Scott Moore. Um, it stars Myla Kunis, Catherine Hahn, Kristen Bell, Christina Applegate, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, and uh, it's it's got some it's got some great cameos too. I'll I'll, I'll throw that out there. Um, I I'm I'll go ahead and rate this one right now. Uh, this is a high taste it for me. I, I really enjoyed this film. Nice. So far, I I really believe um, without having seen uh, Meet the Joneses, which I think comes out is that September release. Mm, I'm not a hundo on that. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to be a summer comedy, but so far, uh, this is probably the comedy of the year for me. Um, I can't think of anything else in theaters that I've seen. Yeah, it's not been a good year for comedies, really. No. So I, nothing's coming to my head either. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that, that I... Well, Deadpool, yeah. but th- that was actually considered a romance. If you go to Amazon... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's the top... It's the, t- it's the top... It's a joke, though. Right, right. But it is. It's in the romance section That's on funny. Amazon. I mean, I would put that in the superhero genre, even with all the jokes sure yeah uh high taste it this is the best comedy i've seen all summer uh probably the best comedy i've seen all year uh there is a supermarket scene in this you've probably been able to, you've seen it in the trailers but man the extended supermarket scene when these women go into the supermarket drunk off their ass grocery shopping it is fucking hilarious because i think we've all been there i don't know if you've been there but i've been there i remember in my 20s getting drunk and walking to the grocery store and acting like a fool dude i remember uh, i remember fucking tripping balls at steak and shake and acting like an idiot oh, I rem- yeah. dude oh, yeah. i remember standing up on top of a table and saying i want a bucket of uh coleslaw and shit and just acting like an idiot at places and that's what they do here man sounds like the perfect palate cleanser that you got a funny scene in a supermarket even <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes how ironic because yeah. i didn't get many funny supermarket scenes supermarket scenes in uh, Sausage Party. Th- that was hilarious. Uh, there's a great cameo by, and I'm going to spoil it, there's a great cameo by uh, Martha Stewart in this. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. There's a really great cameo by Wanda Sykes. I love Wanda Sykes. And she hasn't done much, in my opinion, lately. She's no. kind of been coasting along just on, like, her being Wanda Sykes and having a lot of, you know, uh, you know, good stuff that she did, like, in the early 2000s. She's good in this. It's a quick cameo, but she's really good in this. Uh, This movie, I think, honestly, like, what it suffers from and why it doesn't get a Tupperware for me is I wanted to see more of them being bad moms. Catherine Hahn is a bad mom through and through throughout the entire movie, and she is hilarious. She is a scene stealer. Kristen Bell steals a couple scenes, and this is Myla Kunis' best performance, in my opinion, because I'm going to say every other movie, when I've watched her, all I hear is Meg from Family Guy. Mm. That's it. I can only hear Meg from Family Guy. Um, I liked her in the the Raimi Oz. I thought she did a pretty. All I heard was Meg again. All I heard was Meg from Family Guy. It's like the actress that plays um, uh, Marge Simpson. Mm -hmm. When I'm watching uh, When Harry Met Sally, all I'm hearing is Marge. Yeah. Okay. I'm not hearing anything else. And same thing goes for Myla Kunis. This is the first time. Halfway through, I'm like, Oh, that's Meg from Family Guy. 
I didn't realize it, her voice didn't annoy me to that. And it's not that she's a bad actress. It's just all I hear is fucking Mag. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't do that in this movie. She was great in this movie. Uh, Christina Applegate was pretty good. Pretty good. She played a bitch. And I'm not used to seeing her play that part. But she played a bitch. And she played it pretty good. I think I, she could have been bitchier. Uh, but I wanted to see more scenes of them being bad moms. That's when this movie was awesome. When you saw moms acting unconventionally. When you saw them just say, fuck it. Yeah. You know, fuck it. Fuck, fuck the kids crying. Fuck my husband. <laughs> fuck this shit. When they, when they just fucking, when they didn't give a shit anymore. Those were the scenes. That, but, but of course they still wanted to appeal to the female audience. Mm-hmm. And so there was a story there. There was a story there where they had to like caring and stuff like that. So it's not like I've seen Bad Teacher. Yeah, I've seen Bad Santa, and this is like along the same lines as those movies. But there still was like I, w- I just want to see more bad mom stuff. A lot of these comedies when they come out for home release ha- or come out with the unrated version, maybe you'll get a little bit more of that when it comes out on Blu-ray and digital. Possibly. Yeah, that's possible. Sure, there might be an unra- unrated, uncut edition but man it it was pretty pretty damn good uh there's a oh my gosh there's a scene uh it, it also deals with uh divorce you know her she catches her husband cheating online she walks in he's got his pants down around his ankles and, <laughs> and he's he's talking to this woman who's nude on the screen and has the biggest bush you've ever seen oh. <laughs> and they show full frontal nudity with this bush wow. and it was unreal oh my god no ladyscaping there don king in a you know leg lock. Oh, bad very bad <laughs> And, She's not uh, wearing a bathing suit anytime soon. Oh my gosh! Look like Harry and the Hendersons going on downstairs. <laughs> the only, surprised John Lithgow didn't pop out. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty disturbing, uh, but uh, I I I really enjoyed the movie. I think this this is the comedy of the summer. Unfortunately, as a high taste it, but it's still still damn good. Catherine Hahn, I've, I've seen her on like Children's Hospital and some other things. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Parks and Rec, so but I've seen her in other things. She cameos in a, in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I, I love her. I'm excited to hear that this is a real breakout role for her. Oh, she was fantastic. She's the best part of the movie. Uh, Kristen Bell really comes into her own towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. She has a really good scene at the end of the movie that I love. She's kind of the goody two-shoes mom. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's great, man. Bad moms. If you can still catch us in the theater. Hey, and if you're a single guy, I'm going to throw this out there. <laughs> when I went there, I think I was the only dick swinging in that theater. I think it seriously, it was just like, it was like Friday night and every single female or mother that found like, you know, somebody to babysit their kids that night was in the theater. I literally was the only dude in that theater. It was insane. So it was not a sausage party. It was definitely it was the absolute opposite of a sausage party in every way. It was a clam bake. It was a giant bush party. (laughs) Yeah. I liked it, man. I I definitely I I think this is definitely worth seeing in the theater. I think like, um, guys, if you have, uh, if if you're seeing somebody, Mm -hmm. take them to this. This It's a great date movie. Great date movie. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I really really want to see this. I probably won't have time to see it in the theater, but it's Mm -hmm. a a must-see for me when it becomes available. I'll probably buy it on digital yeah did you guys have anything else for good pop bad pop nah 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I do. We really brought it this week. I do. I have some stuff. I've been watching um, a TV show. It's called Black and White. It's on AMC. It's a... Hmm. Uh, Kind of like a, it, it basically what they're doing. It's uh, it's with Sherrod Call and Christian Finnegan. Sherrod Call, black dude. Christian Finnegan, the whitest dude ever. <laughs> uh, and it basically it's a show, not on AMC. It's on A and E. Okay. And um, it's kind of like a talk show, but then they also have sketches. They also have like a man on the street interviews. They also go to different locations. And basically, what it is, it's like uh, it's very racially driven, and uh, it's trying to help. It's, I guess it's trying to help white people understand black people, and then black people understand white people more. So you've got a black host and a white host. It's a noble cause. Yeah, it's it's. A, I'm going to give it a taste. A it dated cause though. Yeah, I'm going to give it a taste. It. It's I, I, I it's um it's one of those things where like if your only exposure to another race is watching this show, then that's a problem. <laughs> do you know? Do you, do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you if like the only like if you need to watch this show to understand, like if you're white and you need to un- watch this show to understand black people, or vice versa, if you're black and you have to watch this to understand white people, it's like. You might be a racist. You might, yeah. <laughs> you need no. You need to make you need to make some other friends. You need to get out there and you need to meet people. Because like, if this is your exposure and if this show is your way of understanding, uh-huh. like you know, different races and different people and different cultures, then yeah, there's a problem. There's a problem. I like it though. It's okay. Some of the stuff they say is funny. Some of it seems very canned. Some of the some of the conversations aren't candid. I can kind of tell that they're scripted, mm. and I don't always feel that that's funny in a ta- in like a talk show format. I agree, uh, but uh, I'll give it a taste. It it's on A and E. I think it's on Wednesdays or something. Any interesting guests in the episode you watch? Jim Gaffigan. Um, cool. They and I feel like this show is like it's one way to just make. I'm throwing it out. There. I think it's just a way to make white people feel uncomfortable around <laughs> black people. <laughs> like, 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 it really is. It's like, it really is. It's like they'll say something. Like Jim Gaffigan has to look around like he can laugh or something. Oh, it's geez. really weird, and it felt like uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I looked at Jim Gaffigan again differently after this. Like. Because he wasn't really funny. He felt very reserved. And I was just like, Jim Gaffigan, you're a funny guy. Like, why aren't you cracking jokes? Like, why are you holding back? I don't understand. This whole concept sounds like it's like 20 years too late. Yeah. Like, it's it's like something, like, it sounds like it would kill, like, in 1994. Yeah, yeah like, they had David Al- <laughs> they had David Allen Greer on. I oh, love him. Who was on In Living Color. Yeah. And, like, that show was, like, you know, breaking, uh, you know, racial barriers at that time. That I mean, great. Yeah, it was a fantastic show. I remember, I mean, we here we are, I'm a kid, and I'm watching, like, that every, like, night that it was on, you know? Oh, yeah, me too. Everybody, yeah. we were all going to school quoting Homie the Clown. Oh, yeah. Homie, don't play that. Homie, don't uh, play that. Oh, my God. Fire yeah. Marshal Bill. Yeah. Handyman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember when it turned into Blank Man because they couldn't get away with that yeah, in the movies? Oh, yeah. 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 And then uh, who was the fly girl that busted out into a singer? J-Lo. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this show's okay, man. It's all right. 
It's all right. Black and white, huh? Yeah, black and white. It's on A and E. A little on the nose with the name. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, yeah, Christian Finnegan just has the whitest name ever. Right? I agree. I agree. I agree. I imagine a very I'm surpri- pale Irish guy. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! Price's name isn't like you know Chet Whitey. <laughs> Chet Whitey. Whitey McWhiterson. <laughs> Catchphrase: All white, all white, all white. All right, you guys ready to jump into news? I forgot I actually do have something else. Ah, oh, fucking I, A. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I can't believe I didn't think to mention this. Uh, last weekend, the wife and I went to Gen Con. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, Gen Con's tagline is the four great, greatest days in gaming. Uh, they have all sorts of games there, board games, card games, RPGs, you name it. it it's very physically driven, very few video games there. Uh, met up with John Hawksby and his girlfriend Liz. Uh, they really kind of made the trip for us. Who is like people listening? Like they're gonna know, like who the fuck is John Hawksby? Uh, Hawksby runs our Instagram. Yes, and uh, he's he's a listener of the show. Yep, and he's awesome. He's a huge asset to the show. Thank yes, you. He is. Um, and uh, it was really really fun. I went in with some reservations because I'd never been to a con ever, Comic Con yeah. or anything. So it was my first. He didn't even go trip. to Rathacon. He'd never even seen it. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> but uh, uh, one of the things that Hawksby and I had talked about that would be really, really cool if... Do they have was... a Rathacon convention, the Rathacon Con? The Con Con? The Con Con? They should. Um, th- this is always based in Indianapolis. And... Make them say, uh, uh, Sorry, that was my masterpiece. Um, it, it, Speaking in 1994, it if uh, if you have interest in like board games or, or neat games, you know, dice games, anything like that. Like as an example, Andrew Dice Clay games. No, no, nothing like that. That'd be fun. Uh, that would be fun. Um, like we fell into a game that's made by the same people that do Cards Against Humanity. That was called Secret Hitler, mm. and. Um, to make a very long, drawn-out story short, you basically get together in a group and you play different cards and there's one person that's Hitler and nobody knows who it is except the person that is Hitler. And uh, you go through and you like try to bullshit people and lie and stuff. And then If somebody tries to guess if you're Hitler and you say, Nine! <laughs> I joked around and did that. Uh, okay. I actually was Hitler. Um, but uh, it was good. Uh, that was fun. I uh, walked around the vendor booths forever and the art... And Can we get back to the Hitler thing? <laughs> how, do you, how do you figure out that the person's Hitler? Okay, like, ever, is he, like, giving Jew shifty looks? No, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's two different factions playing the game. Everybody assumes that everyone else is a liberal. The Jews and everyone else. <laughs> everybody, everybody assumes that they're a liberal. The guy with blonde and then, hair and blue eyes. Then, uh... At, at the beginning of the game, uh, everybody closes their <laughs> eyes. Hey, honey, let's play that wonderful game, Aryan Power. <laughs> <laughs> we we Frank, showed up. Frank, I think you need to watch that show Brian was talking about, Black and White. <laughs> <laughs> um, every, everybody assumes that everyone else is a liberal. Frank, and there's... Frank went to Clan Con this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no. God damn it. <laughs> Well, Cards Against Humanity isn't very PC to begin with, but... Um, the grand, grand Wizards of the Coast. Like, Jesus. Uh, at the beginning of the game, everybody closes their eyes, and then there's two people who are fascists, and one person who is fascist racist. and Hitler. Oh, sorry. What? Fascist no, and fascist. racist. Yeah. 
Um, the fascists open their eyes and know who they are, and then the person who's Hitler wiggles their thumb so they know who Hitler is, but Hitler doesn't know who anybody else is. And all the liberals don't know shit. So you've got two little boards, and as you go through the game, one person's a president, another person's a chancellor, and you you have these little cards that you pull up. The, first, the president pulls three, and they're either fascist cards or they're liberal cards. Mm-hmm. The president discards one and then gives the remaining two to the chancellor, who chooses one and then plays it. It's entirely possible to pick up three fascist cards, and then the person who's the chancellor gets two fascist cards, and they're left wondering, okay, did the president give me a choice or did they not? And you go through, and then at some points, if you get more fascist cards than liberals... Uh, when you get you, more cards, instead of saying hit me, do you say Hitler me? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you could choose to kill somebody, and yeah. then everybody has to deliberate, like, who's going to die or whatever, and it goes very heavily. It's kind of like Big Brother. It goes very heavily off of what's been played and how it's been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, since I was Hitler, I became president once, and I pulled uh, two fascist cards and a liberal. Mm-hmm. So I threw one of the fascist cards away, and I gave the chancellor the fascist card and liberal card. So I gave them a choice. So later on, I was able to argue, I'm not Hitler. I gave that person a choice. It happened again, and they ended up making me Chancellor, which is an automatic win for Hitler. But it was really fun playing it, and there's all sorts of shit like that there. It's really we, fun playing a Hitler game. Yeah. I never would have guessed. And you got to be Hitler, so that we, made it the most fun. Oh, I know. Right, I know. Uh, <laughs> Cross that off the old bucket list. <laughs> we, got there too late. we got there too late, and I don't know what they were about, but they were handing out Trump cards, too. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know what those were about. But... Um, uh, and then we actually bought a Doctor Who game that is essentially, it, it's a card game, but it's about, like, resource ownership. So, like, you can attack other people, and then they can attack you, and it was really fun. We played mm-hmm. that one with Hawksby and Liz, and that yeah. was really good. Um, but it, there's just so much to see there. My favorite part, honestly, was just wandering the halls, looking at all the different cosplays. Mm-hmm. And then in the vendor hall, all the art. All the stuff. Hitler cosplay was no. just <laughs> All the mustaches everywhere. Hey, we got the game for you. Get over here. Swastikas. Get over here, you fascist son of a bitch. But like the the coolest the coolest part about this is that all the halls are open like super late, like two and four in the morning. You can just get together. Go to the showers. God, it was really hot in there. It was like an oven, but uh, it it was fun. It was fun to be able to just get get up, go out into the into the populace, and just jump into a game. Yeah. I, I'm not the most socially secure person, so I was a little nervous at first. But everybody there was really welcoming, and they were all into the same stuff. It was just really cool. Well, Hawksby and I thought it would be good if like other people are in that area around Indianapolis or close. Like if they'd be willing to make the drive next year, I'd go again. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really fucking killer fun. I can. I, Going to this con is what makes me excited about actually wanting to go to, like, C2E2, never having been to a con before, because there's more that I'm interested to see there than this. But this was still a blast, because everything is game-oriented, and it was just a lot of fun. When you said said, uh, Gen Con, I honestly, the first time I read it, I thought he said he went to Gem Con. Oh, yeah. I thought he, yeah. Totally, totally outrageous. Yeah, the (laughs) glamour and glitter, fashion and fame. I thought that's what you went to. I thought you. I thought you cosplayed as one. Uh, cosplayed as one of the misfits. No, I knew you're a no. big misfits fan. Although, actually, after having been, uh, whether it's C two E two or this, 
Uh, I, I intend to go to one of these within the next year, dress as Tenant. From uh, Doctor Who, go, yeah. go as the tenth Doctor. Nice, because nice. I, I fucking love him. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's the best and, Doctor. And ever. That was something that was sorely missing. I saw a whole bunch of shit cosplayed there, yeah. but no doctors. Well, so, Doctor Who's ha- Doctor Who has his own convention now. Does there's a Doctor Who convention? I didn't know that. Yeah, man, that's like that's where most that's where you see most of your Doctor Who uh, cosplay. Wow. Might yeah. I suggest a Doctor Who Hitler mashup? Gosh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they did go back to kill Hitler once, so that was a thing. But um, how much were tickets for Gen Con? Uh, if you order them earlier, they're cheaper. Uh, if I remember right, the four day pass is ninety nine bucks when you order early. We ordered ours clear back in January, like right when they first had them set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you pay at the gate, it's more expensive. And word has it that prices are going to go up again. Uh, it does sound expensive, but you get access to a lot of shit. There's, you could go two years, three years in a row and not see everything. It, it's fucking massive. I want to say there was like 15,000, 16,000 people there. Wow. It was, it was wall-to-wall bodies. That's a pretty good-sized con. Yeah, that yeah, is big. It's, it's big. And uh, a lot of people were complaining about the prices, but I know that they're not going to lower them because, I mean, they... Fill everything up year after year. Was that John Hawksby bitching the whole time? No, I'm fucking with no. you. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a bitcher. No. No. Jesus. Oh, God, if I have to listen to this guy piss and moan anymore, fuck. Uh, no, we uh, we got to go. The wife and I got to go eat at uh, the oldest steakhouse in Indianapolis, St. Elmo's. Yeah. that was fucking amazing. Uh, we got to go see Suicide Squad with John and Liz at this theater with motorized leather recliners. That was awesome. And then we hung out with them after the theater. We got to see John's office. Just went and had some drinks at a bar. It was a great fucking time. And I got to thank John and Liz big time because it would not have been the same without them. It it, it made it all that much more awesome to be able to hang out with them. Yeah. This is good pop, bad pop. Rate this fucker. Whoa. Oh, fucking Tupperware. Oh, my God. I'd, I'd do it again in a minute. It was a lot of fun. Um you can buy these generic tickets to jump in and out of games, and then jumped into a game of uh, Werewolf, which is like the secret Hitler game, but not nearly as complicated. Frank jumped into a game of Russian roulette. He's <laughs> like, what? Whoa! Whoa! Like, <laughs> guys are spinning chambers and shit. Well, <laughs> Frank's like, the, what the fuck kind of game is this? The, the cool part about this is, like, you cannot have any knowledge of stuff going in. I mean, there's some games, some RPGs, like, it, they have, like, D&D sessions where you need to know how to play that, but, like, Something like Werewolf, you go sit down and they explain it to you. Everybody goes to sleep and the werewolves kill somebody every night. And then the next day, everybody's got to kill somebody hoping to kill a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's that easy to walk into and pick up and play. And it's all with strangers. Are you saying werewolf? Are you yeah. saying... You, it sounds like you say werewolf. 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 Like like a dog, like, yeah, like werewolf. A, like a dog. You say no, you're, no you're, you sound like a dog. Say woof, woof. Like a dog says woof. You're, you you say werewolf, 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 werewolf. Oh, I'm not pronouncing the L. You're not. No, you yeah. told the L is totally. Yeah, L is like you just shit the L off. Dude, I've been all across the country, man. No, I I don't know what. Ah, nah, 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 yeah, yeah, like. that's a bullshit you're excuse. So world travel. World, you're so world world travel. Yeah, world travel. Fucking Jacksonville, Florida, for seven years. They really where they don't. Nick where they don't pronounce off. L's. <laughs> <laughs> wolf. Yeah, there's a huge online community to play Werewolf. 
Werewolf. Werewolf. Yeah, seriously, if you're Sorry. into that game, there's all kinds of people playing that shit. Yeah, online. it's fun. It's fun. And the great thing is, is like, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with doing this kind of stuff. Like, I played Cards Against Humanity, mm-hmm. and I played a card game called Munchkin and shit. But other than that, I really don't have a lot of experience with this stuff. I haven't done, like, D&D and all that. And you don't have to. Like, you can get super crazy geeky at this place, but you don't have to be. It can be really casual. I mean, it's better if you go with a group of people that you know, which is kind of what Hawksby and I were talking about. Like, if there's other people that are froggy and would be down to go next year, I'd be down to go. Get a larger group of people together and go play a bunch of games together like that. It'd be cool as shit just to hang out and stuff. So yeah. absolutely Tupperware the experience. Get, get yourself a wolf pack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. All right, we're gonna say. Are, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Dude, I wish I could have been there. I would. I would have loved to meet John. That was a blast, man. Yeah. He's a great guy. I'm sure he is. It'd be nice sure to hear him bitch in person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's actually pretty quiet. Like, not surprising. I did most of the talking. Uh, no, not surprising. Not surprising at all. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with uh, the Pop Culture Leftovers news. And and this sterling, superb audio. Yeah, the audio, the audio will not get better when we come back. <laughs> Spoiler. Frank will still be saying wolf. He'll still be saying wolf. That's... I never claimed to be classy. <laughs> your, your, ears, your ears do not deceive you. <laughs> it's not the bad audio. It's not the bad audio. Frank's just an idiot. <laughs> I'm not a cut, but I'm an idiot. Werewolf. <laughs> Werewolf. Shut up. Oh, oh no. It's a, it's a full it's a full moon. I'm gonna turn into a werewolf. <laughs> a fucking hexed come from. A fucking werewolf. Because like a Hitler. Yeah. Wicked hard werewolf. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into a werewolf. <laughs> Oh, man. We're back with uh, the the high quality of audio that you've been expecting this entire episode. Woo-hoo! Yes, time for some werewolf news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it is now time for news. Let me drop this crisp <laughs> this crisp bumper. It's audio. It's gangster as fuck, yo. Agreed, agreed. All right, guys. Mashable is reporting that Jason Momoa is in talk talks to play the Crow in a reboot. Here's the details from Mashable. Jason Momoa, the Game of Thrones alum who plays Aquaman in the upcoming DC Comics films, is in talks to star in The Crow, Relativity's reboot of the 1994 cult classic starring Brandon Lee. Mashable has exclusively learned. Corin Hardy, 
The Hallows director is set to direct The Crow, which is based on the beloved graphic novel by James O'Barr. Alex Proyas directed the original, which tragically served as Lee's final film following an accidental shooting on set. Momoa posted a photo of himself with Hardy several days ago on Instagram with the hashtags hashtag seal the deal, hashtag great news to come, hashtag dream job. The Crow is the only movie that Hardy is known to be currently casting. Multiple people close to the project confirmed to Mashable that Momoa is in talks to play the role and has figured out a way to work it around his Aquaman duties. Original producer Ed Pressman is among the producers of the Crow reboot, which is expected to beat Aquaman to theaters. Uh, what are your guys? We're going to talk about your thoughts on Jason Momoa uh, possibly being cast as uh, I don't know Eric Draven, maybe if they do reboot it with the original character, mm-hmm. uh, him being Eric Draven in a uh, Crow reboot. First off, I'm fine with the idea of a Crow reboot. I feel like it's been long enough, and I feel like that that could be a decent enough thing that I would want to go see. But I'm going to have to freeze Momoa as the lead. I'm still not... I still need to see Momoa in a movie speaking English before I'm ready to seal the deal on whether or not I think Momoa can handle this. Yeah, well, people that have been uh, that have watched The Red Road are probably going to tell you, Jake, you need to watch The Red Road. Yeah. Need to watch The Red Road. I've never seen The Red Road either. That was my next question. I was wondering. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to freeze the Momoa thing. I just don't know yet. I... <sighs> I'm still on this page of not liking the idea of rehashing old Hollywood tales, especially when the original one got it so right. I mean, I don't really need to see a Crow remake, but it doesn't sound like that's going to stop anytime soon. But Mm -hmm. I'm kind of on the same page of where I don't know that Momoa's got the chops to do it. I mean, you're kind of treading on sacred ground here. I, I, I'm, I'm leery of it. I don't know that he's the one to carry it, especially if he gets cast as Draven. Kind of weird to have such a big guy be the lead character, right? I, I, when I think of The Crow, even, you know, Brandon Lee's interpretation, the art in the comic book, I kind of think of a, a skinny, lanky guy a little bit. like it, it's, More lean. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird to think of someone just so buffed out being The Crow, right? I... <laughs> Let me just... How do I... Okay, I've got a lot to say about this. Um, This makes no sense at all. None of this. This whole production makes no sense. The choice, the acting choice, the the, the, the actor that they're choosing makes no sense. None of this makes sense. This has stinker written all over it. Um, I'm going to get into that right now. Um, This movie has been cursed, in my opinion. First off, guys, Relativity, who owns the rights to The Crow has been trying to make this movie since 2009. Mm. And you can say, oh, but they got Momoa. Just listen to me. They got, oh, you know, I mean, Momoa, it's a pretty big score. People know who Momoa is. I mean, yeah. you know, we've seen him now. He's Aquaman. We've seen him in Game of Thrones. Like, oh, it's Momoa. I like Momoa. But Relativity, they own the rights to the character. They just filed for bankruptcy a year ago. Mm. Oh, shit. But that doesn't mean that they can't start filming. The judge in the settlement has to rule that they lose the rights to the character in the bankruptcy settlement. So there's no pressure here, right? So just full steam ahead, let's make this fucking movie, right? There's nothing to lose. Right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After that happened, after they filed for bankruptcy, actors started dropping off this project like flies, okay? Uh, First, Bradley Cooper left the project. 
Then the role was offered to Mark Wahlberg, then James McAvoy, and then Channing Tatum, none of whom accepted the role. Okay, how do you get, hold on, how do you get from Bradley Cooper, Mark Wahlberg, James McAvoy, and Channing Tatum, and then end up with Momoa? <laughs> it's because like nobody else wants There's, to do it? You're not even picking actors that are, like, that act the same, that right. have any of the same talent set. I want you to prepare, I want you to, like, compare Bradley Cooper to Jason Momoa. <laughs> you can't really. Where's the comparison? Does this sound like a movie that has no focus or, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like they're playing darts. They want whoever they can fucking get right. to sign the dotted line. Exactly. Yeah. If I can, anybody who's a name, yeah. if I can sign Bradley Cooper, what's another actor that you can name off that's similar to Bradley Cooper? It's not Jason Momoa. I can tell you John Hamm. Yeah. I can tell you maybe Chris Pratt. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But not Jason Momoa. No. All those guys were, all those guys were huge names compared to Momoa. The whole list of them. Well, yeah. let's talk about, okay, those guys didn't sign on. The only one that signed on was Bradley Cooper. He left the project. Mm. They asked Mark Wahlberg. He said no. They asked James McAvoy. He said no. They asked Channing Tatum. He said no. Then they signed on Tom Hiddleston. He left. Luke Evans signed on. So you took a dip down. You went to Luke yeah. Evans at this point. Yeah. He played Dracula in right, that right, Dracula right. movie. Yeah. Dracula Untold. That that movie should have been untold. <laughs> this movie should be untold. He was knockoff Orlando Bloom in uh, the Hobbit movies, too. Finally, they got Jack Houston from Boardwalk Empire. And he said, fuck this movie. I'm out, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like the fucking Titanic. They can't go fast enough. Most of the production staff has left. After the bankruptcy, most of the production staff left. Would you feel secure? Would you feel, like, comfortable sticking around with a company that just filed Chapter 7? No. 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 I'd like my check to be cashed. Guys, most of the production staff left this film. And see, the, the reason I'm pointing this out is because we're going to have listeners that are going to say, oh, I love The Crow. I love The Crow. Oh, I love Jason Momoa. Full steam ahead. Can't wait to see this movie. I know nothing. <laughs> and I'm trying to educate you right now so you understand where this movie is headed. It's headed for a fucking, it, it's headed for a fucking uh, garbage dump is where it's fucking headed. And it has been since 2009 when they announced this shit. From what you're saying, it may never even see the light of day. Oh, it's going to. They've dumped too much money into this movie. It will get made. Okay. It eventually will get made. It's just going to be another garbage reboot that nobody's going to give a fuck about. They've dumped a lot of money into this, Jake. <laughs> the, okay, most of the production staff left, which changes everything when you do that. Everything that they had put into this before, it's now it's gone. While all this is happening, Relativity was then sued by the Weinstein Company. And I'm sure, like, you know, the court, being in court, being tied up in court, and then court costs. I'm sure that helped this production. Yeah. They ended up winning the case, but being, you know, being tied up in court is not a good thing. No. Whether you win or lose, it's costing you money. Right. And here's what's even stranger in this report, is that back in March of this year... The director, Corn Hardy, actually left the project. What? Hold on, hold on. This report says that Corn Hardy's on the project. This report says that Corn Hardy's on the project. You go to back to March, and here's a quote. Here's a quote from ComicBook.com from March. But this past January, producer Mr. Dana Brunetti, acting on behalf of Relativity uh, Relativity Media. Summarily removed Mr. Hardy as director of the picture. 
that cost the Crow remake valuable time and resources and a director that seemed visually suited for dark material. So that's a quote from comicbook.com back in March saying that Corin Hardy left. Or he was or or they dropped him from the project. Yeah, that quote made it sound like they they parted he told him to get the fuck out of here. Okay, and then in Deadline, June reported that he might return to the project. Mm-hmm. So I haven't read anything concrete that contracts are signed and that he is for sure directing the Crow reboot. What's crazy also about this is that he was the fourth director to leave the project. Oh my God. So anybody out there that just hears news about Jason Momoa oh. being the crow and liking the crow and being excited for this movie, don't <laughs> don't be excited for this yet. That's because what they're trying to do is generate that excitement for again. People that don't yeah, know any better. Exactly. Yeah. You're absolutely right. This movie has stinker written all over it, and it also has failure written all over it. This movie, if it ever does get made, is going to be a clusterfuck. It is all over the place, and I think that uh, I don't think Jason Momoa is going to be able to pull this one out. They, they're also trying to get. I've heard that they're trying to get Forrest Whitaker to sign on to this movie. Mm. So you know, I, I Forrest Whitaker can be great. But then also, again, I've seen Forrest Whitaker sign on to some crappy movies. You know, I've seen him do some great stuff, but I've also seen him sign on to some pretty shitty movies. Yeah, I agree. He I did Bloodsport for crying out loud, yeah. guys. Yeah, you need a good guy. I love Bloodsport. I know, I get it. I do. I do. I love. I love it. It's a guilty pleasure. Oh, I love it too. Yeah, you, you need a great guy to play the villain in this for it to hold any log. I mean, Jason Momoa like is not going to like, in my opinion, make this a blockbuster. Like, you, right. you need. You know, I'm sure Bradley Cooper. That's probably what he was going to do. Yeah, play the antagonist, and, yeah. that, and that would have been fantastic. No, he was playing the crow. Oh, he's playing the crow. Okay. Yeah, all the actors that I listed mm. were all playing the crow. <laughs> wow, these were all actors that were signed on to play Eric Draven or whatever version of the crow they were going to go with for mm. this story. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, crow remake doomed. Yeah. No, I just wanted to get real because, like, I guarantee – and I'm, I'm sure a lot of media outlets are going to basically say what we're saying right now. Yeah. But I'm sure that there's a lot of podcasts out there that hear this news that it just get just get stupidly excited because it's Jason Momoa and they also like The Crow. And it's like, no, I want people to know what problems they've been having going into this. And that makes that decision even more questionable. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of DC fanboys out there that haven't even seen Red Room that love Jason Momoa already, sure, just sure. because he is Aquaman. Yeah, he spoken a word. Yeah, oh, he was Cal Drogo. Yeah, which yeah. He, which he looked cool, but yeah. he really yeah. didn't do anything. Nor so. spoke a word of English. No, nope. right. <laughs> yeah. All I'd right. I'd rather see a crow remake using uh, Thames Creek's action figures. That'd be better. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. That, I that was good. I did not know all that crap either. Yeah. So, yeah. I've been following this for quite some time. I actually, like, I knew that a bunch of actors dropped off the project. I didn't know that Relativity was going through the bankruptcy. I didn't know that they'd already, this is their fourth director. And we, and the report said that Corin Hardy signed on, but there's no actual report that's officially said that he has signed on for the project again. 
Right. He was dropped in March, he's and now they're it. saying he's back. It's like I can't get. I don't know anything concrete. This is insane. But I do know that relativity, whatever relativity is now, they have dropped so much money into this. They've got to throw a hail mary. They need something. And this this movie, I think, will get made. But I think by the time we get this movie, it's going to be all over the place. The editing is going to be out. This is going to be another Trank Fantastic Four. Yeah. It is going to be insane. It is going to be it is going to be absolute garbage. If this movie is a is is if it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, I will be blown away. I will be blown away. Yeah, I just can't see. You're a pretty big fan of the original too, aren't you? I love the original. I think it's great. Like the first time I watched it, I didn't like it, which just sounds bizarre. But I watched it again. I was like, why did I not like this movie? And I love the first movie. It's kind of a movie of its time, though, don't you think? Like, uh, would it even work? Like, it, it feels like such a '90s movie, just in tone and feel and everything. Like, I don't even know. Like, if doing the same thing would even work now. Well, I mean, I think the music was a big part of that movie. To me, like just you know, thematically, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't know if that kind of movie would hold an audience's attention these days anymore. So you're saying, like, perfect case scenario, we get like the best director for it. We also get the best actor to play the crow, and and could that story hold up? I think it's. I mean, I I I think it's a it's it's it's. I I I don't know, man. I, I think I think the story still works as far as like vengeance yeah you know like just just pure vengeance if you get like a villain that you hate and i mean they did some awful things to her yeah yeah, they did and you wanted them to suffer yeah and and that movie did it um is the look of the character still striking though i mean is it it just feels like the whole thing just is a little bit dated at this point yeah I, really? I'll, I'll be honest with you, though. I can still go back and watch that movie and, and still get chills. And I, don't right, yeah. I, yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I love the, the original, too. Mm-hmm. It still holds a special place in my heart. Right. I could watch it tomorrow and yeah. still enjoy myself. But it, it, I'm starting to like feel with Frank here and thinking maybe this isn't a movie that really needs to I don't want to see Tim Burton's The Crow, okay? I mean, I but... And I don't think that they even – even in the 90s when they tried it again with City of Angels and, and whatever else, what the other sequels. There I was, hated those. There was one with Edward Furlong and then there was like another one with uh, Kristen Dunst. Uh, I think they made four of them, maybe five, I, at least four that I know of. And then they also did the Crow TV series. Mm-hmm. But uh, none of them have ever captured like the original film. But I don't know. I'm not with you, Frank, on the whole reboots and remakes thing. I I, I, pe- I think people are getting kind of carried away with that. Um, with the, Fuck reboots. I, I don't want to see reboots. I'm oh, reboots really and remakes bullshit. Fuck your reboots. I, I like the originals. If I want to watch the, the good movie, I watch the original. Fuck you. Fuck fuck, no, fuck all those people that say that shit. Because if I can, have, if I can relive an experience and have it be awesome again, if, it, if it's a good movie... I'll like it because I love the new Planet of the Apes movies. I think they're fantastic. And those are reboots. And those are reboots. There's tons of exceptions, though. Like, when I was saying I don't know if this is ready for a reboot, I'm definitely not a reboot hater hater either. I mean, one of my favorite movies of all time is fucking Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis and Steve Martin. It's a reboot from a Jack Nicholson movie. It's a reboot. It's a reboot from Jack Nicholson. It's one of my all-time favorites. 
Gotcha. So I mean, no, I just think every it's like the popular opinion. Everybody's saying, "Oh, fuck, fuck reboots, reboots are bullshit." I don't want reboots. Hollywood's out of original ideas. Yeah, Hollywood's out of They're bringing back the eighties all the time. It's like they have been trying for a while to do that. Red Dawn, but when it hits, it hits, man. When it hits, it does hit. And like I loved, I still I enjoyed Prometheus. Yeah, and you might not say it's a reboot. But you're bringing back an old property. And you know what? If somebody tells me that, 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 that I might get another good Predator movie, please, please, I love the Predator. Yeah. I love the – if I can get another good Predator movie, please, I want to see it. If I can get another Fre- – if they want to bring back uh, fucking uh, Robert England to play Freddy again, please, by all means, do it. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of the year was the fucking Jungle Book. Yeah. And it was easily one of the best movies of the year. I mean, it's a reboot. No, it, 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 actually, I think that's pretty much like that yeah. and Civil War are my two top favorite movies of the year. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I, I'm reboots, they can be really... When they're bad, sure. when it's they're really bad, they're really easy bad. to say, oh, why are they rebooting exactly. this? And more times than not, they are bad. Yeah. And more times they're not there. But, 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 but for those times where they are great... They're great, and like I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to wipe out those new Planet of the Apes movies for anything. No, I think no, they're fantastic. Jungle Book, fantastic, you know. But and a, a lot of people did like that new Ghostbusters movie. You I know, liked it. I, I hated it. I thought it was absolutely awful. I'll never watch it again. I hated it. But for the people that did like it, and also, uh, you know what? The one, the one thing that that movie did right, in my opinion, even hating it the way I did, is that women. And young girls are now going to be able to cosplay as Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. It is I fantastic. think that's great. Yeah. I agree. But I I'm not agree. one of these people that are just like, oh, I'm over reboots and I'm over this. No. You want to keep making Batman movies? You want to, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Keep making them. Keep making them. I don't need this. Well, I think we need 10 years before we make another movie. <laughs> I think we need to take a break off. No. The first Star Trek movie of the yeah. new generation, it's great. It's a reboot. There are some untouchables, though, right? Are there some untouchables? Yeah. What do you think about... What about Goonies? Goonies? Pretty much untouchable. Yeah. Gone with the Wind? Yeah. Pretty much untouchable, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Back to the Future? Yeah, that's untouchable. Untouchable. I would like to see a Back to the Future reboot. I, I really would. And and just do the 30 years back from now and 30 years forward from now. Mm-hmm. I actually think that could be a lot of fun. I mean, when I like a movie, when after it comes out, if it's a reboot or whatever, I'll say it. Just on the whole, I don't have a lot of good experiences with those. Everything you guys have mentioned is great. And I'm not like you guys. I actually do like the Ghostbusters movie that just came out this year. Oh, I like the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just... Every time I hear, well, we're going to revisit this, I, like, even on everything, video games, books, like, if I want to recapture that magic, I go back and I just watch the original. This in particular, I I really don't think that a reboot needs to be made because the original was so close to the graphic novel. For them to try to remake it, they'd have to make it in some ways different or new. I think the problem... I think the problem with a lot of... uh... Okay, I think the problem is sometimes they get directors in there that don't love the property as much as they they should. Right. In my opinion, yeah. Or early early, early comic movie. early comic book movies, early comic book movies. Those directors didn't love the comics as much as we do. Yeah, I agree. I Brian agree. Singer, 
Not a fan of the X-Men comics. No, very outspoken about that. Sometimes, too, when, when these newer versions come out, it does give you appreciation for the older versions of that. I was just mentioning that the other day to Jake that mm-hmm. the more new DC stuff I see, it, yeah. it's not hating on any of that at all, but I have a greater appreciation for what the 1989 Batman was. Right. Because of watching this new stuff, I can always go back and watch that and love the shit out of it and be like, yeah, it was its own thing and it was fun. So sometimes, I mean, this stuff, even if it's not great, does give you a little bit more of appreciation for the old stuff, the original version. I just think it's really easy to say, fuck reboots and fuck remakes. But I I, I don't want them to stop, necessarily. I don't want them to keep fucking them up. Right. But on the flip side, it's like, I can understand why they'd want to bring back Ghostbusters. I can. I can understand. It's been, since the last film they made was in 1989. You've got new kids I mean, new kids are popping out of vaginas every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> what's your, off the top of your head, what's your number one fantasy reboot that you'd like to see made? Oh, man. I know it's a brutal question. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody jump in. I mean, you asked the question. Do you have one? No, I, not off the top of my head. I couldn't ask. This is going to make me sound like a complete asinine fuckwad for saying I don't like reboots. But I'd kind of like to see a never-ending story reboot. reboot. With today's technology, with the CGI that they could do, along with the advances in practical effects, I think that'd be pretty badass. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the Gremlins reboot. I would like to see I'd that watch a lot. That. So no, Grem- no that. Gremlins 3, we're just rebooting it. I want the Gremlins that reboot. That would be good. I would yeah. do that. I want CG Gizmo and Gremlins, and I'd be down that'd be to cool. check that out. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe throughout this conversation, I can... Figure out who I'd want to see. There's a lot of one-offs that would be really killer for it, too. Like uh, The Last Starfighter, that'd be a bitch and one to revisit. I agree with that, with modern technology. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, I mean, back then it was like uh, the arcade console, like the arcade, you know, this, the arcade unit. Like, right. People don't go to arcades and play games anymore, really. Yeah, but as like as connected as consoles are, are gonna it's not some... too far out of reach for somebody to be spying on somebody online to like test somebody's skills, I guess. Fuck that. <laughs> no, man, it was, it's, it's a much more personal story when this mysterious arcade machine popped up in a trailer park. Right. Yeah, you don't have that anymore. You and it was by accident. Stuff. That's the funny thing. In that movie, they didn't even mean to li- deliver it in that trailer park. Yet, oh. they, yet they found the one. They found the chosen one mm-hmm. in that trailer park. What are the chances, man? Uh, but then what again, a- look at Stranger Things. You could always do a fucking period piece on it. And that'd be okay. I mean, they did a great job of Stranger Things. Yeah, I know. Stranger Things is not a reboot, though. No, no, I'm just talking right. about it being like a period piece. Yeah. It had an extremely excellent age. Yeah, but not everybody's going to be like able that. to handle that the way that the Duffer Brothers did. No, well, that's true. And why reboot a movie and then have it take... The whole point of rebooting a movie is to kind of modernize it in the first place. Right. Why reboot it and do it in the exact, exact same, same setting era. and location yeah. in the first true. place? Right. Yeah. That's your point. Like, if they rebooted the Transformers... Reboot it in the 80s. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's never okay, been yeah. done. It'd right. be something new. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Exactly, man. We could have Optimus Prime looking like Optimus Prime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't want to see them reboot. Uh, I don't ever want to see them reboot. Uh, what's what's the movie? Uh, I can't even think of the name of it right now. With uh, My name is Inigo Mentoya. Oh, the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. The Princess Bride. No, I don't Bride. want to see him Never, either. never. I mean, that movie should never be rebooted. Ever. You can never get those performances ever out anybody. Big Trouble in Little China should Same never thing. be rebooted. Right. But let's reboot Police Academy. 
with a bunch of great comedians. Oh man, let's I get, think that'd be a lot of let's fun. Let's get Charlie Day yeah. in there. Yeah, I think great. a new police academy could be a killer. And there's some Jason killer. Sudeikis. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis, Danny McBride, and get Charlie Chris Day. In there too. Have a have an awesome lady cast to compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Get Tommy Lee Jones as like the fucking stern captain yeah. character. <laughs> That'd yeah. be good. That would be Lieutenant good. Lieutenant Harris. That they should right. <laughs> okay, all right. Please Police Academy reboot. I'm really feeling that. That'd it be would a lot be of good. fun. That, that would be, be good. good. It just turned into such a stinker by Police Academy 4. Yeah. yeah. That you could have a Bobcat Goldwave cameo in there. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Have Phil Lord and Chris Miller do it just like they did with 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. That that'd would be, be great. great. All right, guys. Let's move on to Marvel news. That was fun reboot talk. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't mean to shit on the people that don't want I can understand why they don't want to see reboots, but I don't want to fall into that. I don't want to fall into that. Like, I think, it, like, a lot of people just jump into that and say, I don't want to see any reboots or any remakes at all. And it's like, I, I think that there are some gems out there. I think that there is, I think that there are going to be people going forward that love these properties, that grew up with these properties, that will give it the justice that they deserve. We're finally starting to see comic book movies. Finally starting to see comic book movies made by people that love comics. Yes. That's finally happening. Right. We're not getting people that aren't familiar with... We're not getting... We're not fucking hearing these stories about... You know, executives saying, oh, I need a gigantic spider to fight spy- Superman. Yeah. We're agreed. Agreed. So. Speaking of which, we got Ben-Hur opening next week. Ben-Hur. Yeah. <laughs> what if, I don't get it's the It's a joke. reboot. Yeah, it's a reboot. Yeah. Uh, true. True. <laughs> true. It's, it, it, you're hard-pressed to beat Charlton Heston, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I, Planet I, I, of the Apes did it, though. Yeah, I don't say it beat it. I, I still love the original Planet of the Apes for what it is. It definitely brought a whole new thing to Planet of the Apes. Yeah, though. right. Like it, the apes are so cheesy. As much as I love the original Planet of the Apes, yeah. like you know they're people in fucking suits. Sure, and they sure. really brought the apes to life in yeah. these two new ones. Yeah, so I agree. Even Tim Burton kind of. I think that's why the Tim Burton one failed so much. Is it still tried to do the guy in a suit thing? Yeah, and it wasn't as good as Marky Mark at the time. Right. <laughs> Was not very fucking good. Yeah. So, oh, and the ending to that movie. A horrible. My fucking brains out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's Planet of the Apes, so we have to have a big time-traveling shocker at the end of it. Oh, it's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> what do you guys um, think about Dune, if that was to be remade? I think that's a good uh, That's a good one, a good candidate for a remake. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm not, I loved the Frank Herbert Dune books. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of the David Lynch Dune movie. Gotcha. I would, and, but I think they did remake that for like Sci-Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. Like they did, like yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on to Marvel news. <laughs> Sounds so good. Epic. Solo cup. All right, guys, in uh, quick news, Tom Hiddleston posted a pic of himself on Instagram in the Loki costume, confirming that he will be in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, this is his first appearance since we last saw him as Loki in Thor The Dark World. You are correct. Okay, we left off in that movie with him, uh, with Odin being dethroned and Loki taking on the likeness of Odin and being the All-Father in Asgard. So, um no shocker. I mean... No. It would be a shocker if we weren't yeah. having Tom Hiddleston in, in Thor 3. Right. Okay. 
I don't know how many pictures he signed on for. I th- actually think this is his last film that he's obligated for. Mm-hmm. I think it is. So, do you think Tom Hiddleston's coming back to play Loki in future films? I'm going to throw that question out to you right now. I would have to think so. I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just feel like he's going to want to, We know he wants to do James Bond. Sure. He's kind of blown up since Avengers 1. Yeah, what has he done that's been amazing? The Night Manager. No. <laughs> Dude, I can No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Night Manager, 92% by the critics, 89% for the viewers, but that's not going to blow up his career. What has he done? What has he done? What has he done? I hear you, but I really feel like he himself wants to step away and try new things. And if he needs to come back... Hi, I'm Chris Evans. I want to step away and try new things, too. Yeah. I want to step away and try new things, too. But what's going to afford me to step away and try new things, but also keep me in the spotlight? Oh, fucking Marvel. I don't Fucking Marvel. Well, he keeps in the spotlight by fucking Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for real answers. I, uh... I, I don't think he's where he needs to be yet to where he could step away. Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't blown up cinematically. No, he hasn't. And I don't think that the amount of times that he appears in these Marvel films takes enough of his time away from other projects to where he needs to step away. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be stupid to stop now. I agree. I just how much room do we have for Loki in these Marvel movies anymore besides Oh the, my god. They how haven't much- overused him yet. Marvel. People love Loki. Yeah. He's the best villain that they've got. Yeah. I mean, Marvel's going to want him to come back. He's huge. He's a fan favorite. Marvel would have him come back as many times as he wants to come back. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I would say outside of RDJ and Chris Evans, he's probably their biggest promoter. Pretty much. He's huge. Yeah. When he's when he he's huge. He's the only reason those Thor movies are any damn good. Agreed. I wouldn't be surprised if Loki's killed in Thor Ragnarok. Oh. oh, oh <laughs> and just know. like all good comic books, they always come back. Uh, I agree. They always agree. come Especially back. Especially Marvel villains. So I can tell you this. If Ben-Hur doesn't explode, if King Kong Skull Island doesn't blow oh, up. God, he was even in Ben-Hur. Uh-oh. He's in Ben-Hur. He's in King Kong Skull Island. <laughs> if those movies don't blow up, and if they aren't the biggest things, if they aren't the biggest things since Jurassic World, he's going to be coming back to play Loki as many times as they want him to play Loki. Because this, th- these Marvel movies are going to afford him to stay in the spotlight. People are still going to be saying Tom Hiddleston's name as long as he's in these movies. I feel the same thing about Robert Downey Jr. He tries to do the movie The Judge. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get the critical acclaim that he wanted. And now you know what he's doing? He's hugging Marvel again. Like, oh my God. Iron Man 4 might happen now. (laughs) Exactly. Iron Man 4 might happen now. And it wasn't going to happen before this. If The Judge would have blew up, if that movie would have blew up, if critics would have just loved that movie, movie, Robert Downey Jr. might have been distancing himself a little bit more from these films. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Now, you can also make the excuse that Michael Keaton's going to do this uh, Marvel Spider-Man movie. But on the flip side, I think that I think he's doing it for different reasons. Yeah, I I think he's doing it for different reasons. I agree. 
I agree. And it, it puts him, it, it shows him to a whole new audience too. Yeah. As crazy as it seems, like yeah. a lot of like the younger generation aren't sold on Michael Keaton. They don't know him as Batman. No, right. No. Yeah. Beetlejuice or a lot yeah. of the big things. Yeah. I'd like to see, if we're going to do more Loki post Thor Ragnarok, I'd like to see Marvel have the balls to just do a Loki movie. That would be good. I'd be down for that. And yeah. if they're still in negotiations, if I were him, I would push for that. Mm-hmm. Because that would give him some of the exposure that he needs that he may not get out of some of these other films. Do you think yeah. we'll ever see Marvel do a, a villain movie? And if so, who do you think is getting that? Probably probably Loki, I guess. I it would have to be. Everybody else would kill. Yeah, and Venom's Sony, so that's not technically a Marvel movie. Yeah, Venom Sony. And they were talking about that Venom Carnage movie. Yeah. Which I don't want to see. No, no, I'm not a big Carnage guy. Carnage fucking sucks. Well, and then you put Venom and Carnage in a film. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I just I don't see I don't see Tom Hiddleston leaving Marvel. No. I I, I, I see him. I, I see him once both. I think honestly, I think Ben Hur and I th- I think Ben Hur will be a flop. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> ben, I think Ben Hur will be a flop. I haven't really actually seen all that many promotions. For I have. Oh, I don't know where you've been. I know. I know you guys have at the theater every time before it. every movie. I see it. Not see, TV those. too. It's, it's basically yeah. it's the director sucking the dick of Morgan Freeman and saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being in my shitty movie. Yes, <laughs> that's what that. No, seriously. There's well, like there's like basic there's like a like a kind of like a it's not even like a trailer. It's kind of just like a mini. Yeah, they did the same shit for Warcraft, if you remember that, where they had the director just, like, thanking yeah. you for... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they do that with a lot of movies now. It's really weird. Yeah. All right, guys, moving on. Done talking about that. I just don't think... I, unless fucking uh, Tom Hiddleston's career uh, blows up and he does sign on as James Bond, Yeah, I don't see him leaving uh, this franchise anytime soon. Just making a wild prediction. Ragnarok's last one. Ragnarok's the last one. Last last Loki appearance by no, Tom Hiddleston. I, I don't so. think so. Don't think so. And if he dies, he comes back. There's no way. No he's, way. He's way too popular and that money's too good. He's only popular because of... Right. He's only popular because of the Marvel movies. Only. That's it. That's what he is defined by. I, I dare anybody, I dare anyone to tell me what else Tom Hiddleston has done that's gotten him the recognition other than his, other than Loki. I dare anyone. If you're going to say the night manager, I'm going to say, no, you're, you're, you're out of your mind. What about that blockbuster Crimson Peak? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? The the, the movie where he played the vampires. I liked it. I didn't love it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was him until the the point. (laughs) It was him until the Swinton in this movie Hmm. playing vampires. And it was an okay movie. It sounds like were there werewolves in that movie? No werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think people are crazy. I think people are crazy to think that 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 Tom Hiddleston would leave Marvel right now because I think Marvel affords him. <laughs> that's where he's making his money, and that's All where right. he's that's where he's keeping his face out there for the public. Taylor ain't cheap to keep up on. The Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth will never leave Marvel. Oh, he's got, I, I agree 100%. He's got nothing that. else. No, he's I agree 100% with and that. And I think Chris Evans has a future maybe in directing, but I think he always needs to come back to this. Just like, I, I, I honestly feel like this is the equivalent of Robert Rodriguez doing the Spy Kids movies. Mm. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez, he 
doesn't it's not like he loves doing the Spy Kids movies. I'm sure he enjoys it. Yeah. But he does the Spy Kids movies so he can afford to do those smaller indie films that he really loves to do. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Tom Hiddleston has to do for these Marvel movies because he really hasn't found his place in Hollywood other than those films. Because he's not. He is not the kind of guy like uh, Samuel Jackson can do whatever the hell he wants to. Oh, right. Yeah. That guy can be in any type of movie. Fuck he can yeah. do the indie indie films. He's always got a home with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah, and you've got guys, you've got guys that, that, that they know their place in Hollywood. They don't have to do these superhero movies. Jake Gyllenhaal never has to do a superhero movie. Right. That being said, Samuel L. Jackson's never gone anywhere either. He loves it. I think it's just out of pure love for him at this point. I agree. I'm just saying that Samuel L. Jackson, if the superhero thing ended, yeah. he'd still have oh, yeah, jobs. He'd, have work. he'd still uh, have yeah, jobs. He's, well he's in half the movies every year. <laughs> I it's like it's like it's like we've seen what happened to Nicolas Cage when he didn't work out in a superhero film. Right. Mm. He's still making movies, but he's not making movies that people want to watch. I had to think for five seconds to even remember what superhero he played. I know. Played. The first thing I thought of was fucking Superman movies that didn't get made. I'm talking about Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I remember yeah. that. And I'm not saying like Nicolas Cage is a bad actor. I think like I think that Nicolas Cage. He's not selective in what he chooses. Right. He takes on any role. He's kind of starting and to go down. And he phones it in a lot. And he phones yeah. it in. But I think, like, when Nicolas Cage is in something that he puts his, like, you know, heart into, he's awesome. Like a Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving yeah. Las Vegas. I loved 8mm. I loved Snake Eyes. That was a good movie, too. Uh, I love Snake Eyes. I loved... I think the last good movie I saw him in maybe was, like, The Weatherman. He was okay in Kick-Ass, but I loved him in The Weatherman. I have an oh, man. awful I forgot about here. Snake Eyes. That's such a great movie. Isn't it? Yeah, Brian De Palma, and he does that amazing like 15-minute like one-shot that yeah. they recorded all in real time. And yeah. Oh, man, I need I, to see that again. I have an awful guilty pleasure with him, with Con Air. It's just so fucking bad that it's good. No, it's not. <laughs> it's funny. An 8mm, a- one of the rare Joel Schumacher movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved Eight Millimeter. It's a good movie too. I agree. Uh, my favorite movie of uh, is uh, uh, Raising Arizona, though. Oh yeah, still that's one my of Cohen's finest. Still though. my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. All right, guys. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. They talked to uh, Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson and actor Tilda Swinton, who is playing the Ancient One. And here's what they had to say about the upcoming November release. Uh, all I will, this is Scott Derrickson. All I will say is that the movie deals heavily with other dimensions. There no was, shit. Yeah. There, there was a fair <laughs> amount of surrealist art and photography and MC Escher that played into the visual design of the movie. More no shit. <laughs> the ambition was to use cutting edge visual effects to do things that are fresh and new to not just blow things up. Uh, then Tilda Swinton, she said this about Dr. Strange. My home is in experimental cinema. I've always worked with people who are messing with stuff. Marvel is going to pull some shit out no one's ever seen. Wow. Does this get you excited for Doctor Strange? No. No. Not at all. I, they're not telling me anything. It just sounds like a bunch of Hollywood She's BS She's just described every fucking trailer we've seen so far. They're going to bend with reality. Okay. Yeah, and the trailers haven't supported any of this to me. Like I haven't seen any of these fantastic imagery and photo- photography like that they're Inception talking about. Stuff yeah, so I agree with Frank. 
it doesn't seem like anything I haven't seen before. They did show in the last trailer, didn't they show like uh, you know Doctor Strange getting ready to put on like cast a spell, and we saw like the floating kind of like. Uh, the object, like the floating, yeah, at the very, it's like and, the last shot of the trailer, yeah. and there's all the light going around. But they're so the camera's so tight in on them, yeah, that I really can't like see the look. I'll be honest with you, I haven't been blown away. I have not been blown away by the Doctor Strange trailers. Uh, I love the costume. I think the costume looks fantastic. Yeah, uh, I am not tossing Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Me neither. Uh, I I really don't have a problem with that. I, I want to see how she performs in the movie. Um, I. I what I'm the most worried about is the fact that yet again they hire a uh, really good actor to play the villain that I think is going to be basically fodder in the film yeah. and, and not do anything. I mean, we've got Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen, which a lot of people love that show Hannibal. And um um yeah, if you uh, any of our listeners out there, uh Steve from Scenic Cast and Aaron from Nerd Porn do a uh, podcast called Tied with Hannibal. If you're a Hannibal fan, download it, check it out. But like a lot of people, like Mads Mikkelsen, they love him. They love him from Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And like, I I love Christopher Eccleston. I I liked him. I liked him as the Ninth Doctor. He I was, really did too. Yeah, especially I, after you watch the series, go yes, back and watch him again. Yeah, really had the feel for it. I liked him, and I I love him in the Leftovers. Oh, I absolutely love him. in and the what Leftovers. And what did what did Marvel give him as Malekith? They Nothing. fucking put so much makeup on him that if you didn't know it was him, exactly. you'd never know. Yeah, right? Didn't he pick well, him on the crowd? Well, okay. Star Trek did the same thing with Idris Elba for crying out loud. Oh, but yeah, let's not yeah. get into that. But I'm saying like Marvel has just not done a good job with their villains, in my opinion. Other than Tom Hiddleston. Right. Mm. I mean, their villains just have not been good. And it's like, if, are they going to give that treatment to... Are they going to give that treatment to Thanos in the Infinity War movie? Yeah, you'd hope not. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, they got Josh Brolin. That's a pretty fucking big name. It's a pretty big name. Yeah. It's a pretty big name. And, and Mads Mikkelsen, I mean, come on. Let's... What makes your hero... What makes your hero that much better? A great antagonist. Thank you. That's what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Frank, like, when Batman beat the Joker in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. it was awesome because he beat Heath Ledger. Yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, I, like, Superman 2. Zod. Yeah. Zod and Superman 2. Yep. Holy fucking shit, man. You know what I mean? It's like, uh... I don't know. It's like when the when the Guardian. I don't know why Guardians was so good because they, in all honesty, they just beat Ronan, and I don't think that he was like the best villain. Yeah, I think that movie is is a different example because I think what made that movie good. That movie isn't about the good guys defeating the villain. Like yeah. that's kind of a side point of the movie. It's it's just the culmination about, yeah, of the team. It's right. about the coming together. Yeah. Culmination. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, and that's what makes Guardians two so hard is they're already yeah. culminated. And I think in that movie, you do need an interesting villain for them to take over. Right. I myself am also underwhelmed by the Doctor Strange trailers. And as you're saying, you're worried about there being a good villain. Yeah. And you know him being neutered. I'm worried about the director Scott Derrickson being the one that's neutered here by Marvel and not being allowed to do his thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, nothing from these trailers I've seen, I, I can't tell that it's Scott Derrickson. Like, when I first heard this announcement, I, I believe I Tupperware it mm-hmm. just because I really thought Marvel was going to do something really different and they were going to go for, like, 
real fucking like scary fucking otherworldly shit. Like yeah. the only anything... thing that I'm keeping my fingers crossed about is that I'm hoping that they're playing their cards close to their chest. That we're not going to really see it until we see it on screen. And that would be great. But yeah, so far the trailers themselves have been underwhelming. But if it pays off later on, I'm okay with. It. Yeah, it looks like so far it looks just so cookie cutter, paint by numbers, and that's not what I expected from Scott Derrickson in these two. Two trailers that I've seen. You're a belching fool tonight. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is like, I don't know. This is like six or seven from you. I know, I know. What the fuck, you gassy son of a bitch? I'm very gassy this episode. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. God forbid I have to say more than three sentences. No shit. (laughs) Fucking. uh, You're just drinking Coke, dude. Just drinking Coca Cola. I've only had half a Coke. You guys, so I don't know what my deal is. I don't know. I just had to call you on it this last time. I'm like, no, it's, I, it's, I, I was just I, like, I Jesus it. Christ, it's gone on too long. I was saying it to myself in my head. I'm like, God damn it. I, I should just not have, I have no more thoughts this episode. <laughs> Jeez. Bloated motherfucker. <laughs> All right, guys. I want to talk about, we're going to talk about the Luke Cage trailer. But before we do that, because I'm going to take a break before we talk about that. The last thing I want us to talk about before we take a break is uh, on the latest episode of Meet the Press, Jeff Snyder from Mashable.com said that Friday Night Lights and Bloodline actor Kyle Chandler is the front runner to play Cable in Deadpool 2. So we knew Cable was coming in Deadpool 2. It was promised to us in the Ferris Bueller you know, post credit scene. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't belt when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, too. I was impressed. So, they're talking about Kyle Chandler. Frank is on IMDb furiously no, 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 no. looking for who the fuck is Kyle no, Chandler. I know who Kyle Chandler is. I, always, <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name. He was the bad guy in fucking Avatar. I always thought, like... Stephen Lang. Yeah, I thought he was, like, physically perfect. For Stephen Taylor. Lang is signed on, possibly. I think Stephen Lang might be doing Avatar 2. <sighs> I don't know how that's possible, but I read... I was oh, reading, yeah, I remember we talked about that on the show. I, yeah, I was reading articles, and articles were saying, could Avatar 2 be keeping Stephen Lang from being Cable and Deadpool? Shit. Mm. That would have been great. This I well, we've heard rumors about. We've heard about uh, Dolph Lundgren. That would have been possible. Hold on, guys. No, I'm a huge fan. I think Dolph Lundgren would be fine as Cable in in this kind of movie. Absolutely. If you've seen, if you've seen Dolph Lundgren, let me let me throw this out at Dolph Lundgren in uh, the Expendables movies. Uh Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah. Also. I think he's. I, I'm not saying like you can throw out what was it the the kindergarten cop two or whatever. Okay. But Dolph Lundgren is is a funny guy. He I've really, never seen the Expendables. The Expendables is great. Dolph Lundgren's a funny guy too. I remember he did a um, he was doing a show on reels. Okay. Um, kind of like a game show. Yeah. Uh, and he was really funny. I, I couldn't believe how funny this guy was. Dolph Lundgren is also a, a scientist. Do you guys know he has like a degree in science or no, something? No, I didn't know that. That's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, you know what? Uh, when, you know what? I'm going to pause. I'll look it up because I, I want people to know this. Dolph Lundgren is pretty brilliant. So hold on. I'm going to pause. I'm going to look it up. All right. So I looked it up. Uh, I was I was correct. Here we go. Check this out. If you did not know this, here's a little bit tidbit about Dolph Lundgren you might not have known. 
Uh, Lundgren received a degree in chemistry from Washington State University, Washington State University, a degree in chemical engineering from the Royal Institute of Technology in the 19, uh, early 1980s, and a master's degree in chemical engineering from the University of Sydney in 1982. Wow. This guy is very smart. Um, wow. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that at all. Yeah, if it wasn't, like, if, if he didn't have action movies, he could have fallen back on, on that. Fuck. This guy is pretty brilliant. You know, it, it, it's amazing some of the actors out there. Uh, like, Matt Damon has gone to Ivy League schools. Uh, James Franco went to Harvard. Didn't yeah. he go to Harvard? Yeah. With, it's just, but with Dolph Lundgren, though, you look at him, he looks like a big dolt. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. even more shocking to hear right, like, he has yeah. such accolades. Michael J. Fox, correct me if I'm wrong, but Michael J. Fox was like a high school dropout. Yeah. I believe that. I didn't know that. Michael J. Oh, Michael J. Fox used to smoke six packs of cigarettes a day. That's truth. Look wow. that shit up. Shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like what's her name? Uh, Blossom. Uh, Maya Bialik. Yeah, she's got a PhD. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying like like Michael J. Fox, you wouldn't think of him as a high school dropout. Oh, no. Like he played Alex P. Keaton, right. you know, Republican yeah. yuppie, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. college guy, and here he is, he's a high school dropout that used to smoke six packs of uh, cigarettes a day. That's yeah, up. you think of him as a brainiac. Right. And yeah, you look yeah. at you look at you look at Dolph Lundgren and you think he's a meathead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And here he is, he's like, you know, a chemical engineer. Right. Like, whoa, what the fuck? So I think I don't know. I, I I'm just trying to as much as I love Kyle Chandler, I love him in Friday Night Lights. Loved him as Coach Taylor. Yeah. Loved him in Bloodline. Huge fan of him in Bloodline. Love that show. I'm still trying to wrap my head around him as cable. Yeah, I'm having a hard I have to defer too. to you on this. I'm just not familiar with the actor at all. Yeah. I don't see him as cable either. Um I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this. Like, like as much as I love the actor, I don't know. I don't know if I can see it yet. I don't know if I can see it yet. I have an easier time still, and it's crazy. I still have an easier time seeing Dolph Lundgren or Stephen Lang in yeah. this part. Yeah. All these choices. Or Ron. Than... Or Ron Perlman. That would be fucking. That's a great too. choice. Please, no Kevin Nash. No, no Kevin, Kevin Nash. Nash. <laughs> no Kevin Nash. No Kevin Nash. Oh man! So yeah, that's one thing. I wish Jay was here. I, I honestly, I think Jay would be happy for it. Yeah, I, I'm very curious as to what, what Jay, Jay would think, think about yeah. this. Yeah. I think Jay might like. It. I just, I don't know. For me, it's like I love the actor, but I don't know. I, but you know what? That's one of those things. Like I'm not going to toss it. This is a freeze it for me. I yeah, guess I have to freeze it. I just am not familiar with. The I'm not going to toss it. I can't toss it because it's like I've seen Kyle Chandler just do some. He's done some great things, but I don't think he's ever done anything like right. this. Like but maybe this. that's what'll make it great. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, you got to wonder how this came about. Like who sought out who? Yeah, yeah. somebody's got to see something. In he's it. A, he's a great age for it. Um, he's he's fifty. He's six one. He's he's not like jacked. But he could hit the gym for this. All right. He could hit the gym the for The price this. is probably right, too. Because with a movie like Deadpool, they're yeah. not spending as much money as the other superhero movies. Right. And it would probably cost more to get a lot of these other people that's that we're naming. That's true. Like, maybe not so much Dolph Lundgren, well, but for, like, a Ron Perlman. Budget, Ron Perlman? Yeah. I mean, 
Is it re- does it really cost that much to get Ron Perlman? Probably not. Probably no. not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he was doing an Amazon original TV series. Yeah. Wasn't the last big thing he was in uh, Pacific was, Rim? Yeah, Pacific Rim. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he big on one of these pop? Was was he a Sons of Anarchy guy? Yeah, he was yeah. Sons of Anarchy, but like. Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman, in my opinion, is kind of like Danny Trejo. They, he just needs to be, he just needs to be happy that he's getting cast and what he's getting yeah. cast. You know what I mean? I mean he's good in that. what he's in, but yeah, yeah. I see that? I feel like I feel that's how I feel about him and Danny Trejo. Like these guys are lucky that they're cast in these movies and they're getting the parts that they're getting because, like, you look at Danny Trejo and for the longest time he was just like character actor, right? Character actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks like he looks like um like a gangster or or a thug or something like that. So we're gonna have him play like this gangbanger, right? Yeah, and for the longest to... time, Danny Trejo was not getting the roles that he's getting now. Same thing with Ron Perlman. Oh, it's like this guy has a unique look. We're just gonna have him come in here and play like a gang, like a like a thug or this or that. I think I think Ron Perlman's lucky to be getting in the roles that he's getting now. Maybe that's why we're casting a Chandler instead of a Perlman because we're kind of looking towards the future of the character too. Like this is a character that we possibly want to be in other Fox movies. True, I could see that because Cable's a big character. One of the things with Perlman, like with Trejo, is if you get too much of him, he kind of wears on you quick. He's good in what he's in, but I mean, yeah. if you had him as a repeat character, it might be like, oh, okay, here he is again. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, they're they're both kind of one trick ponies as far as what they're bringing to the stable. I think. Uh, how do you okay? How do you think the relationship between Cable and Deadpool is going to be? What do you think the relationship is going to be like? This might actually answer my question as to whether I love this or not. I think Cable is going to hate Deadpool, but then somewhat. Respect him by the end of the movie. Then I Tupperware against each other. I Tupperware this casting. Then, yeah. I mean, don't you think that's what we're going? That's the relationship. There's one thing about. There's one thing about Kyle Chandler as an actor when he's when he is Coach Taylor when he's disgusted at somebody. Yes, and when he knows he's right and he's just disgusted by somebody, he does that so well. He's going to be forced to have to be around Deadpool, and he's going to hate him. Yes, that's that'd be cool, dude. Like, if you watched, and not so much Bloodline, but if you watch Friday Night Lights, oh my god. I, I, I can to- when he's Coach Taylor, I can totally see him pulling this off now. Alright. So, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give it, you know, I can't, uh, fuck, it's so hard. But I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and taste it. I'll taste it. I'll taste it. I'll taste it. I Tupperware, as, a, as an actor, I Tupperware Kyle Chandler. He is fantastic. I'm just still trying to wrap my head around this casting. Yeah. If if it does happen, yeah, it's different when you're putting him in the role of such an established character. Yeah, yeah. Like, I you mean, can take all the all your favorite actors, and yes. they still may not be right for that role. Exactly. exactly. He is one that you could move around over into the X Men universe too. Yeah, Cable. I definitely. If Cable blows up, this will not be the only and last appearance of Cable. We'll see. I would love to. I would love to see this character. I would love to see Kyle Chandler do great as Cable. I mean. I would love to see that. I would love to see more people need to know who Kyle Chandler is. He is fantastic. More people need to go back and watch Friday Night Lights. They need to. You need to watch Bloodline. Um, this guy is. He's so talented. He is so fucking talented. And um, I don't know, man. I hope that I, if he is cast, I hope he. Do, I hope he does a bang up job. Also, um, actress Mackenzie Davis mm-hmm. is being considered for Domino in Deadpool Two. 
Um, she's most notably known for her role in The Martian. She's also going to be in the upcoming uh, Blade Runner 2. But, um, uh, guys, as, as far as these rumors are concerned, take them with a huge grain of salt. Um, they come from Jeff Snyder from Mashable, who admitted to not making calls, uh, follow-up calls on these rumors in quite some time. So, in the meantime, Fox might have passed on these actors, or the actors may have passed on the roles. Uh, so, uh, you know, time will tell. So Fucking Mashable. <laughs> yeah. Make the call. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll come right back with the Luke Cage trailer. Hey, we're back. We're going to finish up the uh, Marvel news. Our audio is amazing this week. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) Killer top shelf shit. (laughs) Uh, We're going to finish up the Marvel news with uh, talk about the uh, Luke Cage trailer. I'm going to start off with Jake this week. Uh, What did you think about the new? This is the extended Luke Cage trailer. Yeah. Uh, Last time we just kind of got like a teaser trailer. Wasn't that... was it right before SDCC or during? Or I, I think it was during. During, it was during the Netflix presentation at okay. SDCC, which was part of the Marvel presentation. Yeah. So we got more of an extended trailer this time. We yes. got a little bit of like the same scene that we saw with like the hallway scene with the with the um, car door. The car door. door. We got a lot of new stuff in this one too. We got some Rosario Dawson. But like, what did you think about this? I like this trailer a lot, and I got to tell you, it's it's a high taste for me. The thing I liked the most about this trailer is I liked how Harlem it made the show look. It almost seemed like Harlem was a character itself within the Luke Cage series. It really looked unlike any kind of superhero thing we've ever seen up to date. Like, it had its own tone, its own feeling, and it looks to be like a really unique experience. And I, I'm really excited for this show. I took aware the shit out of it, even right down to the music that was playing throughout mm-hmm. it. Um, this was cut like one of the best cinematic trailers I would have seen all year, even if it was a film. Uh, I just think it sets a great stage for what we're going to see and helps to flesh him out as a character. And like Jake said, it helps to make Harlem feel like it's its own character itself in the setting. It's its own living entity. I thought that was really cool. It's awesome. I'm excited. I, uh, I, I'm going to taste it. Um... I think I think Netflix is going to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not a big Mike Coulter fan yet. I, I'm not on board with the guy. Um, I, I got to see what Mike Coulter brings to this character. Now I do okay after the show comes out. Am I probably going to love it? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm probably going to love it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I mean it. I don't know. It's just like there's a part of me that's really worried about this whole approach that is taken of. Uh, another superhero that's like why do i have these powers (laughs) do you see what i'm saying yeah yeah like why do i i don't why am i why do i have these powers you know and it's like uh maybe i don't want to use them and blah 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 and part of me it's just like why can't i just have a character that just wants to have fun with the abilities that he has you're not iron man already no, Iron Man is is very self doubting. Oh my gosh, I got to get rid of all my suits. All Look right. at what I've done. Oh, I created Ultron. Wham, wham, wham. We need a fucking. Uh, uh, we need the Sokovian Accord. Yeah, you know, okay. and it's like I want to see what I want to see from this is like I want to see heroes for hire. That's what I want. I, I want. 
I think you make a great point. I think Luke Cage is the perfect character that you should avoid that trope. Yeah. He should be having a good time yeah. and enjoying his powers yeah. and just fucking getting down and fucking shit up. That's and, the only thing I'm worried about. That's the only thing I'm worried about. A little too whiny. The whiny <laughs> exactly. He's got to talk to, uh, he's got to talk to like, you know, old, old guy in the, in the barbershop. To, before he can figure out, like, yeah, I need to help the people of Harlem, that I can be the voice of Harlem and fight back. But then, but what I did like about the trailer is when he's talking to the woman, he's like, yeah, you can fight back, but we can't fight back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're, you know, like, yeah, you can fight back and nobody's going to hurt you because you're like, you know, you're, you've got unbreakable skin. Nobody can hurt you, but they can hurt us. That's what I think is interesting about this. But I just want to see him, like, from the get-go. I don't want to go through, like, four episodes before we finally see him fight back. Yeah. you see what I mean? Yeah. And these Netflix series usually have some pretty good action in that first episode. That's yeah, yeah, you're right. Of these Netflix. You're they, right. They want to come out the door blazing. Sure. So. He could be reluctant at first. Part of the trailer that makes me think that he might eventually get into it is when he's talking to that guy looking at the paper and they're talking about what happened the night before. And the old guy says that, oh, I heard he took out two thugs, and he raises his eyebrow. He says, I heard it was four. Yeah. He likes it. Yeah. He doesn't want to admit that he likes it. Dude, dude, dude. In the trailer, dude, when he's in the boxing gym, mm-hmm. and he punches that, he uppercuts one dude, and he fucking punches him into the ring. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. He's not in the ring, right. Frank. I he's not. That. No, hold yeah. on, hold on. He's not in the ring. And he punches guy. After he punches him, Dude flies into the ring. Oh, Amazing. Like good 10 feet in the air. Yeah. I loved the slow-mo shot of the guy punching his yeah, face yeah. and seeing cool. his hand crunch. Yeah. And yeah. he just barely flicks his arm and throws the guy out a window right yeah. after that. And yeah. I was just like, wow. They really display his power from what we've seen in this trailer. Really yeah, cool. yeah, they do. Like, just in this short bit, you really get his power set and, like, what he's all about. I think I'm I think I'm going to enjoy the series. I'm, okay. Don't get me wrong. But, like, just from what I've seen in the trailer... Just a kind of some minor nitpicks that like, that classic like I'm not ready to be a superhero <laughs> trope. I've seen it so many times, and it's like you really have to do a great job for me to enjoy that again. Just wait for Iron Fist to be whining about it. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not ready to put the bandana on. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want to see. I, I I love seeing superheroes that love that that want to do that that love their powers like if i woke up tomorrow morning and i had abilities oh my god that would make my fucking day but this guy like oh man they experimented on me and now i can't be hurt yeah i mean that's what spider-man's so fun in the civil war yeah like, what a great fucking time he's right having. like Right. I, I know Spider-Man's also traditionally a whiny character. Yeah. But it's yeah. more when he's got yeah. the mask off. Like, right. when he puts the mask on, it's just all jokes and fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But I think this, I think it, I, I think it, from what I saw in that trailer, I feel like it has the potential to be a Tupperware. I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, that one trope is concerned, mm-hmm. little concerned. I'm a little concerned with that. They got to pull it off really well. And I think that they can... With having, like, you know, what are these, like, typically 13 episodes? Yeah, they've all been 13, I believe. Yeah, so, like, it, within 13 episodes, I think that you can get that done. Oh, yeah. I'm brain farting. When, when is this coming off, out? In November? Uh, is it November? October? I think it is no. It's October and November, right? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Sure, I thought for sure it was mid-November, but, yeah, okay. I mean, it's me, so take that. You're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, guys, that was Marvel news this week. Uh, I guess we're going to be moving on to DC news. Ooh, my favorite segment. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news, you fucking pieces of shit. All right, we're going to start off DC News with a DC email. This email comes from uh, listener George Zygoris. I haven't emailed you guys in a while, but I listen religiously. First off, I want to thank you, George, for not emailing us in a while, because we have listeners that email us every fucking week. Even when we tell you not to. Even when we (laughs) tell you not to. So thank you, George, for holding off. He says, you don't have to read this, but Brian, I just wanted to tell you, I fucking just died laughing during the Suicide Squad review when you lost your mind on Wayne Brunius. He quotes me, I'm a fucking moron. What the fuck is wrong with me? Someone help me. I am fucked up. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a quote from me. What did Wayne Brunius say? I can't remember. Uh, he goes on, keep it up, and yeah, that movie was weak. Uh, Wayne Brunius said, How remember at the beginning, off? Wayne Brunius at the beginning of his email said, yeah, the editing was horrible, the villain sucked, uh, Enchantress was a belly dancer with powers, uh, the story, this, that. He gave, like, listed off four complaints about the movie, but said, I loved it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, there was a lot of that going around. A lot of that going around. <laughs> but uh, thank you, George. I'm glad you enjoyed our review of The Suicide Squad. All right, guys. Let's move on to DC News. DC News from The Wrap this week. Henry Cavill's Superman will fly solo again in a sequel to Man of Steel going into active development at Warner Brothers. A person familiar with the project told The Wrap. Released in 2013, produced by Christopher Nolan and directed by Zack Snyder, Man of Steel earned $668 million at the global box office and launched the ambitious DC Cinematic Universe. I have uh, problems with that sentence. Yeah? Yeah, I do. It wasn't supposed to launch the entire universe. Oh, yeah, I agree. It was supposed to originally be just a standalone film. Right. Yeah. It was not intended to release, to launch the entire universe. But it did. It It, did. That it did. It turned into that. Right. And I think that's, honestly, I think that's that's why Man of Steel so far is my favorite movie. Because it didn't hinge upon launching the entire universe. I agree. I feel like once they started to try to launch the entire universe, like we saw in Batman v Superman, like we saw in Suicide Squad, that these movies have kind of suffered since then. I felt like when they just had like a single focal point, which was like, let's make a Superman movie, I felt like for me, and Jake, you can argue with me, and that's fine. Yeah. I felt like when they had a single focal point of, let's just make a Superman movie, let's make a Superman movie, Superman growing up in today's times... And I felt like they Tupperwared. I loved that movie. I loved Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. And I felt like once they tried to catch up with Marvel and go full throttle into launching a universe. Light fucking speed. Light fucking speed. Yeah. I feel like it's hurt the universe. And, uh, but anyway. I can't argue with you with that. I mean, as far as what I think about Man of Steel, yes, we differ. But sure. I can't argue that. A little bit of pacing and taking their time and creating this expanded universe would have served them better. I mean, we both agreed that they should have jumped right to Batman v Superman. Right. That they kind of jumped the gun going right to that. And I think the proof's in the pudding that that is what happened. Right. I mean, that movie is not... 
I think honestly, I I think I think we were happy when they announced Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. It was when they announced Dawn of Justice, (laughs) right? And you know everything else coming out in that movie that I think we had a problem with. I I think I was on board with Batman fighting Superman. I was like, finally, it's happening. Yeah, Yeah, they gave you great fan service. Zack Snyder was quoting the Frank Miller book when they first released it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Zack Snyder had uh, what's the actor's name? I can't remember the actor that came out. Yeah, reading straight, reading from, Dark Knight straight from the Dark Knight at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. How far we've come from that excitement, <laughs> right? And then we get Doomsday. Yeah, that's a Flash cameo. So Aquaman, we got Jason Momoa holding his breath underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Wonder Woman. She saved that movie for me. And Frank, yes, I have watched the ultimate cut. Yeah, did it do anything for you? It filled in plot holes. Yep. For parts of the story that I didn't give a shit about to begin with. Oh, all right. <laughs> My rating stays at a taste it. See it up mine from a toss it to a taste it because it made things that I didn't understand make sense. It just filled in gaps on stories that I didn't care about to begin with. I feel like it basically it also made uh, Clark Kent a better detective. Right. Than, than Batman. Well, yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah. It gave I, him more lines in the film. It gave him more lines in the film. It made him a better detective than Batman. Although, to be fair, he's a reporter. He's supposed to have a little... I understand of... that. I understand that. But let's give a little bit more to Batman. Right. He's the world's greatest detective. The world's greatest detective, as the comics call him. Yeah. Now, the the other thing that it did was it also uh, expounded upon the, the uh, Nairobi bullet bullshit that I didn't yeah. care about. <laughs> We got more explanation of that. We finally found out that, uh, yes, uh, Scoot McNary, his uh, wheelchair was, yes, it was made of lead. Yeah. But you know what? We still got the fucking granny piss mason jar. Right. And uh, still had weak ass Lex Luthor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was a lot of things that that it just kind of like uh, I the first hour, hour and a half of that movie is so slow that I, I. I had a hard time watching it again to get to those other things. Right. That that it did it did fill. There were plot fillers. Did this movie was it? full of plot fillers, but it was filling plot points that I didn't care about when I first watched the film. So it's not like I, you know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Did it make it seem a little less jumpy though with the plot filled in there? Was it a little bit less, you know what I'm saying? I thought that it helped with yeah. the pacing myself. It helped a little bit with the pacing, but it took me two days to finish this. Mm. I watched long. I watched an hour and a half one day, and I watched mm. an, the other hour and a half the next day. Yeah, How many I'm times did you I'm watch sure it the second the day was better. The theater, I watched it twice. Okay. I, I only watched it once in the theater, and then the second time I watched it, it was this Ultimate Edition. Yeah. And you had said even back when uh, you gave the original review on the show that it's a movie that you got to see more than once to get all of. Yeah. And it was probably a combination of me seeing the added footage along with watching the film the second time. Right. So it's still a taste. It. I mean, there's still problems I have with the course. You understand, like, uh, when, when you've got the, the woman from Nairobi, when she is talking about, like, how they came in there, how Superman came in there and, like, killed everybody. Right. It explains, like, she comes back later and says she lied. Right. Well, yeah, she wasn't even from Nairobi. She was talking about how he killed her parents. Oh, okay. And then Clark was trying to hunt her down, and they couldn't find her. 
But yeah, she wasn't even the original film. Fuck, at all. maybe I need to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck that. I, I have watched the Ultimate Edition twice. Oh, have you? Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't have stomached watching the theatrical version again because it just it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, I am one of these people that I do need to have more exposition. So it, it did help. With I that. will tell you, as soon as that fucking guitar riff started going <laughs> and you Wonder saw Woman? Wonder Woman, oh. I still get, I still, I still, my, I, I, that's the, that's the only part in the movie where I'm just like, all right, yeah, dude. The hairs on the back of my neck raise up. Awesome. Yeah. Great, I love her. In finale time. Yeah, she's great. I love her. Um, so yeah, uh, despite, here, here we go. More from, uh, this, uh, this media outlet. Who did I say it was? The rap? Yeah, the rap said, despite Superman's battle with Batman, DC has been silent on a sequel to Man of Steel featuring Superman solo, leading many frustrated fanboys to believe that another film wasn't going to happen, but a close to the project, but a person close to the project told the rap that Superman is a top priority for the studio and getting the character right for audiences is a tantamount uh, is of tantamount uh, importance so where do they go with a, with with a superman story i mean they've kind of already blown doomsday i was thinking the right. same thing i mean where do you go um mr mixpolex <laughs> bizarro <laughs> I, I like i'm a big bizarro fan myself actually yeah i would really like that but i'd i'd be worried about what Zack Snyder would do with Bizarro? Uh, are are we getting Zack Snyder? Yeah, that's a very very good. Point. Are we? Yeah, is Zack Snyder coming back? Because hasn't Zack Snyder always said that he kind of wanted to do more Batman than he ever did want to do Superman? Yeah, but he ain't getting that. No, I know we're getting Ben Affleck. So does that mean that Zack Snyder's coming back to do a Man of Steel sequel, or are we going to get a different director in here to do this film? That's a good point. Let's say best case scenario, Justice League is a huge smash critic. And, and money wise, okay. Then I feel like Zack Snyder's just going to continue doing the Justice League movies. Okay. Worst okay. case scenario, Justice League is another polarizing movie that splits fandom, and he's Zack done. Snyder's just done. He's with gone. DC altogether. Yeah. So I think you make a very good point. I don't think we'll see Zack Snyder directing Man of Steel too. Yeah. Who does? Who do you want in there? What about, I mean, uh, I'm sure tons of people are going to say, "Ah, let's bring in George Miller." Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The long rumored George Miller. Sure. He was originally slated to do Justice League. That was years ago, back when uh, Common was going to play Green Lantern, and you had wow. uh, you had Army Hammer going to play Batman, and before his career tanked, right? <laughs> so, I, I mean, what do, what are you thinking? I don't know. I'm not really on the George Miller train. That's for sure. I agree. I I, I know you're in agreements with me, but I was not a big Mad, big Mad Max fan. I know a lot of people don't agree with that opinion, but it just didn't do much for me. So I don't know. Can I retro toss that movie? Yeah, go for it. I'll, toss I'll, it. I'll retro toss it with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I've, I, I have no desire to see it again and probably never will. Never will. So, And I'd almost be hard-pressed to even want to go see Mad Max 2 if that was a thing. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, eh, I don't care. I don't know. Who do I want to direct Man of Steel to? That's a tough question. Uh, you got any ideas here? Uh, the uh, second Planet of the Apes film. I can't remember who directed Matt that. Reeves? There was Matt Reeves. I always flip-flop which one did which. Yeah, yeah. Rupert Wyatt did the first one. Rupert, yeah, right. Matt Reeves Matt did Reeves the second. Did the second. I, I, I'd like to see Matt Reeves. Right? That's a good track, choice, Frank. That is a good choice. So that'd be interesting. And what and what story do you think, though? Back to that. I mean, All Star Superman. 
Yeah. But I mean, that's it's like jumping to the end of there, the story. There, yeah, though. exactly. So I, I don't know. Like, where, where do you, where do you go? I mean, because Brainiac, I guess, would be a big Brainiac. One. People love Brainiac. Brainiac. And you could really bring in some more Kryptonian mythology by doing Brainiac, and I think that that's Candor. That's a route they want to go. Yeah, that's not bad either. I don't want anything super silly like Toy Man, even though I suggested Mixflix, but yeah. he's, he's kind of a fan favorite of mine as far as Superman villains go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Man of Steel 2. I'm glad that they're doing it, though. I was, as much as I disliked Man of Steel, I thought it was kind of silly that they were dissing Superman solo movies right from the go. But do you think that, that do you think that DC might do what Marvel's doing with some of their solo films and doing, uh, maybe do like a Superman team-up film? Oh, that it's kind of a, a Justice League 1.5 sure. in a way. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine this movie doesn't have cameos by other... Do you do, like, a world's finest? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That almost implies that Batman's, like, a major player in this movie. Sure. Though. I think that they would do themselves a favor if they tried to keep Batman from Superman for a little bit, especially in a Superman sequel. Yeah. that That's too big a name. If you're going to have him team up with somebody, have it be somebody else. I would love to see a uh, Superman Wonder Woman film. Yeah. I get down with that. Yeah, and those two have a lot in common. And as big as what she has blown up, like is just a little bit people seen her, that'd be a great way to help support it. I also I think it would be fun to kind of see like uh, more interactions between uh, you know if you're going to get a Superman movie, you're going to get Lois Lane. All right. I think it'd be a lot of fun to see how like Lois Lane interacts with Wonder Woman. Have a triangle. <laughs> yeah, kind see of. Oh. Well, not e- not even a triangle. Just how how how. I'm not even saying that there has to be a love triangle. I'm still saying like Clark and and Lois, they've got their thing. Right. I'm just I'm just saying like I want to see a movie where maybe like even though Wonder Woman, she's like this fierce warrior, is still impressed at at how how a mortal handles herself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be a, that'd be a cool arc that yeah. she would dismiss Lois at first, yes. kind of by the end of the movie, yes. like grow to respect mm-hmm. her exactly. And that then I could a, see Lois being frustrated throughout because she doesn't have these powers and she's with two demigods. Yeah, Wonder Woman gets to join Superman yeah. on his mission. Yeah, she's stuck at the sidelines, right? And the jealousy right. that comes. But from see, that. the thing is, it's like I think Lois was still a very empowered character. In that first Man of Steel movie, I mean, she was the one that uh, that got him off the Kryptonian ship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I felt like that was a very powerful scene for her. Right, and I feel like that was another reason where they kind of like, I feel like even though Jake thinks that kiss is ridiculous at the end of the Man of Steel movie, I feel like there was enough there. I, I felt like there was enough there. I thought I felt like I felt like throughout that entire movie. Like, you go through, like, these adrenaline rush fucking moments. Oh, right. And just, like, at the end of Speed, yeah. those characters make out after they go through all that together. And mm-hmm. I felt like she kept his secret. She's a Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter. Right. She could have told the whole world everything. Mm-hmm. She didn't. She kept it to herself. And then on the flip side, she was also, she was the one who got him off that ship. She it's like she talked to the holographic Jarrell and got him off that ship. She yeah. saved his life. She got him off of that ship, and I felt like, God dang it, you go through all that shit, you might as well fucking make out. Yeah, and I feel a little <laughs> bit better about it with Batman v Superman. I gotta tell you, like retroactively, it, it like it 
doesn't take away from it. Like because they continued the relationship in Batman v Superman, yeah, it justifies the kiss in Man of Steel a little bit more. Right. Like had Batman v Superman picked up and she was still trying to get with Superman rather than already be with him, right? Then I, I still would just like it, I'm still they're not. an established couple. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That justifies it a little bit for me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I don't want to see a love triangle. Don't no. want to see a love triangle between Wonder Woman, Superman, and Lois. But I would love to see kind of like, like, like you said, like, like fucking like Wonder Woman, just kind of like, uh, oh my gosh, yeah, this, you're, you're no Amazonian, you're not, exactly. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, her actually being impressed by Lois, right? It'd be kind of neat to explore that from all three different points of view because, like you said, there wouldn't really be a love triangle. But right. Lois would have her own insecurities, sure. And then Wonder Woman, she's not really going to give a shit about her. And then Clark, now he's got to look at both this super powerful demigoddess that he can go fight with, but also taking care of Lois, who's probably going to get herself into some fucking trouble. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be neat to see. What do you think time frame is on this Man of Steel two? Three and a half hours. No, 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 no. Like, when is it going to come out? I mean, because we've got, like, uh, the Green Lantern Corps movie coming out in, like, 2020? Yeah. So what are we looking at? Are are they slipping this one in here like they're slipping in the Batman movie? Are they going to fast track it? Or is it going to come out, like, 2021? That's probably what I'm thinking is 2021. I don't know that they really... Five years from now, we're going to get our sequel. smarter to fast track Man of Steel. I agree. Financially, yeah, but the quality might suffer for that. Fast track it. I mean, okay, hold on. If they fast track, it makes more sense. Man of Steel came out in 2013, and then we're not going to get a Man of Steel sequel until 2021. That's That's eight years later, man. But then again, I mean... Sin City 2? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, when you say that, it sounds like a long time, but it's not we've we've haven't seen him. We've got appearances by him and just but in justice league we know he's going to show up but it's not going to be probably until the third act of the movie right yeah. and then he'll be there for the justice league part two and that's where we're going to get our first probably we're probably going to first meet the green lantern Corps in justice league part two i would imagine i would think so too so i just get worried i i, I mean i i got more hope in DC than what I have recently. Why? Yeah. I actually like Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think you were version... just wrapped up because you, you you had your little bromance with Hawksby. <laughs> I, no, I, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I let me talk about your account. experience. I took into account. Hold on. Let me let me let me talk about your experience. You're meeting John Hawksby, awesome guy. You get to meet him, hang out with him. Number two, you're hanging out, you're there, you're there with your wife, right? Okay, you guys are on your like a little mini vacay, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're also in recliners. Mm-hmm. You're also you're in fucking recliners, Frank. Yeah, I know they're setting you up to love this movie. They I forget only, the booze. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I'm surprised. The only thing that didn't happen throughout this thing was like uh, you didn't get a happy ending. I mean, that's the only <laughs> thing that you didn't get throughout this. I know, and, and you had the booze. I had the knee jerk reaction to Tupperware, yeah. and then after a week, and I even told this to Jake yesterday when we got out of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I retroactively have to. Stay Step it back because I had to take those things into account and taking right. those things away. From well, okay, me, what's your rating like then it. on suicide? Taste, Taste it. Yeah. All right. You you backtracking son of a bitch. Look, I had, well, like you said, like you, just exactly like you said. Yeah. In the moment, in the experience that I was having, I, I fucking loved it. It was a great fucking. Sure, day. you did. But now that a week later, I have to look at the movie itself. You hear that, Hawksby? You didn't mean that much to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the heat of the moment. <laughs> the heat. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the stuff that we've seen recently out of the uh, the, the Justice League footage, yeah, that stuff's encouraging. I I mean I did like Suicide. Encouraging Squad. footage means 
shit to me now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out. That, no, 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 no. Jake's absolutely right. And the <laughs> Ultimate Edition of Superman did change my mind somewhat on the film, so I have more of a positive outlook. You gotta understand where we're mind. coming from, though, dude. Okay, you liked, you liked, if not loved, Suicide Squad. I liked it, but yeah. I think you loved it. No. I love no. the experience that I had, but I do got some problems with it. The biggest right. problem I've got is with the Joker. He was in it too much and took away from. He the was rest in it seven story. minutes. He was seven in it more minutes. Than what he should have been seven minutes. Still, that's How long too was much. Beetlejuice in that in Beetlejuice. No, I agree. I agree. He was in it too much. I know, but this movie wasn't called The Joker. I understand that, but he was still in it too much for that character. For his method acting and everything, it was a distraction. That took away from the story that they were trying to tell, especially since he really didn't have any impact on the actual story. That and Joker about. is not traditionally a member of the Suicide Squad. Right. I understand. Yeah. But you've also got a movie that has Batman. You've also got a movie that has Harley Quinn in it. If you don't have the Joker, I'm kind of thinking, what the fuck is going on? I argue that he should have been in the movie more, and they should have not even had fucking Incubus and Enchantress as the main villain. You could have done that, too. It that would have made a lot it. more sense as to why you even have Harley <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could have went either way, but as it stands, he was in the film too much and a distraction. That's really the biggest problem I've got, other Aaron, than the fact that they Aaron showed from, too much in the trailer. Aaron from Nerd Porn and Steve from Scenic Cast are saying that, like, if you have the Enchantress in the movie, have them take her out early in the film. And yeah. then the rest of the movie, I think they were talking about how you're dealing with, like, Waller and, and Joker. Yeah, yeah, Waller was bad. Eh? Why do you need Harley Quinn with her baseball bat to go up against Incubus and Enchantress? Like, right, that I, didn't make Why is she even there? That, no, it's because you don't you don't just have her, Jake. You've also got Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Pardon, pardon me, <laughs> Jake, Jake. If you guys didn't see that, that was a huge face palm because Jake, Jake, totally forgot about fucking Boomerang. Yeah, I did, I did, I did. I forgot about all those amazing characters. Who I, Croc. Can I be honest with you? His name's Boomerang, and he wasn't really good with the Boomerang. Can I throw that out there? Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. I just that explains why he just leaves the bar and then comes back. Not explained though. He boomerangs. He boomerangs. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's like a oh, living God. embodiment of a boomerang. <laughs> yes, I didn't. He's a human boomerang. I don't know. Why are we talking about Suicide Squad again? Next, I don't know. DC. I don't know, man. Because we're I, talking about if we have hope for upcoming DC movies. I I I, I have hope for uh, future appearances of uh, Will Smith as Deadshot. I will say yeah, that absolutely like love. Do you him. think we will not see that until Suicide Squad two? I am hope. God dang it! That's a good fucking question, Jake. Yeah. What about the Batman solo film? Do you think that uh, you think that Affleck and Jeff Johns are going to write Deadshot into a scene? That'd be a good thing to do. Mm, I don't know. Their egos may stop them from doing that. Like, <sighs> I can't imagine Ben Affleck wants to share the movie with Will Smith at this point. Well, I, think I mean, a... we saw Ben Affleck. We saw Ben Affleck share the movie in Suicide Squad. I mean, just a cameo. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Could there be a cameo appearance of of Will Smith to to get more not. butts and seats? Yeah, yeah, possibly. I guess. I don't know. Do we know what Will Smith signed on for? One movie. Just one movie. One movie. Yeah, they uh, approached. Uh, they approached them all with multiple multiple picture deals, but like. Um, Jared Leto and Margot Robbie were the only ones that signed on for multi-picture deals. Hmm, okay. Le- Will Smith doesn't have to. He can do it. Oh, whatever. I understand that. Do you think he'll be back? 
It's hard saying. I mean, the movie made big money, but Will Smith usually shot. Huge his- drop off this weekend, though. Huge drop off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a okay, fr- okay. Thursday and Friday's numbers from last week are combined, so those numbers were sixty-five million, and I think the movie did did do a hundred and twenty some million the first weekend. It was huge. Yeah. It was pretty big. It beat out Guardians of the Galaxy. Beat and out Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, beat out Deadpool. I want to say it was more around 150. Well, Guardians, I'm comparing it to Guardians because Guardians came out in the same month. Right. Yeah. It came yeah. out in August. Yeah. And it beat out Guardians opening weekend. But it did not sustain. Uh, uh, actually, in the first weekend, it did not sustain. There was a 40% drop-off from Thursday and Friday's numbers to Saturday. And then there was a steep drop-off. This weekend, it really got hammered this weekend. I think that, it, honestly, the two films are like two sides of the same coin. You had a lot more marketing blitz with this. You have bigger names in it, mm-hmm. whereas Guardians is, admittedly, a way better movie. I think word of mouth is what helped sustain Guardians by people being blown away by that yeah. and telling their friends and getting more butts into seats. Well, and it already had the trusted Marvel brand behind it, right, too. Right, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, it's got the Marvel banner in front of it? I gotta see it. I love Marvel. Right. It's, it worked both ways, too. I think it was also... I know a lot of people that do not like superhero movies. Yeah. I, it was very accessible to your non-traditional superhero movie type sure. of movie audience. Right. So... Yeah, but back to Will Smith. Um, I don't know. Will Smith seems very particular about what he's going to do, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to sequels. I mean, I know he did Men in Black 2 and whatnot. but he, And 3. And 3, but he did not do Independence Day 2. Sure. He jumped out on that. So. Yeah, but he did Bad Boys 1, too, and he's going to do 3 and 4. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But those are movies that are not, they're not polarizing movies. I mean, most people are fans of those movies. So I think, that's, I think he likes to please a people pleaser. And I maybe he'll be scared away by kind of the the critics. There are some uh, there are some fans of this movie though. Oh, I'm not saying there's yeah. not. I mean, yeah. every, every movie has an audience, but yeah. he is a people pleaser, like the general. Well, I hope he comes back personally. Yeah. I I don't disagree. Um, Suicide Squad two without Will Smith. I, why even go see it? Yeah, right. that would that would suck for him to not be on board with that. And one thing's for sure, they're gonna have to pay him a pretty penny to come back, given the criticism that this film did receive. Yeah. yeah, I would rather see a Deadshot movie than fucking Suicide Squad. I agree. <laughs> I, agree I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Ugh. I agree. Because so, he I was see. badass when he was standing there by himself, taking out like the entire army, just going through gun after gun. That was cool. Love that. Yeah, that was good. Love that. They actually made functional, like arm guns. Oh, that's awesome. For him. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, guys. Uh, the rap. Uh, next, uh, next topic. The rap says that they know who the villain in the Aquaman film is going to be. It's not a stretch. Is what they reported. Uh, fuck it. I'm not going to even read it. I'm just going to say, yeah, the villain's going to be Black Manta. Yeah, you okay. have to. Whoopty fucking shit. Now Warner Brothers had no comment. They're not confirming nor denying. But uh, if you have an Aquaman movie, which okay, hold on. Aquaman movie. We don't even know if this movie's going to be good. Here's right. another Jason Momoa movie. We don't even know if this movie's going to be good. Are you going to... Okay, Jake, I'm going to make an Aquaman movie. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's going to be good. I don't even know if people are going to see Aquaman 2. But you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to give you... I'm not going to give you Black Manta in the first movie. No. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to that because I'm confident that... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be confident that we're going to get a sequel to Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> no, you got to do Black Manta right away. There you go. You can't waste Black Manta. No, and you say, I can't even name another Aquaman villain. 
I don't I know. I couldn't even name that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, King Shark. Okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah, that was the only one I could name. I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know any others. Uh, Wave Master. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Nintendo sixty four game? I was gonna say, is that even a guy? I, Wave Master sixty four. Isn't that like a jet ski game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jason Momoa, he's gonna kick the ass of that Nintendo sixty four game. Oh man. You know, kind of what I want to see. I want to see them go off script. Give us a villain that nobody we did, knows we, about. They did. Not for Aquaman, though. You got to no, use no, no. the only one people right. know. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm just saying in yeah. general. I'd like to see one of these comic book movies actually take a chance and give you a new villain that is not in the comics anywhere. Completely brand new. Well, Suicide Squad kind of did that. Incubus was only in one issue of Suicide Squad. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, okay, but a good villain. It's <laughs> a good point. I don't know, man. It's like I, I don't know though. Why? Nobody's there's, gonna know what to there's expect. such a fucking wealth yes. of characters oh, and villains, true. though. It's not like it's not like the wells run run dry, and we need to come up with these new. And they all uh, hold on. And it also helps sell comic books. Yeah. It also helps sell comic books when you introduce a villain that's in the comic. Because like, if you introduce a new villain, it's like okay, now it's like oh, that Jim Starlin Thanos book is like worth a lot more, and like more people are reading that book. I will give Frank a little credit, though. Sometimes it does work that way. Like, look at Harley Quinn. I mean, she was introduced in the cartoon as a new villain, never in the comic book, and is arguably one of the biggest DC characters there is now. So it could possibly work. Or it could turn into, here's Agent Coulson. Yeah. Oh, God. And now they've introduced him into the comic books, but I'm still hearing people talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm Mm-hmm. And how much that they, they don't like that show. I'm one of them. And then, but I know there's people that enjoy Agents of Shield. I, I think you're idiots. It's <laughs> yeah. just me. Yeah. Wow. One of these days, I'm going to try to watch that show. Oh, I'm God. sure I'm in for it. But I'll probably watch The Flash before I Jay, watch that. It gets better. I hear That's it. Gets, I hear, I hear, I hear right it gets better. You got to stick around for three seasons, and then it gets really get, fucking awesome. You get the Ghost Rider payoff. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Wait till you get to season three. Wait until you've suffered through forty six other episodes of bullshit. Once you finally get the fucking season three, it's fucking just rip roaring awesome. Nice. Jesus Christ. I'll just start there. So fucking sick of hearing that shit. All right, guys. Let's. Uh, you guys want to move on to Star Wars news? Yeah, let's sure. do it. Star Wars news. All right, guys, I've got rumors I want to report about the Han Solo uh, movie. Um, The first rumor from Umberto Gonzalez, uh, he's now at The Wrap. He was previously at um, uh, Latino Review. Mm -hmm. He's now at The Wrap. His rumor is that Lando Calrissian will be in the film. Yes. Uh, here's the rumor. The Cloud City Casanova was originally played by Billy D. Williams, and the current code name in casting circles for young Lando is Chance, perhaps a reference to the character's appreciation of cards and dice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the first rumor. This is a two-parter. 
They're saying that Lando Calrissian will be in a Han Solo movie. I cannot see a Han Solo movie without Lando. I agree. Yeah, same here. So I'm 100% on board with this. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another rumor. That rumor ended from uh, the rap, and then it got picked up again by Birth Movie's Death, and they started this rumor. They're saying that the top choice to play Lando Calrissian is Donald Glover. Yay! Ooh. And, um, Jake, how do you... I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> I toss this shit. Yeah. No, I tougher this. I love this casting. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm a huge community fan. I think he's got just the right amount of charisma and spirit and high energy and looks to completely pull this off. I, I'm... I think this, I don't know anything about how well the Han Solo actor is going to do, but I feel like this is just a win. Like, if we score this casting, I'm super pumped for this. Well, okay, first off, if if this is true, I can't see Donald Glover turning this down. No. He's already in the Disney family. Mm -hmm. He's going to be in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Huge fanboy of all this kind of stuff, too. Sure. Sure. Um, I hope this is true. Um, and, uh, yeah, I Tupperware this news. I Tupperware this news. I Tupperware Lando being in the movie, and I Tupperware the casting of Donald Glover. Yeah, I love it. Love this news. I'm not familiar with him at all, so I'll have to just defer to you guys on it. Yeah, oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, but what I've do you feel about Lando movie. coming back for the... Oh, so, yeah, I'm pumped for that. you got to see young Lando yeah. if you're getting young Han. Yeah. No, yeah, if you guys are behind it, I'm all for Did it. Yeah, the, he was in The Martian, too, if you saw that. Yeah, I saw it, but, like... I don't remember him. Okay. I mean, I looked him up, so I know what he looks like. But I Yeah, he was in The Martian. Yeah. All right, guys. StarWars.com. It updated its databanks with uh, tons of new information on characters from Rogue One. Did you guys check this out? I did not. Mm -mm. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. They start going over different characters, and they give us some descriptions. I'm going to run through these real quick. Saw Gerrera. a battled veteran of the Clone Wars as well as the ongoing rebellion against the Empire. Saw Gerrera leads a band of rebel extremists. Saw has lost much in his decades of combat, but occasional flashes of charismatic and caring man he once was shines through his calloused exterior. Gerrera is bunkered on the ancient world of Jedha, Coordinating a prolonged insurgency against the Imperial occupation, Saw's ailing health was not has not withered his resolve to fight. Uh, we've also got a description about Bodhi Rook. Uh, uh, it's played by Riz Ahmed. Is that is it Riz Ahmed that's playing Bodhi Rook? Uh, it sounds right. Who's playing Saul? Uh, that's Force Whitaker. That's Force Whitaker, okay. Yeah, this is Riz Ahmed playing Bodhi Rook, uh, a former Imperial pilot. Bodhi has strong piloting and technical skills that he will put to use for the rebellion. Ever ever practical but highly anxious, Bodhi must gather his courage to bring the battle to the Empire. Um, And he's the male that we see get the most time in the trailer so far. No. No? You are thinking of uh, Cassian Andor. Okay. That is... um, he was. We once. We the rumored name for him was Cassian Willicks. Okay. But it's Cass, uh, Captain Cassian Andor, played by Diego Luna. Okay. He is the best friends of uh, K Two S O. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, Bodhi Rook was shown in the last trailer. I don't think they gave him any lines, and we really didn't get to see a lot of him in that trailer. Okay. Um, then there's uh, Chirrut Emwe. 
they say, and that's played by Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. Uh, old stinky eyes. Old don't stink. <laughs> oh God, you're gonna make people cry, Jake. <laughs> oh, God. oh God, people are weeping. Yeah, old stinky eye. Uh, deeply spiritual. Chirrut Imway believes all living things are connected through the Force. His sightless eyes do not prevent him from being a highly skilled warrior. Though he lacks Force abilities, this warrior monk has rigorously honed his body through intense physical and mental discipline. So, um, that is uh, Chirrut Imway. Uh, they talk about the Shore Troopers. Shore Troopers, specialist stormtroopers stationed at the top secret and Imperial military headquarters on Scarif. Shore troopers patrol the beaches and bunkers of the planetary facility. They're like lifeguards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they blow the whistle. Baywatch. It's like Baywatch on in They're the gonna Star be Wars. running in yeah. slow motion. Oh, oh, God, I'm never going to get that song out of my head now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They talk about Cassian Endor. Uh, an accomplished Alliance intelligence officer with combat field experience. Captain Cassian Endor commands respect from his rebel troops with his ability to keep a cool head under fire and complete his missions with minimal resources. Uh, here's a side note. Cassian Endor is a recruiter for the rebellion. He goes to different planets to find those who hate the empire and tries to add them to join the forces of the rebellion. But what's crazy is he's not the one who recruits Jyn Erso. Oh, that is weird. But throughout the movie, he is acting as her handler, making sure that she's following orders. Making sure that, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's got to because I I can't believe that they don't know about her father. They have have to. They have to know about her father. Her father... Is part of the empire. It's probably why they want her in the first place. That's yeah. exactly why it's they want her. They, her they knowledge. She can get in too, possibly. Well, Sam and is she's, an a bit of info. She's probably got tons of knowledge about the empire too. Yeah. Well, Cassian's last name is Endor. Andor. Oh, okay. okay Andor. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was rumored. Uh, MakingStarWars.net had it as Cassian Willix. Yeah. And for the longest time, they thought that it was Willix. Even after that, it was like it, they. Even after they said it was Andor. But it's it's officially Andor now. So okay. um, they've got the at at it's it's called not at at it's the at act walker at act yeah um, as if there wasn't already enough arguing about how to say shit. <laughs> it's a larger version of the standard combat at at the at act walker features a dedicated cargo bed for the transportation of heavy building materials or combat munitions. It was deployed at major imperial construction projects such as shipyards and sprawling research installations. I'm guessing we're going to see a shit ton of these on Scarif, which they're using to mine for resources Mm -hmm. to build the Death Star. That whole planet, that's what they're doing with it. They're just mining, they're raping this fucking planet for its resources to build the Death Star. That's what Scarif is. Right. And that's where we're going to get these beach battle scenes. Um, Do we know what the C stands for? Because we know the ADAT is the all-terrain assault transport. Construction? Hmm. It's interesting. Construction train. Okay. I don't know. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't release that in any of the info. The only thing that they said here is that it was deployed at a major imperial construction project. Okay. Uh, it was employed at 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the C stands for. Hmm. I'd be interested when we get that info. True. They talk about Bayes Malbus. Bayes Malbus is, I think, that little creature, that little furry creature oh, yeah, that about. we see shooting the turret gun and yeah. the, in the behind-the-scenes footage. The harsh reality of his imperial-occupied home world has hardened Bayes Malbus into a pragmatic soldier and a crack shot with his heavy repeater cannon. That's exactly who it is. <laughs> He's then. like the rocket raccoon of Rogue One. He is. <laughs> Bayes has a bravado that provides a marked contrast to the spiritual centeredness of his best friend and moral compass, Jirrit. Jirrit <laughs> Imway. Oh, wow. We're learning a lot here. Cheered Imway and Baze, that little fucking uh, furry motherfucker, they're friends. Pretty damn cool. That is cool. We're learning some shit. Uh, Jen Urso, they talk about her. Putting behind a checkered past by lending her skills to a greater cause, Jen Urso is impetuous, defiant, and eager to bring battle to the Empire. Used, used to operating alone, she finds higher purpose by taking on a desperate mission for the Rebel Alliance. She rebels. Yep. I rebel. <laughs> she sounds like Haley Mills. Drives me fucking nuts. Drives me fucking crazy. Can I jump into that? Real- nah, fuck it. We'll save it for the trailer. Uh, director Orson Krennic, played by Ben Mendelsohn. My yes. fucking boy from fucking uh, Mississippi Grind and Bloodline. You taking off? No, I'm just... I'm grabbing some ibuprofen. I'm not leaving. Oh, okay. You gave me a headache. Ouch. No. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. <laughs> Sick of hearing me. He's like, director Krennic, more like chronic fucking migraines. <laughs> Breaking the fucking fourth wall. Oh. All right. Uh, director uh, Krennic, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn, as director of advanced weapons research for the Imperial military. Orson Krennic is obsessed with the completion of the long-delayed Death Star project. A cruel but brilliant man, Krennic has staked his reputation on the delivery of the functional battle station to the Emperor. Wow. That's a lot on the fucking Wow. That is a lot. Wow. I'm excited for this character, too. (laughs) Yeah, me too. All right, and they talk about Scarif, the planet. Mm. The planet Scarif would be a beautiful tropical paradise if not for the presence of major imperial military installation. Yeah, real bummer. Yeah. Scarif is the <laughs> Scarif is the principal construction facility for the vast Imperial War Machine. The world is enveloped in impenetrable deflector shields and is heavily defended. That's my question. How do they get onto Scarif if it is impenetrable? Um, are they going to be? Are they going to figure out how to do? Are they going to be like? Uh, I mean, Han Solo. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. The yeah. speed trick. Are they going to do that? You it has to be something different. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to do the they same thing They can't repeat twice, the same but, trick, I okay. don't think. Okay. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll have some kind of way to get down there. Phasma would drop the shields for them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> she drops the shields for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> She'll get a threatening email. <laughs> you better drop those drop shields. Drop those shields. Okay, okay. Okay. Who's yeah. in charge now, Phasma? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, there is another uh, planet name 
out there that making Star Wars knows about, but they have not fucking revealed yet. Mm, and that's, uh, I really want to know what that planet name is. Why keep it to the chest if it's a whole brand they, new name? They're told, uh, they're told that they can't release it yet. because mm. It's got to be a big deal then. Yeah, they don't know if it's the code name or the real name, but they're told that they can't say anything yet. Uh, Interesting. So, uh, they talk about the U-Wing, a sturdy troop transport and gunship used by the Rebel Alliance. The U-Wing Starfighter is a well-armed swing-wing vessel that must penetrate heavy fire zones to deposit soldiers onto battlefields and then fly air support during dangerous missions against the Empire. Mm. What is it that we saw in Rebels, that experimental ship that she stole? Y-Wing. That's a Y-Wing. Okay. We've seen Y-Wings yeah. before, right, but we yeah. saw the creation of the Y-Wing. Okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I love the Y-Wing. I love the Y-Wing, cool. too. We've yeah. seen them since Episode 4. Yes. Right. Yeah, but that was the creation of the Y-Wing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Rebels? Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 That was the very first Y-Wing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they talk about K2SO, um, and I think they're just going to call him Tuso in the films. Love it. A reprogrammed Imperial security droid now loyal to the Alliance. K2SO is an alarming sight standing within a secret rebel base. The pragmatic droid is an effective insertion agent as he can blend in perfectly at Imperial installations and outposts. Dope. Yeah. yeah, I love this character. Like love I've it. said before, he really reminds me of the Doombot from the Avengers AI comic. Good. Like, yeah. I, I just love this character. Already just completely head over heels for this character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, played by Alan Tudyk. Yeah. That's that guy. Awesome. I love him. I love him He's too. fantastic. Uh, Jetta, uh, a small desert moon frosted by a permanent winter. Jetta is the home to one of the first civilizations to explore the nature of the Force. At one time, a world important to the Jedi Order, Jetta serves as a holy site for pilgrims from across the galaxy who seek spiritual guidance. Now, the Empire occupies Jetta, and a prolonged battle between Imperial forces and scattered rebels carries on in the time worn streets. So, that's Jetta is where we're going to meet um, uh, Chirrut Imwe, okay. Donnie Yen's character. He's going to be there. That's probably gonna, where we're going to meet Baze as well. Um, Picking up all those guys there, huh? Yeah. And I'm thinking that we might even get our first appearances of, uh, and I, I could be wrong, we might get we might get to meet um, uh, Saw Gerrera there as well. Okay. so That would make sense. Yeah. All right, you guys ready? Those were uh, those are the breakdowns of the, of the character descriptions that they just added to StarWars.com. I wanted to go over those with you. Yeah, that, like, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So now we kind of get more familiar with the characters. What I really – I learned a lot from those. I thought it was fantastic. But let's talk about the Star Wars Rogue One trailer that uh, premiered on Thursday night. Can we take a quick break? You want to take a quick break? Yeah, that would be great. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Talking about the Star Wars Rogue One trailer breakdown. 
Yes. And uh, the trailer, it was so huge that I actually didn't do my own breakdown. I got this breakdown from TheVerge.com. So thank you for doing all the work for me. (laughs) I don't blame you. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of visual stuff in this. And so the breakdown, when I do these breakdowns, I'll be honest with you, like I did the the, the Kong (laughs) Kong Skull Island trailer breakdown for SDCC. And you're talking about a like a two minute trailer took me 45 minutes to do the breakdown. So like, you know, this was even more visually stunning than that and had a lot more visuals. It would have taken me probably an hour and a half. So I believe it. um, I'm thankful for this breakdown from the verge.com. The trailer opens with a shot of what appears to be Jedha, uh, the planet that we talked about earlier, uh, a so-called holy land for those who follow the force. We already know that Donnie Yen's character, Chirrut Imwe, isn't a Jedi, but a sort of devotee to the Force. We see him beating the snot out of a bunch of stormtroopers on this planet. So uh, that is what the trailer starts off with first. Gareth Edwards said in an interview that the planet is particularly important to Jedi because it's where they collect the materials for lightsabers. No, it's awesome. Apparently, the Empire is still skittish about the Jedi and the Force enough so that they keep them under a watchful eye. What's not entirely clear is why or how the team makes it here. Hmm. Isn't the Death Star's big gun pretty much just based on... Like lightsaber technology, doesn't it use kyber crystals? Mm, I don't know if that was expanded universe stuff. I don't think that's anything that's set in stone yet. Yeah, like we heard the rumor that like even the new Death Star was going to use like the the planet for uh, Star Killer Base was going to be powered by you know uh, kyber crystals, and that ah. didn't happen. Okay, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, next up, we've got Forrest Whitaker's Saw Guerrera saying, The world is coming undone. Guerrera is a character we last saw in Star Wars, The Clone Wars. He had fought in The Clone Wars and now is taking a stand against the Empire. The Guerrera voiceover continues over a shot of Desert Fortress. Uh, clearly the sort of place that Imperial officers will hang out. It's weird to see a Star Destroyer hanging out in the atmosphere. Maybe this is a local garrison on Jeddah. Watching over Jedi groupies. Hmm. It's an interesting theory. Felicity Jones Jenner, so the hero of the film, is asked by an Alliance officer if she can be trusted with her shackles. This goes back to the first season, the, the first teaser trailer, when we hear a bit of a laundry list of her past crimes. It's clear that the Alliance isn't sure what to make of her just yet, which is understood. Well, yeah. She's a criminal. She's a criminal. She rebels. Can I just say this? Can I just can, can I say I don't like Felicity Jones in these trailers. I don't. I don't like her. I'm not. I don't like her yet. Okay. I I love Ray. I love Ray, and I'm try, I'm not trying to compare her to Ray. You think that's what it is, though? No, I don't like. I don't think she's a good actress in these in in these. I don't. I, she's done nothing in these trailers. To make me like be like, oh my god, I'm behind her. She's awesome. Can't wait for Felicity Jones. I, I don't like her. I don't. I, I just don't like. I can't put a finger on it, but I don't like her. Yeah, interesting. I, I have no problem with her so far. Yeah, she's okay. Uh, she doesn't like wow me, but I mean, I'm not down on her. Fucking Haley Mills accent. <laughs> I don't know, man. The parent trap. Yeah, it just it's a parent trap. 
<laughs> Man, not taking it. Not taking it. All right. Despite that the Alliance doesn't trust her, they're willing to give her an assignment. This probably has something to do with her family. Mads Mikkelsen's character is Galen Urso, a scientist involved with the Death Star project. Jake, you have based, you've predicted that he's the one who created the entire idea for the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, going off surnames, it's safe to assume Galen and Jen are related. Duh, he's already fucking said it in interviews. Why the fuck am I reading that from The Verge, morons? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Death Stars, the shot of the Star Destroyer in the shadow of the Death Star is just amazing to watch. I will agree with that. Oh, that yeah. is yeah. awesome. It's a great way to show off the scale of the installation. What's also nice to hear is the music, a clever throwback to the Imperial March, plays lightly in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're really, uh, if you're really doing this, I want to help. These are the first words we hear from Diego Luna's Captain Cassian Andor. It looks like there's going to be some doubt about whether or not the mission's actually going to happen. Andor, Andor and Urso appear to be first on the team. Next, we see two of them flying off together in the latest alphabet fighter, the U-Wing. Our guess, they're tasked with assembling the rest of the team to go look for the Death Star. Uh, the team... Okay, so if, if we're getting the team of Diego Luna and Urso, we can also assume that uh, K2SO is also going to be a part of that team starting yeah, off, yeah, too. He's Andor's, right? He's Andor's buddy. That's his, that's his droid. Yeah. I don't agree with their interpretation of um, Andor and them saying that they may not be doing the mission. I just took that quote as Andor being surprised they're doing such a dangerous mission, not whether or not you know they're going to do it. He like wants I, to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're looking way too far into that. I think you're right. Yeah. So If you're really doing this, I want to help. I think he knows that they're going to do this. Yeah. He just wants to be a part of this because it's just part of history. Exactly. And he wants to be there because he feels like if he's not there, he wants he, he wants it to go right. Yeah, and he feels like he has something to add to this team. It's right. like, if you're really doing this crazy-ass I'm shit, then I'm in. Yeah. I'm all about crazy-ass yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, no. Maybe they're not going to do it. Yeah. I don't right. think that it's going to be like uh, you know uh, Bail Organa and, and Mon Mothma getting together and saying... Are we really going to do this? Should we? Shouldn't we? Should we? Shouldn't they, we? They know they got to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah do. I agree. I, I think that's a little bit of a, a weird interpretation. Agreed. I agree. Uh, maybe I should have broke this down because these guys are fucking idiots. Like the badge. I'm kidding. I, no, I, I got to thank them for breaking it down because, my God, this would have taken me like this would have been like all day. Ugh. Yeah, listen to the listen to the descriptions of the scenes and not necessarily their interpretations of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andor notes that he's been recruiting the rebellion for a long time, which is probably why they have ended up on Jeddah. It's very possible, given the planet's ties to the Jedi, that it's a good place to find people who dislike the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, what looks like the Ewing fighter jetting through the air. We're guessing that this is the night mission we see a few glimpses of later in the trailer. A bit of the background on Yang Wen's character, Baze Malbus. Apparently, the Empire destroyed his home, and now he's taking the fight to them. He also seems to be pretty good at taking down troopers during this night mission. Okay, so Baze Malbus is that little creature dude. He's mm-hmm. also, we found out from the StarWars.com that he's a good buddy of Chirrut Imwe. Right. So, the trailer returns to the U-Wing, apparently on Jeddah. 
At any rate, this looks like the same world that the garrison is on. Back in the marketplace of Jeddah, it appears the Empire was has heavy security base uh, has heavy security presence on this world. Here, Donnie Yen's character, Chair Dimway, walking through a crowd and past a stormtrooper, says, I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. It's looking like he saves Urso and Andor by beating up a squad of troopers. Jin then meets Alan Tudyk's K2SO for the first time. He's a reprogrammed security droid who is comically blunt with the people around him, as we see from his line. The captain says that you're a friend, I will not kill you. Looking at Andor in the background, he's clearly amused. It seems that these two know each other already. We know this. Yes. Yep. Um, the height on this character. He's huge. Yeah. He's like on stilts. Was it like seven foot tall or something like that? Maybe even over seven foot, right? Yeah. He looks pretty he tall. He looks gigantic. And I love Andor's line after after Tuso. How he says something about that means he likes you. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was the laugh of the trailer for me. I love your, like what you said, like like he's Doombot. Yeah. He's, he's a reprogrammed security droid for the Empire that's working with that man. I want to see just like him glitch every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Talking about killing all the rebels. And then, <laughs> exactly. And then say, say something like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. The rebel scum must die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like he's got Tourette's or some shit. Yeah. That or like if somebody says, can this guy be trusted and then he lays out a real quick plan about how he could kill everybody in the room yeah yeah it's just fun there's a lot of fun things you can do with oh, this yeah. character agreed uh there's uh there's a pretty unexpected shot of the death star upside down or maybe the camera is either way the construction appears to be complete a lunar eclipse from the death star is never a good sign it's a striking image it makes us think that this is connected to the nighttime battle that we saw earlier in the trailer Perhaps the battle doesn't play, take place at night. Rather, the planet's source of light is being blocked by the Death Star. Ooh, oh, I like shit, that. that's cool. Very cool. Finally, wow. the Verge got something right and cool. Our running theory, the team is getting close to acquiring the plans for the installation. And the Imperials on the Death Star decide to test out the weapon on the planet to make sure that the team doesn't succeed. Director Orson Krennic and his team on the command deck of the Death Star look upon the planet. Krennic really doesn't look happy here. I haven't seen him look happy at all. No, no. no. So I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know why they're pointing out that he doesn't look happy here. I haven't seen him look happy at all. Not a jovial guy. <laughs> not, not much. <laughs> not Santa. <laughs> this appears to be Scarif, a secluded world where the materials for the Death Star were mined. It looks like the location of a huge battle involving Alliance ground troops and X-Wing fighters. Next couple of shots show the footage of the Death Troopers unleashing their weaponry. X-Wings join that night mission that we saw earlier. I was happy when I saw the X-Wings, man. Yeah, me too. Cool. Me too. So cool. I can never get enough to X-Wings, man. Oh, I no. loved seeing them in Episode 7 and seeing them here was awesome. Um, let's see here. I feel the same way about TIE Fighters. Yeah. 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 yeah agreed. Uh, we're back. I love the sound that the TIE Fighters make. Oh, yeah. As they fly by. I love it. It's like love a fucking it. scream. Love mm-hmm. it. We're back on Scarif where Malvis is taking out an ATACT mm-hmm. with a rocket. Did he really take it out? It looked like it just it shook that thing yeah, off. Yeah, it just made yeah. its head jerk a little bit. It made its side. head jerk. It did not look like it was going to take that thing down. It no. still felt like 
you know, even when you're watching like uh, you know uh, Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back when they first take on the AT-ATs. It, it, it looked like the shielding on these things, the blast shields oh, on these right. things, uh, are, are, the armor is just too strong. It, it didn't feel like like it didn't take it out. I oh. agree. I saw Tom West flipping the fuck out about this. On yeah, the I did page. too. It's like, whoa, settle down, bro. Dude, dude, <laughs> I didn't see this thing topple over. I, I think I just think it looked like its neck just kind of jerked yeah. and, and, and it's like ready to... If anything, it's good. Like the people operating, they're going to be even more pissed off, and yeah. it's going to turn its head back and just start blasting people. Yeah, it kind of shows how futile it is to attack it from the ground like that. The explosion right. wasn't big enough to do any damage. Right. Yeah, we saw no explosion. We didn't see like sparks flying. We just saw it kind of take a blast. It was just head. a rocket blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Something huge is crashing down onto the planet. Maybe a star destroyer. Uh, Urso and Andor are aboard their U-wing fighter clearly making a latch a last ditch effort to escape whatever it is the trailer cuts back to the night battle where an imperial soldier is about to meet a fiery end uh this shot of urso confronting a tie fighter on scarif is just a wonderful is just wonderful and badass we get a final look at the t- at the entire team cramped aboard the ewing fighter we love how k2so is hunched over in the back of the cargo bay are you with me? Urso asks to which Andor replies, all the way. We're suspecting that this is the moment when the entire team realizes exactly how high the stakes are and how unlikely it is that any of them will survive the mission. Uh, finally, the cameo that we've all been waiting for, Darth Vader. It'll be interesting to see exactly what role he plays here, but it certainly looks like he's on the Death Star and that screen really looks like targeting information. All right, let's talk about Darth Vader here. Um, why, why would they think he's on the Death Star? Wouldn't he just be on his own Star Destroyer? The uh, the thing of the screen in the background was kind of reminiscent of Episode Four when they were targeting Yevon. Oh, didn't it kind of look like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. I, I thought he first stepped on the Death Star in Episode Four. And up until that point, he had been on his Executor. Is that the name of his Star Destroyer? Episode 3, he was on the Death Star. Or was he on a Star Destroyer? He was at the on a Star episode? Destroyer watching okay. it be built. Okay, yeah. that's right. That's right. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he could be on the Death Star. I just don't see how they're so concrete. I keep going back to the rumors that, like, I, I thought that, like, the first time we were going to see him, like, that tank. The rumor that I heard was, like, remember that tank? In Rogue One, mm-hmm. that we see with the stormtroopers surrounded, yeah, I heard Vader's in that tank. Okay, and what happens is Vader gets blasted the fuck to oblivion mm-hmm. while he's in the tank. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so they have to rebuild him. Hmm. And that's why he looks bigger in Episode Four. Than he does in episode three. I like that too because it kind of bridges the gap and explains that that fact. Right, it kind of worked. But they they said that he would loom large when he appears. What do you think the odds are instead that he could be in that tie fire that shows up, pops up out of the background on Jin when she's running towards that thing at the end? Mm, I don't know. I, I I was hoping to see a scene of him just you know taking the I was hoping to see a scene of him on uh, Scarif taking the lightsaber out and throwing it, killing a bunch of motherfuckers, watching the saber come back to him. Honestly, though, I'm glad they didn't. 
I mean, not no, not in this trailer. Oh, okay. Not in this trailer. I want to see that in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to just see him like in a tank and get blown up to begin with. Oh, right. I, I, I want to see Vader. I want to see Vader. I want to see a badass. I want to see Vader kicking ass. Yeah. yeah, I don't disagree. I don't understand why they don't just show us Vader's face in this trailer, though. It's not like there. It's there's no secret. Like how we only see the back of him. Mm-hmm. Like there's no see. It's, we all know what Darth Vader looks like. Let's see that mask. Let's see how identical it looks to the Episode Four mask. Still though, yeah, when like you see it, it's like ooh, just even to see the back of his head. I, I like the fact that they don't give us everything. But they're not giving us anything. Is my point by doing that. It's not like that's. I know we not, know what he looks you like. You know, it's not like it's like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what Darth Vader's face looks like in a, in Rogue One. Yeah, like we know what his mm-hmm. face looks like. Don't show him doing anything. But just sh- let's see it. Like I, I said yay when I saw Darth Vader too, but I would have fucking like my head would have exploded if I just would have saw that mask for the first time. Yeah, I'm and with I feel you like there. there's, there's no need to hide that. Yeah, as long as they're not showing him do anything or what he's doing. I would rather see it in a trailer than see it like in some Entertainment Weekly, which oh, which is yeah. what we are. Well, there's no way we're not going to see the new Darth Vader mask before the movie comes out. No fucking way. You don't think we will? No, that we won't. Oh, okay. There's no... Yeah, but I don't want to see it in a magazine. I, I agree. <laughs> I'd I love to see the trailer. Just show us the front shot right here. They're, they're not spoiling anything. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I want to wait for the movie to well, see no. what I've seen 8,000 fucking times. But at okay. the same time, I have seen it 8,000 times, so it doesn't do any more for me to see the front. But you haven't seen it in this fucking movie. You haven't, you know? Well, I know that. I think there is something opposed. Jake makes a great point. Jake makes a great point. The Okay, because if they show his face, let's say we get trailer three. Let's say we get trailer three, okay, and we're going to get a ton of TV shots. We're going to get a ton of TV trailers. But let's say we get an official trailer three and they finally show his face. Yeah. Big fucking deal now. Exactly. You you only got one shot at revealing that Vader's in Rogue One. Yeah, I saw the back of his penis head. (laughs) Like, let's just see the fucker's face. We've heard so much I saw his his dick helmet in this one. Yeah. I see what you're saying. If this is all they give us, then yeah. it's fine. But if they are going to give us more, I, it, I don't know. I've seen it. It just it, it no, doesn't make I, you feel any different. I think Jake. I, I, I didn't think about this, but I think like watching it, I was just like, oh wow, okay, they didn't give us a lot, but we know Vader's going to be in it. Cool. But like, I think what Jake's saying right now makes a lot of sense. That I would have probably fist pumped had I seen his face. Yes. Like you couldn't, you couldn't help yourself. Like, oh, they got the back of his head looking exactly like the back of his head looked like in Episode Four. <laughs> right, amazing right. costume design there. Right, like, just what? just show us the fucking face. It's no spoiler. It's no spoiler. We all know what it looks I like. I know. Yeah, I know. I guess it just doesn't take anything away from me. I don't think it would do anything extra for me to see his face as opposed to the back of his head. I know it's him either way. A lot of people have said this is their favorite shot of the trailer. My favorite shot of the trailer was Jin on Scarif when that fucking Tie Fighter showed up. Yeah, that's I agree really. With that. I was fifth pumping for that i think this i is think it'd be cool if there's like some if we saw some like steam and then saw his face yeah something. that would be good like, that would be good. you know like like you know like 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 uh like like when when vader's ship lands and you see like that kind of like steam that yeah. the ship gives off yeah i could get behind that and then you know what i mean right and like all, the steam separates and you see it that would be good and we know that he lands on a planet where maybe he's gonna battle and all we see is his face yeah and we we know we're in for some shit but like I don't know, man. Like, I trying to get excited about seeing the back of somebody's head. I, that's what I'm saying. You know, like maybe if maybe if I was like if maybe if I won like a ticket to the Oscars <laughs> and I was stuck behind George Clooney the whole night, 
maybe then I would be excited to see the back of somebody's head. Like, oh my god, I remember that night where I was stuck behind George Clooney at the Oscars and I got to look at the back of this goddamn son of a bitch's head all night. That was amazing. That was George Clooney. I, I got to stare at the back. I got fucking. I got a selfie. I got a selfie of me in the back of George Clooney's head. Jesus. And I would post that shit all over Instagram. Like, you can't see his fucking face. But you know what? If George Clooney would have turned around and I would have got that selfie, I would have been more excited. You can't argue with me. No, you can't bet, argue with me. My bet would be that this is like be- like like if you met a celebrity, Frank. Would uh, like let's say uh, let's say you met uh, Carrot Top. Okay, I know. I, know. Okay. I pulled that out of my ass. But <laughs> you I, said a celebrity, and then you ugly. said Carrot Top. <laughs> I, I was tr- I was trying to pick I was trying to pick a celebrity that Frank would love. <laughs> so Frank, you, you no, hold on, Frank. You meet your idol, Carrot Top. <laughs> Good now he's a fucking idol. Your idol. You meet your idol, Carrot Top. You're, you love prop comedy. You love it. You can't wait to meet him. You finally get to meet Carrot Top. And then you ask him, hey, can I take a picture with you? And then he's like, yes. And you're like, okay, could you turn around? <laughs> no. Think, you have to wait for the next time we meet. I, I think because of when this aired, it was in the middle of the Olympics. Yeah. I think this is for more of the casual people. That don't really know that much. About I don't. It. I, I don't. I disagree. I think the only reason that most people were watching the Olympics that night was to watch the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> I think there's a there's a shit ton of people that didn't even know that's where this first aired. This really? is viral on the internet. Okay. It's being posted everywhere. It's not being posted as that Star Wars trailer that premiered on the Olympics. Well, no. Now that it's already Nobody aired on the that. Olympics, I would argue that eighty percent of the people that saw this trailer saw it the first time from somewhere on the internet. It's like an article, a, a share, a something. Yeah, but I'm the last person that's going to argue that we need to see more in these trailers. All right, I'm I'm totally against that. Save the goods for the movie. Seeing Vader's fucking face isn't the goods. It's something we've seen a million fucking times. Just show it to us. And it gets people more excited about the movie than seeing the back of his goddamn head. I'm not going to be... It's not going to make me less or more excited when I see the real movie to have it spoiled what Vader's fucking face looks like. So just give it to me. Give me what you've already given to me. We've seen it in Rebels. I know. I know we've seen it, but that's kind of like the point. Is like It doesn't do anything more for me to see it as opposed to not. It does more for everyone else, though. Okay. Somehow you're excluded from being excited from seeing Vader's fucking face in the, in the trailer for the first it's time. Vader, back he, of his fucking head, his face, whatever. You know it's Vader by the You just called it Vader, back of his fucking head, which proves my <laughs> point. Which proves my point that it's completely insignificant. <laughs> right? Yeah. Any yeah. Any anything that they would have put in Vader for that long is going to be just as effective either way. I think no, a shot of Vader's back of ass. His fucking head isn't going to be as Vader, effective. Vader lifts. Vader lifts up. Vader lifts up the cape. It shows. It shows a tight shot of his ass. It's going to be Rogue One, the ultimate edition. Dude, 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 that's Vader's ass. <laughs> I heard the breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just going to trickle it out. They start with the back of his head, and the next trailer, you're going to have a little bit more. But Brian's different. point is, is you only get the one shot. Yes. I get yeah. you. I know, but I... We, I know, mean, we know Vader's in it, so when right. I see his face in trailer three, I'm not fist-pumping like a fucking lunatic. I'm saying, like, yeah, like the shot that I'm talking about, like him fucking coming off, like, a platform when a ship lands, and you just see, like, like the steam... You don't even have to have like a like like a that long been better. like a, like a long lasting shot. Just yeah. like you see the steam, then you see it clear for a second, and right. then you see his face. Boom, coming December 
coming in December. Yeah, I, in my dream world. That would have been better because it's it's more theatrical. But, I mean, I guess in my head, when you say Vader's face, is like literally him in the same fucking position instead of the back of his head that you see his fucking face. It'd have to be something like what you described. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's like, ooh. In no. my dream world, we'd have seen his helmet lowered down onto his that head. That would be good, too. Like, and it's and we'd see the front. Like, I like that, like, too. Like, right. we know he's getting ready to get it. And we see I him stand it. up. And walk off the camera, and then we're just like, "Oh shit, where's or, Vader going?" I, or I mean, I, I mean, you could, you could have, you could, uh, you could have that if you hear a lightsaber light up. Yes, you that see that. You see the you mask. Gotta see it. You just hear the sound. You know it. I'm you, saying <laughs> you just want so little. Why can't we see what we've already seen a million times? I don't. I, I know he's in it. Maybe. maybe okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now we're just doing fan fiction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about, is that? How about? How about? How about? How about? How badly fucked up do you think it is? How about we? <laughs> how about we see? How about we see? We've seen his scarred face a million times. I want to see his scarred ass. Five five death troopers step off a ship. And then all of a sudden you see the steam and shit. Red hue hits the steam, and then you see Vader's face. That'd be good, but I think that may something that then theatrical. Carrot top comes off. Fuck carrot top. <laughs> you only see the back of his head. <laughs> you still know who the fuck he is though. You know he was in it. I, I okay. So here's the thing though. If you give somebody yeah. that much good shit, you're not Vader, giving him anything. No, 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 oh. no, no. What, oh, in Brian's in Brian's fan fiction. <laughs> in Brian's fan fiction, if, if you give people that in the trailer, they're going to think he's going to have a bigger role in the movie, and then fuckwads that don't know what the fuck they're getting into when they go see the movie, the little that he's in it, they're going to bitch, oh, well, I should have had more Darth Vader. I thought I was going to get more Darth Vader because of what we saw in the trailer. Oh, fuck God wads, fuckwads I- didn't bitch about the Joker when we saw nonstop Joker in the trailers and got some fucking Some fuckwads did. Dude, <laughs> some fuckwads did. They started some kind of petition to sue Warner Brothers because they didn't get the fucking scenes that they did in the trailer in the movie. Well, I the know, fucking those idiots. just jokers. Warner Brothers, well, kind, right, but... Warner Brothers kind of marketed that all wrong. I listened to uh, Ryan uh, Mears of the Comic Slops talking about this, and he's like, yeah, they, they marketed this all wrong. I mean, you go to the movie theater and you look at the poster, and like, who's, who's the big villain that they got uh, splashed on the poster? It's the Joker. And how big is uh, the Enchantress on that poster? <laughs> yeah. They, they kind of marketed it that way. I understand yeah. they wanted to play Misdirection and have you not believe that Enchantress and, and Incubus are the big villain. Yeah, the old bait and switch there. Yeah. Exactly. But, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, my fan fiction's fucked up. Yeah, and I apologize for getting us on the Suicide Squad topic during Star Wars. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Can we all agree though that we're looking forward to Rogue One? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. And I Tupperware this trailer. Same how here. much? How it. much? How much? Uh, how much? Yeah. What do you? you uh, Tupperware? Yeah. Tupperware. I'm gonna give it a high taste it just because I can't Fuck stand. You. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck no. I'm gonna give it a high taste it because I can't stand Felicity Jones. I'm yeah. not a big okay, fan of her yet. That. Fucking Miss fucking uh, Miss Bliss. <laughs> fucking. I would have created higher than a Tupperware rating if we just saw fucking Vader's face, though. <laughs> I think. I think that. Uh, well, I, I think. I think that. I think the trailer relied heavily on, and and, and Star Wars Episode Seven was the same way. Mm-hmm. I think that those trailers too. Uh, 
rely heavily on visuals. Mm-hmm. And music, I think. Yeah. Visuals and music. It's just, and I thought the visuals in this were fantastic. It's just that Felicity Jones takes me out of these trailers mm-hmm. for some reason. Her lines, for me, they just don't work. I've already kind of got the idea that this is going to be a one-off. We'll probably never see her again after oh, yeah. this movie. I hope so. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't mind seeing. Doesn't though. want to get that attached to her, but I wouldn't mind like in a future film if if they just like showed us the back of her head. <laughs> Fuck Jesus! I wouldn't mind that. You know what I mean? That'd be fine for me. Yeah, we've had talks about the sequel po- sequel possibilities for this movie too. Like, if this movie is a fucking blockbuster yes. smash, it's hard to imagine they won't want to show us these characters. Again. Yeah, but like, I honestly think like if they're smart, just have them all die except for uh, K two S O. Oh end. yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, you gotta figure too with the time period that it's set in. We went through the entire original trilogy without seeing or hearing about any of these people since. And what are they going to do? Show up thirty years later? They could maybe have a passing reference. I doubt that they go back and revisit them. Yeah, but they're a bunch of scrubs. It's not like they're integral to the mythology of fucking what we're talking about in like the episode movies, right? But I, I, I can't imagine a scenario how a sequel would work. I mean, they're going to do their job. We already know that they do their job and succeed. This is just the story of how that happened. All right. After Rebels ends, our next animated series, we get to see the continuing adventures of Jin Erso. Oh yes. No, she's going to die. <laughs> She's gonna die. I'm pretty sure she's gonna die. I'm 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 hoping that that most of the characters will die and that at the end of the movie it's gonna be K two SO handing the Death Star plans to, you right. know, Mon Mothma or yeah. something. Because realistically know? he's one of the only people that you could expect to make it out. Yeah, I guess you're out. I guess you're right. I guess at least one person has to make it out for the whole thing. Somebody, yeah. We know yeah. the mission's a success, spoiler. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> spoiler. Someone has to get out alive. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's move on to. We're going to try to get through as many emails and and, until I just want to just wrap this up real quick before we wrap up Star Wars news. I I think we got to bring up the uh, unfortunate passing of Kenny Baker. You're right. You're right. Um, Eighty-one years old. Eighty-three. 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 Okay. Okay. Eighty-three years old. Just a legendary actor, and you know R two D two. Yeah. Fucking huge. Star, not star, but in one of my favorite movies, uh, fucking Time Bandits. Time oh, Bandits. Wow. Absolutely love Time Bandits. Uh, yeah, Time Bandits is so great. You know, I don't know if anyone's seen it out there, but it's um, ter- a Terry Gilliam, Terry Gilliam movie. It's one of his early ones that he did while he was directing some of the earlier Monty Python movies. Just a fantastic movie. I it's really love good. Time Bandits. I haven't seen it in years. And really dark. It's it's a kids movie, but it's really dark. Yeah. It has some oh, really yeah. dark moments. So if if you've never seen Time Bandits and you've seen the Star Wars movies a million times and you're looking for a way to honor Kenny Baker, I highly recommend yep. watching Time Bandits for that. I'm glad time. you brought up Time Bandits. Yeah, same here. So good. Yeah, and I'm glad you remembered to bring up Kenny Baker. And so. I just wanted to honor him besides something besides being in R2-D2. Yeah, right. yeah. And you actually get to see the man yes. in Time Bandits, too. Yep. He's not made up like in a suit or, you know, prosthetic stuff on and everything. You actually get to see him as an actor in this movie. Yeah. And it's well worth seeing. Yeah, Brian texted. I didn't know about this until Brian texted while I was at work that it had happened. Yeah. Just like, wow, hit me. Well, it sucks because, like, you know, I, I check my email and I get, you know, different media outlets send me, you know, updates and things like that and then i read that and then i had to reread it and then i actually clicked on it and it was from a reputable site and and um 
Yeah, I'm, we're all sad to hear about the passing of Kenny Baker. So, yeah, I, uh, I I was hoping it wasn't true. Usually, when you see that stuff, half the time it's fake anyway. Mm-hmm. But so many people were reporting on it. Yeah, that's yeah. a real shame. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, I I don't think he was going to come back and do episode eight anyway. No. So did he? Did he come back? I don't think he did for seven. I think he visited the set for seven. He did seven. Did he do seven? I think he did do seven. Okay. I thought he did. Yeah. I mean, they had multiple actors play Chewbacca. Yeah. But I thought he I thought he was involved in seven. I thought they really just... I thought he was there, and they just kind of... It was a remote control R2-D2. Really? Okay. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Let's move on to uh, emails here. First email we got uh, is from Pete Weaver. Hey, Brian and the Leftovers, I realize I'm risking a ban by emailing again so prematurely. This is probably like a month ago. <laughs> uh, but God damn it, I just can't help myself. Just to clarify a couple of points, I'm still off work with my broken jaw. Frankly, it's fine. But if I'm honest, I'm in no rush to go back as that is where my jaw got broken. I'm a nurse in a secure mental health unit. Ooh, Honestly, I'm milking the whole thing for all it's worth. I played you guys reading my last email to my wife just to see whether the snoring like a warthog comment would indeed get me a divorce, but she just fucking laughed. Wow. And, uh... I'm not surprised you haven't heard of Lincoln. Don't worry, I won't misunderstand. I I can't even remember this. I kind of remember this email. Yeah. I remember the first one a little bit. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I'm not surprised you haven't heard of Lincoln, but don't worry, I won't misunderstand your ignorance for interest. Blah, blah, blah. Let me, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll wrap this up, but just to, just to say being off work does leave at least uh, give me a chance to catch up on TV shows. Just finished 11, uh, 11 which I loved. Never read the book. And all Thank of God. and all of Gotham, which I enjoyed mainly for the beautiful Jessica Lucas. Oh my lord! Uh, currently on Outcast and Wayward Pines. Keep up the good work, and indeed the barely adequate work. First time I've ever looked forward to Mondays. Pete from Lincoln, UK. Oh yeah, Lincolnshire Wood Nooking Quaintville Cottage. Oh, yeah. I, I remember he was from Lincolnshire or whatever the fuck. Yeah, broken jaw. That that's fucking shitty. Yeah, that sucks. Wonder if he's got like that Kanye West wire going on. Hey, can I also uh, let me uh, let me let me thank Pete Weaver. He also donated uh, to our PayPal. Oh, nice. Yeah, he donated one cent. Are you shitting me? I'm not. What? I'm not fucking shitting you. Wow. Fuck you, Pete. You son of a bitch. Wow, one cent. I'll fucking break your jaw next time I see you. <laughs> One penny. I got a fucking. I got a. He thought. He, I think he's being funny. <laughs> That's what you do, like when you're pissed at your waiter. Yes, yeah. I've yeah. the quarter before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you don't do. Like you, like a podcast that you that you love and you can't Here's wait to penny. listen to it. I look forward to you every Monday. Here's a penny, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Fuck you, Pete. Mixed messages there. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> fucking tipped a fucking penny. Did you just want to see if it worked? Yeah, it worked. I got it, you asshole. <laughs> Next one comes from John. We talked about John earlier. He sent us the nice care package. Thank you, John, for all the cool okay. gifts, man. Yeah. Actually, I do uh, fucking ate that uh, cheesecake Kit Kat. It was good. Fucking amazing. Yeah, it's I'm going to grab another one before I leave. They're in the fridge. They're in the fridge, yeah. yeah. It should be nice and cold. I've already solved that Rubik's Cube like three times. <laughs> 
John, who recently signed an exclusive deal with SoundCloud, (laughs) he says, if there is ever a slow news week, I would like to suggest the Transatlantic Movie Book Club, a British movie that you guys haven't seen or just don't understand. And let me and the Honorable Dan West argue our case. Suggested titles with Nail and I. Snatch, Lockstock. I've seen both of those. Yeah. I like I like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Hated Snatch. Me too. Bronson. I get, that's the uh, Tom Hardy movie. I've never seen Bronson. Hmm. Human Traffic. Train Spotting. I've seen that. Who Who the fuck hasn't seen Train Spotting? Yeah, I've oh, seen Train Spotting. Probably my co-host on my other fucking podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> those fucking assholes haven't watched Rocky. Oh, unfucking believable. Yeah. Yeah. How 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 old are they? Well, like, I, young, young? One of them's twenty one. Hahola is like thirty two. Jason, I, I don't know how old he is, Holy but he, they're old enough to fucking have seen Rocky. It's yeah. embarrassing. Agreed. You should watch that as a child. I think between all fucking three of them, they've like watched maybe three movies in total. It's ridiculous. Wow, I was man. I was blown away. <laughs> I wanted to stop the show right there. I wanted to refund their money <laughs> and, and fucking wrap the show up. What the fuck do you talk about? Start then? again with three new podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Uh, keep up the good work, John. So thank you, John, for the email. Um, uh, when people suggest us watch movies and stuff, is that something we jump in on all the time, Jake? Uh, hardly ever. Hardly ever. Why? Why is that, Jake? I don't know. I... Why? Uh, maybe because we have a, like, maybe we have thousands of listeners and we've got uh, a bunch of them sending us suggestions. We just can't do it all. Yeah. I mean, we could barely get through our own agendas, <laughs> let, <laughs> yeah. let alone add other things to the list. Right. And it's like, when do we, I mean, even in his suggestion, he's like, when you have a slow week, which is we basically never do. Right. So, yeah. Uh, we got an, uh, an email here from a dude named Chris Barber. He says, I wanted to find a reason to email since you, I wanted to find a reason to email you since you explicitly requested that no one email you. <sighs> this oh, asshole. Jesus. And he says, I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> he actually says that in the email. He smells his own shit. Called it. Yeah. He says, but seriously, just wanted to say I've really been enjoying the show since I discovered you guys back at your Star Wars episode. Thanks for taking the time each week, boys. Chris, P.S. I left a review on iTunes, but my name shows up as CKJCPL. We read your iTunes review a few Sounds weeks like a ago. Star Wars droid. Yeah, I think, yeah. You, I think you said that yeah. when you first said that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, next email comes from Kevin. Let me start off by saying I love your length. Take that as you will, guys. <laughs> I love my girth. I'm a truck driver, and even though I'm home daily, I still drive 10 to 11 hours a day. Podcasts like yours help me out so much. I'm a new listener, but I'm binging on you guys. Take that as you will, too, I guess. I wanted to share a real-life story that happened to me as a direct result of your podcast. Somewhere in the middle of your Civil War episode, which is one of the funniest things I've ever heard, one of you pulled out this sex joke. It came out of nowhere. Sex is like cooking a steak. You lay it down. When you see the blood, you turn it to the brown. That was me. I know. I about died laughing. I'm sure I look like an asshole to the cars passing <laughs> and laughing like that by myself. I like that joke so much. I thought, hey, you know what? Well, who else might like that joke? My wife. <laughs> I didn't want to just tell it to her, though. I had to wait for the right time, if you guys catch my drift. Oh, God. I had to wait three weeks. I'm not responsible for your divorce, dude. I had to wait three weeks. But finally, it happened. We were in the shower together messing around about sex. Then I dropped the joke. 
She was shocked into laughter, and I kid you not, in less than five minutes, right there in the shower, I was doing something I hadn't done in over five years. I was in that ass. Okay. <laughs> so now you guys can officially say with proof, pop culture leftovers, helping guys everywhere get in that ass. Nice. So, on several levels, thank you all. Keep up the great work. I would say name the kid after me, but you were in the wrong hole for that, so... <laughs> oh, man, he's going to get in that ass again with that yeah, joke. Yeah, he is. Thank you, Frank. There. If I can't get laid myself, I can help somebody helping, else. Get helping guys get in the pooper. <laughs> That's one, one pooper at a time. <laughs> That's helping. <laughs> Helping out listeners one pooper at a time. Next email comes from Chris Hohola. Oh, God. What's up, Brian? Jay, Jake, and left out Frank. Just wanted to drop a line and let last week's emailer, what's his fuck, know that I've been a loyal listener since the Lost World episode. <laughs> Talking about Brandon McLean. Back when Dave's comic book corner and the PCL Hunger Games was a thing. Those two things really took off, am I right? <laughs> what's the Lost World episode? Uh, Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, he called I, it by the wrong name. I was like, God, we weren't podcasting back when Jurassic Park 2 The Lost World came out. Did he call it The Lost World? He does. He says, uh, I've been a loyal listener since The Lost World episode. It was called Jurassic World. Yes, yeah. correct. That's why I was like, The what? Lost World. That oh, was that's Jurassic Park 2. That was Jurassic the Park 2. World. Yeah. Wow, shit. I don't even think podcasts existed back then. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Podcasts no. didn't even exist until like 2007, right? We were ahead of the, yeah. ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> this is talking this, into a handheld recorder. We were ripping about that T Rex in the city <laughs> way, like, on podcasts. <laughs> And this is like this is like my co-host on that other podcast. This is sad. <laughs> is this yeah. the guy that hasn't seen Rocky? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, none of them have. No, I, I can't believe that. None That's of them have terrible. seen the original Rocky. God, if That's... at least one had seen it, it would have like redeemed. Yeah, it, it was insane. That, that's so weird. It was really weird. Mm. Like I was, I felt like the odd man out. Like whoa. I've seen Rocky. Weird. I'm, I'm the weird one. Um, let's see here. But that guy wouldn't. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Keep done. Yeah. And, uh, he says, uh, keep doing what you do. As Jay says, suck it or fuck it, guys. Chris Ahola. All right. Moving on. Ryan Harshbarger sends us an email. That was a very short email from Chris Ahola. It was. It was. I kind of. I kind of skimmed over it. No. No, it was short, though. Ryan Harshbarger, hi, guys. I just wanted to write and tell you I really enjoy the podcast. Also, I wanted to give you a good pop, bad pop, something to check out if you already haven't. We'll get right on this. But yeah, we're, I'm, dude, I'm on <laughs> it. I am on it right now. Get my homework list out. I am watching the Marvel Wolverine anime. I think it was on TV in 2011. I'm watching it on Crackle. It's a 12-episode series, and... I would give it a taste it. Oh, can't wait to jump on your taste it. <laughs> I've seen this actually. I, oh, I've, wow. I've I've seen the first episode. He's yeah. like on a boat in the first episode or yeah, something. Yeah. I've seen it. I it didn't really blow me away. Yeah, and me, like, me why neither. why are you telling us to watch something that's a taste it? Agreed. If if we're even going to consider it, 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 at least should be a tougher one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, you guys got to check. It's twelve episodes, uh, and it's a taste it. Check it out. <laughs> twelve hours. Forget no. about masturbating. Like if watch so, this. like if I hadn't heard of Stranger Things. And Ryan sent me an email saying, dude, watch Stranger Things. It's a Tupperware. It's amazing. I'm probably going to be more inclined. But if you're like, ah, oh, it's a taste it. Right. I'm not going to watch 12 episodes of a fucking taste it. Ryan, no. You're, you're, on, you're starting off on the wrong foot, Chief. Yeah. yeah they, did an Iron, they did an Iron Man one, too, that came out at the same time. Really? It was better. 
I am on episode six, and while the story is pretty straightforward, Logan goes to Madripoor in search of his true love, Mariko, you do get some involvement with uh, AIM, and by episode two, you get Omega Red. It's based on the novel from Chris Claremont and Frank Miller, with episodes outlined by and written by Warren Ellis. Check it out. There's also an X-Men, Iron Man, and Blade series, all from the same group. I hope to eventually watch uh, and let you guys know about uh, P.S. You can address this email when it suits you best. I listen to all the episodes, though I'm consistently too behind. And I know some weeks there are too many to handle. While I will enjoy hearing my email and what you have to say, I'll be here when you get to it, I assure you. So there you go. We got to it. Hope Yay. you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, we just we killed that email. <laughs> we just... <laughs> Slayed that shit. Yeah, I don't know. Why you like? Ignore me. What? Now you're fine. Like, why you? Why are you recommending tasted shit? What the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh, I can't wait to get on the horn with these guys about my tasted bullshit. <laughs> we agree. We taste it too. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what the fuck. If you have nothing better to watch, check this out. Yeah, it's like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call up I'm gonna call up Jay. Hey Jay. <laughs> hey man, how you doing? Yeah, I just thought I'd fucking bug you right now. I've been watching this show. It's okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. You should check it. It's only 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, yeah, full fucking 30-minute episodes, man. 12 of them. 12, that's six hours of your life gone. It's okay. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Let me know what you think. Not sure if you're liking it. No, I want to hear if you think it's okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, you're right. It's okay. What the yeah. fuck? Boy, Brian, you really called that. <laughs> <laughs> you know your shit. You know your shit when it comes to okay programming. Oh, Brian, you do. You you set the bar for mediocrity, man. You really do. <laughs> Next email comes from William Hall. Hey guys, just wondering if you have checked out the new. F- <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hey guys, just wondering. This is how long we haven't read emails. <laughs> Hey guys, just wondering if you checked out the new Netflix show, Stranger Things. It's a Tupperware in my opinion. Stay frosty, leftovers. Will Hall. Will, you definitely know we've, if you're still listening, you know we love Stranger Things. All of us Tupperware it. Frank, you finally finally fucking finished it. Yeah. Tupperware. Absolutely. Fucking great. And he wasn't with Hawksby drunk when he watched it. It's a legitimate Tupperware. <laughs> he wasn't chilling. He wasn't, he wasn't, I was drunk for part of it. He wasn't getting a handy in a fucking uh, <laughs> motorized recliner. Fuck. All right, next email comes from uh, Sage Kelly. The Fifth Element was a favorite of mine as a kid, but after rewatching it after your podcast, it is hot fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if we've done anything the entire history of this podcast is since we helped someone hate the phenomenon. Oh, man. Wow. How did I not realize that? Also, I was unaware that Alpha Dog was a cult classic, but it has always been a pleasure of mine, a guilty pleasure of mine. It's brutal. And with the recent passing of Anton Yelkin, it'd be a good time to check it out. Would love to hear your opinions. I've never seen Alpha Dog. Neither. Um, I hear it's pretty good. Uh, it's got uh, Justin Timberlake and Anton Yelkin in it. Hmm. Been thinking about dropping that $50 to get a chance to try out my podcasting skills with you guys. Might have to start prostituting. Could be a Tupperware. Sage, it's not 50 bucks, dude. It's only 30 bucks. And uh, hopefully you've seen Rocky and I can let one of those other fuckers go. 
Yeah, if you've seen Rocky, Hockey maybe we'll let you in, in for twenty five. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said if you've seen Rocky, maybe we'll let you in. Oh for yeah, dude, I'll give you a five dollar discount. <laughs> I'll kick a hole off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Next email call, uh, comes from Neil Talander. It's titled "I Know Two Weeks in a Row." It's been a while since we've read emails, but this guy. Loves to send emails. Neil. We have those. We Neil have those. just loves sending fucking emails. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's a tweeting son of a bitch, and he's on Facebook, and yeah. he's Facebooking, he's emailing. I think every spare moment, every spare moment, this guy is fucking sending us something. I, yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that little cartoon bulldog. Hey, Spike, Spike, hey, Spike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's nipping at our fucking heels. It's titled, yeah, titled, I Know Two Weeks in a Row. Hi, guys, I hope you're all in shitty movie. Uh, shit. oh, God, let me start this over. Hi, guys, I hope y'all are in shitty moods. Because, I know. Because I'm sure getting this email will continue that trend. He even knows what he's doing. Yeah. He even knows he's pissing us off with Poking this shit. Poking the bear. Funny. But no, they, 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 people like it when they when we read our shit. When they, we read their shit, they like it for some reason. Like they hear their one fucking email, and they gotta send more. Yeah, we're in our fake shitty moods just for show. No, it, yeah. God <laughs> 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 uh, damn it! Another email from Neil. <laughs> that bastard. Uh, I just recently rewatched episode seven, and I finally got around to listening to your pre and post viewing shows. So I wanted to bring up a couple things. First off, y'all have a very strange and specific way of viewing the Force. You can't look at it logically and have it make sense. It's an amalgamation of Eastern and Western religions. Emotions are a huge part of it. Either it's completely embracing those things, Christianity, the dark side, or it's denying them, Buddhism, the light side. Kylo Ren can feel his father because he's in tune with his dark side emotions, and Leia can feel... Han's death because she's more emotionally invested in him than she is spiritually committed to the light side. Secondly, it really bothers me that Chewie and Leia didn't share a moment. Okay, do you want to talk about that? No. Uh, me, me either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's too too much. All right, you win, Neil. You're big winner. Yeah. Secondly, it really bothers me that Chewie and Leia didn't share a moment after Han's death, considering how much history the two of them shared. You'd think that. She would at least warn that it would at least warn a hug. But I guess it, if he didn't deserve a medal after helping destroy the Death Star, he doesn't get a hug. How many chewy Leia fucking hug scenes do we need in Episode Seven? One was enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they were going to do what he describes, then that should have been the one hug, and they shouldn't have done the beginning one, which I actually found more impactful. Yeah. Because yeah. they see yeah, each other for the first time, yeah. you know. Pushes Han's kind of being jerky Han, and she was like, "Get the fuck out of the way! Yeah. I'm hugging her. I miss her." Yeah, and that was a great scene. You know who does deserve a medal? Neil for for fucking sending us an email every goddamn week, <laughs> making me read his shit. Is this the only Neil email that I got this this I'm, fucking episode? I'm guessing no. No, it's not. Oh wow! One last thing. I just watched Ghostbusters, and I have to give it a taste. It it was better than I expected, but worse than I hoped. Uh, thanks again for doing your thing and enriching my life with your commentary, Neil. Uh, then he dropped his fucking uh, band's website again, www.therestlesssons.com. And here's the second Neil email, <laughs> titled, I know you said no more, but fuck it, I'm a dick. Uh, Is that really what it says? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Yep. Well, I know it says I know you said no more, but I'm a dick. Oh. Is what it's titled. So I, think I can hear the band hammer coming. You're banned. You're banned for <laughs> a month. Anytime somebody gets, anytime I ban somebody, it's for a month. So you're banned for a month. It's just it gets out of hand. Um, and, and Neil, don't be sensitive. It, it's it, we do it to people. Neil got a little. He got a little sensitive. Oh, in this email? Not in this email, but he has been a little sensitive when it comes to these things. I, I want you to know. I want you to know, Neil. We we consider you a member of the army. But uh, not for the next month. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's see here. Hey, everyone. Sorry for the long email, uh, but I had a few things. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. I can see in the reflection of the TV. Dude, learn how to break shit up into paragraphs. God damn. (laughs) He might have. I I, I copied and pasted this stuff. Um, Sorry for the long email, but I had a few things I wanted to hear you guys talk about. Uh, first, the comment. Thank you, Brian, for your perfect analogy about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I really, really wanted to like that show, but it's fucking god-awful. Just a, per- a terrible, unwatchable show. So first off, other than Deadpool, Star Trek is my fucking jam. Beyond was not my Trek. Beyond was a fun fucking movie, but it didn't nearly have enough of the elements that I look for in a Trek film. Solid taste it for the movie. Toss the Trekness. Secondly, fucking Stranger Things. Holy fucking shit. That is an amazing fucking show. Thank you for making me restart my Netflix account to watch it. The acting, music, story, everything. Tupperware is fuck. I love me some Stephen King, and this was like one of his wet dreams. Even the title cards look like the cover of one of his 70s, 80s books. Fucking glorious. Third. Third. I'm third, Jake. I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting to go blind, Jake. <laughs> I, I agree with the uh, the font. I'm, I noticed the same thing. I was like, oh, it looks just like the hardback Stephen King font from his old novels. Sorry, I'm sorry. These emails are just making me go blind. I'm starting to feel like cheered Emway. I can smell it. Can you smell my eyes? <laughs> Third, while I like the casting of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, the actress I really wanted was Catherine Winnick. She plays Ligertha on Vikings, and she's a fucking badass in that show. Everything I've wanted in a Carol Danvers. Beautiful, powerful Canadian. Next up, we got Nerve. Jesus Christ. Get your own wow. fucking podcast, Neil. Next up, we got Nerve. You've got a lot to say. Uh, you've got Nerve sending us as many emails as you do, Neil. Did this guy actually see Nerve? Yeah, nerve looked terrible. He says, toss the shit out of this movie. <laughs> it had me at a low taste it through the first two acts, but that third act was fucking garbage. Emma Roberts was okay, but her career will go better if she plays Buffy Summers in a reboot. Finally, finding Dory. Finding Dory. I can't even talk now. I'm, I'm, you try reading this, all this I fucking it. shit I, I do. It, I you try it. fucking being the showrunner, Frank, and reading all this fucking shit I fucking I can't read. even say werewolf right without even fucking reading that shit. Werewolf. <laughs> Finally, finding Dory. Do- God damn it. Just fuck it. Fuck you, Neil. Fuck I'm so sorry. Nobody cares. Finding Dory. Uh, Dory. Dory, Dory. I can't say it. Finding Dory. I Tupperware that film. It hit every emotional beat. Thank you, Jason. And it was beautiful visually. Anyway, thanks again for your jackassery. You guys were the first podcast I've ever listened to. And you're you're the only one I still do. I've tried some other shows you plug, but none of them grabbed me like you guys did or do. Perverts. 
So thank you, Neil. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Get some Visine for the next one. Shit. Next uh, email comes from Jake Johnston. We went to yeah. high school with yeah, them. Jake. Guys, just I had a few thoughts. I went to the theater to see Batman v Superman, and it didn't meet my expectations, but I still enjoyed the movie. On Tuesday, I purchased the Ultimate Edition, and I've watched it about six times. Oh, Holy wow. crap. I know Batman doesn't use guns, but the scene where he goes and saves Martha was probably my favorite scene. I like the darker, grittier Batman. I know you guys don't agree that this movie was good. You guys have got to understand me a bit. I am not hard to please. <laughs> I enjoy superhero movies for the most part. I own and watch Green Lantern on a regular basis. Whoa. A freak. <laughs> <laughs> you would not say that to Jake's face. No. <laughs> you would, trust me, you yeah. would not say that to his face. <laughs> the two DC trailers released this weekend at SDCC I thought looked pretty damn good. And I'm looking forward to both movies. Uh, but then again, I'm easy to please. Everything looks good to this guy. He watches Green Lantern over <laughs> Still listening and haven't missed an episode from the start. Love the show. And keep up the great work. Your loyal listener, Jake Johnston. P.S. Oh, from the start. P.S. My wife cried during Clark Superman's funeral. Really? Jeez. Oh, What's wrong with this family? I liked it better, you know, from watching the Ultimate Edition, but uh, yeah, I can't get, I can't. It was, was, it was a little better in the Ultimate Edition. I don't think they changed anything. No, but I think like, I think like, they didn't change anything with the funeral, but they gave Clark more time in the movie, and I think, I think what the only, the only, the only thing that made me feel any kind of like sorrow for his death was the acting of Diane Lane. Okay. It was Diane Lane talking to Amy Adams, uh, Lois Lane. Yeah. So that's the only thing that did it for me. It was nothing that that Superman did. It was the fact that this mother lost her son. That's it. That's it. Okay. And I didn't cry, but I I felt more sorrow in the Ultimate Edition watching it again. I just felt bad for his mom. (laughs) It it just really kind of takes the whole thing away when you know he's coming back already. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Zach Holder. Hey, Leftovers. Possible left out and or possible guest. Got a recommendation for you guys. You know, we oh, love hey. recommendations, Jake. Love them. Can't, I love them. Like a kick in the balls. I hear you guys occasionally mention different stand-up comedians you enjoy, and I think you guys might like Bo Burnham. Uh, I've heard of that name before. Make Happy, which can be found on Netflix. Very funny, socially conscious, and I think it'll be right up your alley. Thanks for reading, guys. Keep up the great work from Zach Holder. I might check that out. I've been checking out a lot more comedy specials. Yeah, me too. It's something nice to put on while I just fuck around with my iPad. Great. Yeah. I don't have to look yeah. at it to enjoy pay it. Attention yeah, really judge it very hard. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. You know what? I'm gonna read one more. Make it a good one. No suggestions. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna read two more, and then I'll read the next. I'll read the rest of them next week. Okay. And you guys can, can you guys can start sending emails again. Oh wow! They can start sending emails again, and uh, I'll 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 finish the I'll read these two, and then the rest of them I'll do next week. But not Neil. Yeah, Neil. Oh yeah, done. Neil, you're done. You're done. <laughs> we'll do, we're done. Uh, Neil, we'll see you in like sometime in September. Melinda Driggers. Uh, she sends us an email. It's titled "Funny Fucking Asshats." I drove. I drive my husband crazy now with my toss, taste, and Tupperware ratings and <laughs> everything we watch on TV, movies, and even comics we read. I'm still a little behind on the episodes, but since binge listening, I'm getting through at least two to three a week, and I'm almost caught up. 
This podcast is splendidly phenomenal, funny as fuck, and is a nice break from listening to 20-year-old kids. I would love to hear a female perspective, but without the whiny voice or nagging mom personality I normally hear with the other podcasts that just throw a vagina in to say they're progressive. (laughs) If any of your female friends or family are also pop culture fans, I would love to hear an episode with them. Thanks for the news, laughs, and fucking good times. Your listener with a vagina... Melinda Triggers. <laughs> nice. That was a great email. Great email. Thank yeah. you, Melinda. Awesome. I never heard of her before. I think she follows me on Twitter. Okay. Or something. Love I don't it. know. Love that email. Yeah. I love that she antagonizes her husband by using our rating system. <laughs> That's amazing. It's awesome to hear that she's listening and her husband isn't. It's You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's usually the other way around. Like yeah. the husband or boyfriend forcing the girlfriend to yeah. reluctantly listen. Yeah, and then she either thinks that our show's really good or she fucking hates it yeah. and thinks, like, why did I marry this jackass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's an awesome. That's email of the night. <laughs> that is great. That's great. Yeah, you, Neil, take notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, I'm fucking. With, now I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to fucking message Neil. Oh, I'm don't to, worry, he'll message you. Take <laughs> 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 it from somebody who knows. You get made fun of. It's part of the process. You just, you just take it in stride. You get Neil. You got. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, dude, if we're fucking busting your balls, you're one of us. Yeah, I mean, if we hate someone, yes. we just we we don't even mention their. That's true, name. and that's the thing that's that true. has happened. That has happened. Yeah, there oh, yeah. there are there. I think I can at least think of like three listeners that have sent us emails that don't ever get mentioned on the show. Yeah, we we just I know two are out don't even mention them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, don't don't stress about that. Don't even don't yeah. even. It's all in fun. Cody Shackelford sends us an email. Hey, leftovers, Brian, you didn't even mention the Guardians of the Galaxy news that came out last week about a Disney attraction based on Guardians. I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are on a Marvel property getting into a Disney park finally. I know you're all in Illinois and probably – hey, can I throw this out there? We're in – it's not Illinois. Like for anybody listening. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. If anybody is listening in like another state and you call it Illinois, you're a fucking idiot and stop it. <laughs> you, no, it, like – it's Illinois. Yeah, that's the silent. There's yeah. no noise in Illinois. That drives me crazy. Too. Yeah, so just throwing that out there. Just it's... bugs and people mowing their fucking grass. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you heard that earlier in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, not the bugs. The grass. Yeah, the grass. Yeah, you probably didn't hear the bugs, but yeah, the grass. Yeah. We wacky son of a bitch. I know you're all in Illinois and probably don't get out to Disneyland or Disney World often, but... Is this type of thing uh, you're excited for? I'm also curious if the Army is excited about this type of thing. Is this something Marvel fans are itching for? Guardians, okay, so uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, attraction in uh, Disney. I mean, if I was there, I would definitely want to go on it. Yeah. And I honestly can't think of a better Marvel movie franchise for this kind of ride. Like, I really think with Guardians going to different planets and different locations. Oh, I can think. Black Widow ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I would ride the fuck out of here. <laughs> and here we are talking about getting back up in that ass again. <laughs> I stand corrected. Brian, Brian, why are you cheesing so hard? I uh, just went on the Black Widow ride. Dude, can you imagine if they made the lap bar like a fucking mold of her ass? Just grab a hold of that shit and hang on for dear life. No, Frank, I'm, 
Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm talking I'm talking about fucking Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> well, after the Black after the Black Widow ride, the number one ride I would want to ride. <laughs> The Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about some fucking uh, funny little uh, lap bar. Some plastic no. ass. No, I'm talking about me walking I... into a room and banging Scarlett Johansson <laughs> and calling it the Black Widow ride. It cost a pretty penny, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I bet that line is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You want to get there early so you can be first in line. You don't want to go second. Don't go second. You don't want to go like 230. Dude, how long have you been in here? How long have you been in this line? Um, Thursday? (laughs) You'd you'd be the guy that got right there. You're the next to go. And then they call our way to film Avengers 3. It's the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So I, yeah, dude. Uh, if I was uh, if I was like planning a trip to go to Disney, I, I haven't been to Disney since I was a kid. So yeah, I can't lie. I'm more excited for the Star Wars stuff, though. Yeah, like, that's what that's what will really make me get out of fucking dude, yeah. Illinois. Yeah, they have a they have a cantina down there where you yeah. can get drunk. Yes. Oh my Ooh. god. Yeah, it'd be amazing. I went in 2011, but you know, with my situation, I've always got kids. So then. Everything I do is based around what they want to do. Mm. So if none of them want to go on the ride, I'm fucked. We ain't yeah. gonna have no kids. They go. We yeah. get drunk at the cantina. Yeah. I'm gonna be sitting there fucking watching you guys just with my little shits. I wonder what they measure to get uh, to be tall enough to get in the Black Widow ride. <laughs> I wonder what they measure. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oof. I don't. I don't think it's like you're not big enough. I think there's probably like a too large to get in. Mm, mm, Nobody else is gonna be able to write, write it afterward. <laughs> Can't feel it. Oh, Frank! Jesus, come on! You didn't know it was gonna yeah. go there. All right, let's end this. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll finish up the rest of the emails uh, next week. Uh, continue to send your emails I, or not. I don't care. I don't give a fuck what you do. And uh, what are we doing next week? I might go see War Dogs. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to see that or not. You don't have to. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I might see that Kubo and the Two Strings. Is that coming out? Yeah. Are you going to go see Pete's Dragon? I want to. I just can only usually afford one movie a week lately. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm going to see something. I just don't know what it is yet. All right. Frank, you probably won't even be with us next week. Probably not. Yeah. I'll have my son next week, and yeah. you guys are recording on Saturday, right? Thank you for joining us. I don't know what we're doing next week, but thank you for joining us this week. Yeah, no problem at all. It's always nice to have that third person in there. Yeah, it is great. It's it's rough, just back and forth, back and forth. I, I think other than the sound... I get sick of just talking to your ass. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Other than the sound... <laughs> bouncing shit off you all fucking night. <laughs> Jesus. I'm hardly rubber. <laughs> other than the sound issues this episode I think this has been a quality episode right it's ah it's been garbage oh no it's good I, yeah honestly I like towards like the end when we're just like I'm just like barely reading these emails yeah yeah <laughs> and the world we, I'm not we definitely already peaked hours ago I'm not disagreeing with that <laughs> <laughs> but that peak was good uh, it's good it's good I don't know I just Frank, it's it's hard. I just sit here and read half the time. I'm just reading shit. I get you. I watch you read it all the time. 
It's like, oh my god, fuck. Too I feel much. like feel like uh, I, I do more. Re- I feel I've done more reading than fucking Lavar Burton on reading Rainbow. <laughs> but don't take my word for it. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, just like all good leftovers, saying their doggy bags, uh, patronage. Yeah, ride the ride the Black Widow ride. Ride that ride, that ride, ride it hard. Show up and show up first in line. Show up early. Show up early. What do you think they call that? Like Black Widow's Cave of Wonders, or like no. the Scar Joe Ten Thousand? They call it Black Widow. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. Later. All right. Later. See you. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, clean it, erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture, leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture, leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushover, pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.